You watching me glow, you watching me go I'm all in my zone, I'm holding my own I'm feeling like Bane, I'm breaking your bones I am a blur, black and a nerd So this is my own, this is my zone And this is a show you already know like My grand blur, YouTube blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Cosplay blur All day blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Bet you wish you so blur Talking about what we heard Talking about what we seen All through the eyes of a blur Everything that we do urge Flying like a super person Plus I got super friends We be teaming up early Welcome to Blur Vision, your window into the world of all things geek, movies, TV, or news. We talk about it every other week. <laughs> it's your boy Jordan with... Who's been messing up everything, it's been weeding all along, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> and he killed the character development of every character in the movie, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess now it's out, cats out the bag, what we're talking about this week. Uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League was the four hours enough time to tell a story, Michael. Was it? <laughs> I'm asking you. We'll see. <laughs> well, I think going into this, you were the bigger naysayer of the two of us, so I'm very curious to see what you thought of this yes, movie. Yes, I was. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Is Michael going to eat his words this week? Let's find out. But we, are, we have a jam-packed week of things to talk about, because we also have two, count them, two episodes of Attack on Titan to recap. Uh, episodes 14 and 15. I don't know if you knew, but there was like an earthquake last week or something in Japan. No, no. Oh, yeah. But I was like, what, I didn't feel anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, it happened in Japan, and it cut off the Attack on Titan um, live feed. I don't, yeah, I, I, I figured something was happening. Yeah. I thought what, it was like a holiday or something. Yeah, no. That's what they, and they didn't want to change the schedule, so they just doubled up this week rather than like push it back a week. So, I mean, that's fine with me. It was like an hour long yeah. episode of Attack on Titan. Um, we've also got Superman Lois. There was miscommunication, though, so. <laughs> Between the two of us, we've seen the last two episodes, yes. but I've seen the fourth episode, and Michael saw the third episode. Yes. So we're going to try and piece together the plot <laughs> between the both of us. Um, and then, of course, we've we uh, the the weekly WandaVision fix is over, but Disney Plus, like a good drug dealer, has got a new... Yeah, yeah, got a new drug. <laughs> yeah. I know you've been chosen, baby. So we got this... Falcon and Winter Soldier for your ass. It's, funny, it's only been two weeks since WandaVision, but I'm like, it feels so long ago. It does. It does. But I feel that's a good thing. It means we're back in the swing of like too much content to consume. So a week passes, and now we've got like a bunch of other things to talk about. So we went from not having anything to talk about to now we almost have too many things to talk about for this week's episode. Mm-hmm. But let's just jump right into it since we have so much to talk about. Because doesn't Kong versus Godzilla come out this week? Or doesn't is that, is that next, next week? Next week. Not this weekend, but the week after. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, oh, I'm ready for that one. I already heard that the first reviews are in and apparently the action's amazing, but what? What do you think the other part of that sentence is going to be? The human element. It's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, duh. <laughs> so there goes my wishes of like, isn't maybe, that, maybe I was this like, is isn't the that time. Every, isn't that every god king, king of the monsters, the Godzilla one with uh, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver when they were husbands? Yeah, or, or whatever the fuck they were married. Bland. Yeah, they're yeah. married. It was bland and it was bad. But I was, I was hoping every time we do this, I'm always like, maybe this is the time they'll finally crack the code on the human element. No, <laughs> no, no. It's doable, goddammit. All you have is to it? do. Apparently not. <laughs> it's been done. Japan's been able to do it. We're not. We're not Japan. <laughs> Japan makes great anime. When we try to do the anime, it's trash. We make live action Death Note. <laughs> That's what we do. 
Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. But goddamn it, it can be done. Uh, we'll get into it when we get to that next week. So let's jump into iTunes reviews because we do have one. Um, and our iTunes review this week comes from... Is it a review or, hey, did you guys watch? <laughs> uh, no, this time it actually is a review. It's from Michael Emerson. It's a five-star review, and he says, Best Blurred Podcast. He makes a little flexy emoji. Thanks, bro. Hey, guys, it's me again. Just wanted to say keep up the good work. You guys are awesome. Also, quick question. Who recorded the theme of this podcast? It's amazing. Okay, because uh, to answer your question... Um, the person that recorded our, our theme song is Trav B. Ryan. He's on Instagram, YouTube, Spotify. He's a great rapper. He does commissions, too. So if you ever want to have like your own theme song for your own shows, or if you got like, he does like um, songs for anniversaries, basically anything you want him to rap about, he'll do it. And he's a beast. So definitely recommend hitting him up against Trav B. Ryan on all platforms. Cut the check. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's jump into emails. Here's the mail, it never fails It makes me want to wag my tail When it comes, I want to wail Our uh, first email comes from Rashad German, our old pal this is a question that I also have. I don't know what order we'll be talking about our topics this week, but I almost want to start with Attack on Titan because I have feelings. Yeah, we could do that. Okay, because his, his subject is, am I still a Jaegerist? And that's a question I've been asking myself after last week's episode. <laughs> I think I've committed to going down with the ship like this, it's a Titanic now at this point, though. Fuck it. I'm, I've, I've been on the Aaron ship. I'm going to go down with the Aaron ship. Where? Hold on, let, me, let me find that one. The thing. One thing. <laughs> Keep talking. All right. Well, let me start reading this email then. Hey, guys. Uh, that was probably one of the darkest episodes of an already dark anime. The scenes with Gabby and the Blouse family were heartbreaking. So he's talking about episode 13, Children of the Forest. And the voice acting was S-tier. I feel so bad for my man Falco. He really needs to stop taking L's for Gabby. For real. He's constantly jumping in the middle between him, or between her and someone else and getting fucked up for it. Jordan, I saw your Insta story about Attack on Titan being a dream Aaron had. I don't want it. Oh, I'll get into it after I finish the email. Uh, if this season confirms that all the events that have passed were part of Aaron's dream, I don't know what I'd do. After that fucked up look from Flock, I'm not sure. Yeah, weird rape face he made. I'm not sure what Aaron's intentions are anymore. Maybe the Flock hate is valid. For Aaron, I hope this is the longest of long cons. For sure, if you guys are aware, there was an earthquake in Japan. Oh, that's why I said it earlier. Uh, over the weekend, which interrupted episode 14, so only part of the episode has been aired. They will double drop the next two episodes next week. He literally, literally sent this a day after we recorded, so that's why. Okay. Uh, they will dr double drop the next two episodes next week, which I'm down for. I saw the episode, and all I can say is Levi cannot be any more badass. And we saw my episode 14. Fuck yeah, he can't. <laughs> I remember you asked me, it was like, who do you think will win, Levi? I was like, Levi! <laughs> that's exactly what happened last week. <laughs> Doesn't matter who's up against Levi. <laughs> Always be up better Levi. Uh, they will double drop. Blah, blah, blah. I saw the episode. Blah, blah blah. Not much to clarify for this episode, so I'll catch you guys after the double drop. Stay nerdy, my blurry. Yeah, Rashad, definitely. Um, I want to hear your thoughts after these last two episodes. You think Levi can beat Mikasa? Yes. <laughs> Unless he's handicapped, that's the only way. He beat. I'm not gonna spoil what he beat, but he beat an army of titans by himself. <laughs> that one shot where he's floating down, you see like literally every titan inches from him about to eat him. Well, we've never seen her lose anything. Like, she's done amazing shit too. I mean, yeah, but Levi's another level though. <laughs> 
Um, all right, so next email. Oh, I'll actually circle back around to what he was mentioning about my story. It wasn't a dream that the theory was about. It's about all these events being a time loop. So it's not that he woke up from a dream that he was having in the beginning of the first episode. They have the first episode of Attack on Titan is titled To You in 2000 Years or something like that, which sounds like sending a message to somebody. Who's sending a message? Is it Aaron sending a message to himself? Is it something else happening there? But it just seems like it's not a coincidence that not only did this, this season start with Falco waking up and talking about memories from... Uh, uh, being a member of the Survey Corps, and we both speculate that he's going to become the Armored Titan. And what happens? Well, now that we know how the Titan powers work a little bit better, we understand that when you connect, it doesn't matter before or after you become a Titan. Destiny is somehow uh, connected by like maybe not, maybe it's not linear, but there's something going on where even before you become a Titan, you are connected to the Titan Source because at some point in the future, if you become connected to a titan it affects your past present and future so even though he's not a titan yet just like how aaron in that first episode woke well, not up, even just that like all all the eldians are connected to the founding titan yeah to the founding titan yeah but in the same way that aaron woke up in the first episode of the first season and was confused about where he was he didn't understand how he got to being under that tree where Mikasa found him. He was crying when he saw Mikasa. And based on what we've seen in this past episode, there might be reasons why he might cry when he sees Mikasa uh, if, if there is a time loop happening here. And in the same way, if Falco becomes the armor titan in the future, that means he'd be connected to those memories from the past, present, and future in the same way that Aaron was, which we explain why in the beginning of season four, when he woke up from um, Gabby finding him on the battlefield, he was thinking, he thought he was part of the Survey Corps. So maybe he's got uh, uh, Reiner's memories. And he just hasn't, but he hasn't connected to the Titan yet. But it doesn't matter if you kick it in the present, in the future he does. Which is crazy to think about. I have no idea even where that would be going, like why there'd be a time loop is Aaron trying to change his past maybe by sending himself information from the future? I don't know. There's so many in, in this most recent episode, they bring up things about the mysteries of the Titans. That's like, it, again, nothing in this manga or anime is by coincidence. So there's a reason why they brought up like, we still don't know a lot about how the Titan powers work. And it's mm. like, fuck. Now I've got a million more questions. It's Mephisto. That's it's, right. it's got Mephisto. <laughs> That's what it's Mephisto. It's Mephisto. <laughs> Is Mephisto. Error is Mephisto. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the founding Titan is Mephisto. <laughs> yeah, who knows? It's every time you think you've got a beat on how this story works, it's like nah, another another. But I'm like, well, it's not. How many more episodes do we got left, though? I'm there's like, only one, but there's got to be a part two. There's no way it's gonna. The series finale is in the next episode. It's, except there's only one. Wait, no. yeah, sixteen in the whole season. That can't be right. That's what they announced. But then there's a lot of speculation online right now of people thinking that maybe it's going to either be... So you're saying next week is the last episode? Of what they've announced. But there's no way that's the series finale. Yeah, there's no... Yeah, Too much has still got to happen. Yeah. Yeah, so it's got to be a part one. And there's got to be a part two announcement. That's what they did for um, season three, though, where the first half ended and it was like, Attack on Titan season three, part two, coming soon. People also think Uh, it's going to be a movie. Okay, so we'll we'll, got to wait another, like, three years. (laughs) I'm, I'm hoping it's only like six months because Mappa turned around this season in like nine months. That's why they have the 3D Titans and shit. 
which I don't mind. Like, again, I don't mind. Even in this most recent episode with the Beast Titan, it still looked dope to me. Like, I don't... Does the animation look better? Yeah. But is it three? Is it CGI fine? Yeah, I don't mind that either. It's about oh, the yeah. story. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's not a dream theory. It's a time loop theory, just to clarify. Um, and I'm, I just... I think it's got to hold some kind of weight because otherwise, why the fuck is the first episode titled to you in 2,000 years? To me, that just sounds like a message, right? Mm-hmm. He woke up, he's crying, we see Mikasa. No, there's no way. <laughs> there's no way it's a coincidence. All right, next email comes from uh, John Irons. Yeah, I know you've been back for like three months, but I'd be procrastinating and shit. I heard that. <laughs> Good to hear you guys again. We missed you. I'm pretty sure I'm too late to have this letter read this week, but that's on me. Again, procrastinating and shit. I feel you. Uh, WandaVision finale. I agree with Jordan. I really liked it. I don't think Wanda was conscious of the damage she was initially doing. Mm. <laughs> Man, even, even your whole thing about like Agatha's the hero, I'm like, we didn't even mention it. I, I don't know why my comeback was immediately, she killed Sparky. <laughs> she killed Good guy, it, but it, wasn't, it wasn't a real, it wasn't a real dog, though. <laughs> Do we know it wasn't a real dog, though? It was a made-up dog. <laughs> Do we know that for a fact? Yes. <laughs> um, I think Agatha as mentor storyline is coming later down the road. That's possible because the writers made it impossible that Agatha wouldn't relate to Wanda's situation. Her entire backstory was about how Agatha was too powerful and couldn't control it. And if only and that's what I thought they were going to do, but then they went the generic "ha ha ha, I'm a villain" route. Yeah, but they could do a Loki and Redeemer. Circle back later. I mean, the fact that she's still alive means they're going to do something with her. Yeah. At some point. When? We don't know. Yeah. Could be a Loki situation. Uh, and if only the more experienced witches, witches would have just taught her. But no. The Cuffin Walls are like, fuck you, bitch, burn. <laughs> I thought they would end the series with her taking Wanda under her wing. But clearly, they're saying saving that for later. That said, once Michael laid out his criticism, I couldn't really disagree. But I didn't take away from my enjoyment. I, I agree with that, too. Like, everything you were saying, I agree with. But it's just a matter of, like... Because I'm always right. Okay. That's <laughs> why so I can't even compliment your ass. Um, more WandaVision thoughts. I love when military... Oh, I love when the military surrounded the family and they all pose for battle like the Incredibles. When Hex Vision interacted with Visiblanco... That's that's what he's calling the white you mean, vision. You mean colored vision and white vision. <laughs> Visiblanco. And restored his memories. His eyes and Mind Stone changed uh, from that electric blue. If you remember when Loki used the scepter, aka the Mind Stone, to turn people to his side, their eyes turned blue. I think this was a Hasn't reference. Has My Hair Academia come out this week? I just thought about it. You did say March. It has to, yeah, it kind of has to. Uh, look it up. I don't know. I, I hope so. That'd be awesome. Um, if you remember when Loki... Oh, I said that. Once New Vision's mind was no longer being controlled, his eyes lost that blue color. Could Visiblanco lift Thor's hammer? Could Hex Vision lift it? That's Those are both really good questions. Episode zero. So, recap. Ah. March 27th. And episode one, April 3rd. Okay, so this weekend so is just a recap episode. Yeah. Okay. So that's Saturday. Okay. Uh, that's actually the day I'm filming the end of episode four, finally, to wrap that shit for unworthy. Uh, this is the shit I think about. Another reason I love your show, because I know I'm not the only one. Oh, yeah, for sure, bro. Like, the that you, you just raised that question. I'm just like, yeah, that's a good point. Could the white vision lift the hammer? Could the non-real hex vision lift the hammer? I don't know. I would I would assume so because he still has the same morality. What a well the hex vision. What about the white vision before he got his memories back? Before he got his memories back, I would yeah. say no. 
Because he did try to kill Wanda. Because what makes you who you are, your memories. Yeah. And your attachment to the memories. So even even now he has his memories back, I don't, I don't think he'll be able to lift the hammer. Really? Cause he's, oh, because he doesn't have an emotional attachment to Yeah, it? he doesn't have an emotional attachment. Mm. Uh, stay nerdy, my blurries, and go beyond plus ultra. Thank you, John. I mean, even though you procrastinated, bro, the email is well worth it. So no no, no worries. Um, next email. Can you say something? Oh, you're not. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, next email from Nick Hidalgo. Things missed, points that need to be made. Oh, we missed some points for WandaVision and Superman and Lois. So here we go. Hey, Jordan Michael. Super Iron Halo here. Got some key points I wanted to comment on regarding your last podcast. One regarding WandaVision and other Superman and Lois. WandaVision, one. Agatha is fully aware she's playing Agnes for eternity. Essentially, Wanda pulled a get out on her and trapped her in her own body fully aware of it. Westview is back to normal, so are its residents, but Agatha is doomed to spend forever trapped inside the role she chose for herself, the nosy neighbor Agnes. Just like Wanda stated, a cruel didn't punishment say, didn't indeed. We say, didn't we say that? I thought we did. Yeah. But still good to know. Uh, two, in my opinion, the Ralph Boner joke was just a slap to the face. <laughs> While yes, it's Marvel, Disney executives, and maybe filmmaker funny, it's not funny for normal people who are even remotely familiar with the Fox X-Men movies, or the fans who just watch the shows and movies and read some comics but don't consume every ounce of casting news and in jokes. We are a small percentage of the MCU community, and for the showrunner or writer, whoever, that was said... They were inspired by the Mandarin twist. Obviously, I didn't. That's the funny part. Yeah, he liked that twist. Obviously, didn't get that episode. Oh, obviously, didn't get that people nowadays. And back in 2013, did not appreciate getting misled intentionally. All for a yeah, funny joke. Yeah, people hated that Mandarin shit. I, I, I mean, I, 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 I did still too. do. <laughs> I mean, I also hated it. It's like, don't worry, guys. We're going to get him in Shang-Chi. Yeah, how, how, how long? <laughs> Like they didn't even say that then, though. Then yeah, it was just like, yeah. Th- back then, their excuse was, "Oh, but check out Return of the King or whatever that that short was called that had the, the guy that played Mandarin like vaguely say that he was actually the Mandarin, but not really. And it turns out he actually isn't. So then, what the fuck was the point of that short? Because now Shang Chi's gonna have the real Mandarin. You know what I'm saying? Remember that short, the Hail to the King or whatever it was called. It was like about the Mandarin in jail. The quote unquote that the. the Whatever, the Bing Kingsley character in jail. Uh, I, I, I probably saw it, but I don't remember. It was like their half-ass way to take it, take that twist back. But it wasn't clear. It still wasn't clear at the end of that short if he was I'm or was still not also the Mandarin. Like, so where's the Mandarin been this whole time? Because Ben Kingsley, granted, I'm ultimately glad it turns out not to be true because, you know, you got a white man playing an Asian. But, <laughs> like, he was public about him being the Mandarin. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, if there's a real Mandarin out there, where the fuck was he? And why would he let somebody pretend to be him and not? Well, why would he let a dude... It's like two dudes removed because it's like he let one guy use his name, but it was really another guy behind that guy. And he was just like, I'm the dude behind the dude behind the other dude. <laughs> like, what? Was he in cahoots? Was the real Mandarin in cahoots with Killian? He would have to be, right? He would have to be. Otherwise, why not kill him? Yeah. Like, you're fucking using my name. I don't know. It's, yeah, it's all. It, guess, the, the real answer maybe, is all, it's all retcons. Yeah. <laughs> That's the real we'll answer. We'll find out of Shang-Chi. They probably won't even mention it. Yeah, probably not. Uh,. He goes on to say, Superman and Lois. Now, for Superman and Lois, this one would be very quick. Again, you guys never fail to make me want to just bang my head on my steering wheel when in traffic. I'm so sorry. <laughs> in the nicest way possible, he says. So, it's okay. Uh, All right. <laughs> uh, but my theory is this, and it seems to be true for the most part, so I'm sticking to it. Superman and Lois is another completely separate Earth, not on the Supergirl Arrowverse at all. I mean, the easiest telltale sign is, and I cannot believe you guys didn't catch this, is that on this Earth, Heat Vision is the classic red versus on Supergirl, Heat Vision is blue. Hmm. 
Was Superman's Heat Vision blue too? In the uh, it was Supergirl? Blue. Yeah, it was blue. Oh. Not to mention, Clark didn't once mention the League in any way. Since at the end, well, there's no League, bro. Come on, let's be real. Yeah. <laughs> that was only for Crisis. Uh, since at the end of Crisis, the Justice League is basically established, which makes me think Superman is the only hero for now on this Earth. However, this doesn't mean that Superman and Lois can't cross over when it's crossover time, or if there is even going to be any more crossovers, or if they were smart, they could use Superman and Lois... Uh, Got a call. They use Superman and Lois to soft reboot the CW shows and make better shows of this caliber and maybe make a proper Justice League show. Or introduce other characters in a better way. But anyway, that's the end of my essay, guys. I hope you're doing well. And Jordan, never forget Logan 2017. <laughs> I mean, I feel what you're saying. What was his name again? Um, that was Nick. Nick Hidalgo. I feel what you're saying, Nick. But come on now. You think the CW's thinking that far ahead? Like, let's put this on a different earth from Super... Nah, they just said, let's just retcon the shit. <laughs> Kinda. Yeah, it's, it's a soft reboot. So, I mean, I never assumed they were going to have a crossover anymore. And I feel like they purposely kept it vague even in the first episode for that very reason. Like, there's not really a plan. It's like a, let's use elements that we kind of built for this character in Supergirl, but let's kind of distance ourselves yeah, as much as possible because the real thing show. is, oh, we never intended on doing a Superman show. Oh, we got permission to do a Superman show? Okay. Yeah. Let's just ignore all the things we did. Yeah, because remember, that was how many years did we have to go through Supergirl where they were like, we're not making a Superman show would be a disservice to the female representation. We made a Supergirl show. We don't need a Superman show. How many years in the Supergirl show itself did they downplay Superman for that very reason? to be like Supergirl's better than me Supergirl's stronger than me I'm I don't like, need to be guys, here <laughs> you know Superman and Supergirl both have comics going on at the same time right no 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 does no, one no. diminish the other <laughs> I mean that's the Hollywood trend though is that for some reason they think empowerment means low, lessening someone else like you gotta push down men to raise up women you gotta push down white people to raise up black people but I don't think you have to do that either you know I feel like I don't know Again, that's me being Fox News. <laughs> Fear and balance. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look, man, you're king hating of white people over here, so I gotta, I gotta be the, the counterbalance. <laughs> uh, next email comes from Julian Phoenix. Snyder cut S tier. I just want to say, fuck Josh Whedon. <laughs> Is it Josh? No, Joss. it's Josh. Yeah, he said Josh. A lot of people say Josh. Yeah. You know what? Based on how bad that fucking Whedon cut was... You're Josh now. <laughs> uh, this chump killed the Snyderverse with his garbage cut. After viewing this masterpiece, all right, calm down. This is what we're going to... We're going to... Okay. <laughs> I'm going to save it. Uh, we need to petition to get the Batfleck Deathstroke film made for a cy- or a cyborg cyborg film. They, des- they deserve better. Well, cyborg's not happening. No, nah, he's, he's talked you know, too much. Well, Never mind, I'll finish the email. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they deserve better, especially Ray Fisher. Release the air cut for Suicide Squad? That was random. Yeah. I don't really want to see that, though. Yeah, I don't want to see that either. Because, I'm because again, I'm going to save it for Justice League, but... Wow. <laughs> there was an element in Justice League that I was hoping was going to be redeemed completely, and it wasn't. But I'll, I'll save it. What did you want to say? Oh, is it, are you done? Yeah, I'm done. Oh, oh wait, are you done? <laughs> are you done? No, I was just saying, like, all the talk about uh, uh, hashtag uh, restore the Snyderverse and mm. and all other stuff, like, and granted, because you never say never, but because, you know, people are like, the Snyder cut's never going to happen. And I was one of those people. I was like, it's Same. not going ha- to happen. Same. <laughs> so they might restore the Snyderverse with, with the, the, the calls for it. But at the same time, I don't it, think he's into it. Yeah, I don't think he's into it. Ben Affleck, I highly doubt Ben Affleck's coming back. Mm-hmm. And even if even if 
they come back. Ray Fisher has already said, so long as Walter Hamada is the head of DC Films, I refuse to do do any type of picture with them. So if, even if they do decide they want to restore the Snyderverse, it's not going to be with Ray Fisher unless he backtracks on what he said. Yeah. I just don't see it happening. Especially, I, just, I mean... And they kind of de facto fired him because he was supposed to be in the Flash movie and they replaced him with Supergirl. Yeah. But part of that is also because he said, I refuse to come back. So... And it's like, if you restore the Snyderverse, how? Because it's like... It'll be in conflict with the direction the DC movies are going now because they're not really treating like what what Justice League is canon when it comes to the movies now. It doesn't uh, you, unless they hard tie back to the the Snyder cut. The assumption would be the Whedon cut is the canonic, canonical Justice League, right? Kind of, but not even really because they kind of retcons things in Wonder Woman. Like, she can fly in 84. She can't fly in the Snyder Cut. Yeah, so it's like... I feel like trying to resurrect the Snyderverse now would just be more confusing than anything. And we still haven't even gotten a Man of Steel 2, so... Yeah. I mean, now we're gonna get a Black Superman, so I don't even think that's, like, in the cards. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> it's a nice thought, well, but... At least that's the rule. We, I mean, we don't know. Like, granted, but, people, are just, people are just assuming because Ta-Nehisi Coates' name is attached to it, that it's gonna be... It's automatically means Black Superman. It's like, well, he's white... He's he's whiting. Yeah. He, he's writing Captain America, Steve Rogers, white man, so yeah. I'm like, he doesn't necessarily... I mean, I, mean, he, I think the biggest, like, nail in the coffin for Snyderverse continuing is the fact... Zack Snyder literally came out and said that there wasn't going to be any sequels. So, right there. It's dead. Yeah. <laughs> Let it die. Kill it if Let you the have past to. Die. Yeah, there you go. Uh, next email comes from Michael Lopez. Hey, Blurred Family, three quickies. Uh, and he winked. So, I guess he meant that to be a double entendre for you, Michael. Why does that have to be for me? You're, you're dirty, too. <laughs> uh, uh, what? <laughs> you're the main one. <laughs> uh, have y'all seen Malcolm and Mari? I think you have, right? I don't know. I'm not oh, interested in that n- shit. Never mind. One Night in Miami or Judas and the Black Messiah. I did see One Night in Miami. Thoughts? It was good. I didn't see any of those, so. Judas and the Black Messiah, I didn't see it yet. Okay. Uh, two. A couple pods ago, you mentioned there wasn't any badass trans women depicted in pop culture. I wanted to point your attention to Nyla Rose, the former AEW Women's Wrestling Champion who is on TNT right now. Wrestling might be a stretch, but she is on TNT in front of nearly a million every week. Yeah, but I think we also met fictional characters. Yeah. yeah. I was talking about real life. I, well, I guess wrestling lately is fictional. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I can't. I mean, technically, but not really. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a stretch by Siri coming from... Yeah, I get it. Uh, three or B. I'm getting three or B. I'm getting tired of expectations of fans poisoning our discourse of TV, film, and pop culture. People have so many expectations, as you mentioned last week, that they can't enjoy what they get. I agree 100%. If you have a YouTube channel and a couple thousand people listen to your predictions every week about a show or film, you become invested in your version of the movie. Anything less than my dream is a disappointment. Right, Michael? Wink. Oh, let's see. That's another wink. That was to you. So clearly, the winks are for you. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm confused. He's saying that you didn't like it because it didn't go to your theories. <laughs> what, WandaVision? I'm not sure which one he's talking about. But uh, Plus, in the case of the media personality, they are embarrassed when, in the end, it isn't Mephisto. <laughs> Uh, no, because I'm like, if he's talking about WandaVision, I made it specifically clear that it's not my theories that well, I was disappointed in. I was disappointed in the things that the show promised me that I didn't, mm, that promised. didn't get fulfilled. Because it promised. wasn't about the, no, yes, promised. it was. <laughs> yes, they did. That sounds like expectations to me, Michael. 
no, no, no. Because it wasn't theories. No, no, it, no. wasn't, it wasn't theories. It was like, oh, this is Mephisto. And it, no, it was like you said, what? Well, Quicksilver? Huh? No, not even Quicksilver. <laughs> not even Quicksilver. Agnes mean good? <laughs> Agnes being good? No. Because I'm like, it's been, it feels like it's been so long since. We'll, just go back and listen to what I said in the episode. <laughs> Uh, I love because I listed the eight things that I was disappointed with. Yeah, that I don't have in front of me. <laughs> Long story short, Michael says fuck you. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I'm a '90s baby, so when I show up, I'm just happy that there's a quality story and respect given to these mythological characters we love. That's actually a lot of my takeaway from uh, Snyder's Justice League too. Um, versus Batman and Robin, Arnold, Mister Freeze, trash. Great point. That's exactly the point I made when it came to WandaVision and my complaints for it versus something like Arrow, where it's like, these are not the same. My, my complaints for this do not warrant the same level of like hatred or me being upset that something like Arrow. Like I've seen bad superhero shows. WandaVision is not one of them. No. Yeah. Um, what, la, 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 Green Lantern, Batman v Superman, Wonder Woman 84, and so on. Uh... Oh, I get mad when they don't do well. Green Lantern, Batman v Superman, Wonder Woman 84, and so on. Not when they don't deliver what I shaped in my head canon. If my canon is so great, I need to hit the typewriter and make my own shit, not Twitter with my complaints. That's a very, very valid argument, Michael. Uh, not you, Michael. This Michael. Michael Lopez, Michael. <laughs> but thanks for the email, man. I, I, I really appreciate your insights. And fuck you. Damn. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of us appreciate your insights. Um, next email comes from Hindsight 2021. Oh, wait. Uh, Poet the Cardis, our old pal. Uh, he says, Hindsight 2021. Hey, guys. Hope you're doing good. And if you guys do read this on the podcast, I want to preference this with spoiler alert because it's my quick thoughts on the Snyder Cut. So we are going to save this because it's a lot and it's all about the Snyder Cut. But, but, but. I'm going to say we're going to remember this and circle back yeah, after the review, <laughs> but probably going to forget based on our track record. So if that's the case, send another email next week and I will circle back to this then. <laughs> Sorry, poet. Um, so next email. Next email comes from... Wait, wait, that was the last one? That's hilarious. That was the last one. Anyway. <laughs> okay, so that was our emails for the week. Um, if Hopefully we remember that poet email so we can circle back to it. But other than that... Where do you want to go, Michael? We have got you said, you said Attack on Titan first. Okay, I'm just just confirming if you want to do that. So let's jump right into Attack on Titan. And for those that don't know our uh, review system here on Blurred Vision, I will drop it here. We here at Blurred Vision have a very simple rating system. It goes from poor vision to perfect vision. In the middle, there's passable. And then you have less than passable and more than passable. Thank you, Kajapon. Um, so, this... Are you liking the, are you liking the theme song now? No. 
Yes. <laughs> oh, so you are. Yeah, I am. So it grew on you too, right? Like yeah, it's weird. And it's like I remember being so unenthused by it at first, where it was like, "This is not hype at all." But now I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> like, I was like, "How is that possible?" <laughs> so kind of brain warm, yeah, slowly burned onto your ears. Brainwashed. <laughs> okay. Brainwashed like the Aldeans. <laughs> <laughs> right off the bat, we get that amazing scene that was a cliffhanger of last week's episode where Aaron talks to Mikasa and Armin. How did you feel about that? That Oh, wait, when was the title of the episode? It was... Savagery. Savagery, yes. yes. Savage as fuck. Savage as fuck. <laughs> Savagery on, on multiple levels. This episode, I was like, oh! 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 This is what made me question if I'm still a Jaegerist. Fuck Cause, you! Because I was like, I need to, I'm calling Jordan out, you fucking terrorist, if you're still <laughs> on Team Aaron after this fucking episode. No! My boy's got reasons! He's gotta have reasons! There's no way he's this bad! No. <laughs> There's no okay, way! Okay, are you, you're a Mikasa. You're in denial. Yeah, so I you're am, in denial. I am a Mikasa. That's, that's what you are. I'm like, fuck it. I'm like, so you're I'm, a slave. I'm Padme. I'm like, Aaron! You're breaking my heart! You're going down a path I can't follow! So you're a slave, basically, and I hate you! I, and I'm an Anakin, I hate you! <laughs> my god, bro! Because that's exactly what I thought when I was watching. I was like, if Jordan is still, if he I'm says still, he's Team Aaron. I'm I'll... still Team Aaron. <laughs> I, can't, I can't get off. I'm all, I'm strapped into this bandwagon, and I'm not getting off until the fucking end of this road, okay? Where you are lost. I gotta believe that there's a reason. I gotta believe. Did you Why? notice? Did you notice the scene? Cause I got I got two reasons. One, and it's skipping around, but we're gonna talk, we're gonna talk about the last two episodes, guys. And it's full spoilers. So this is for episode fourteen, Savagery, and episode fifteen. I think it was called the Soul Salvation. Um, I've got two reasons why. I don't mm-hmm. think what we're being told is exactly what's happening. There's no way. Get spoilers, guys. In the second episode, in the fifth, episode fifteen, the penultimate episode of this season, we get Zeke's backstory, and we finally get to understand why Zeke is doing the things he's doing, and what his ultimate end game is for for his plan with Aaron and the Filing Titans powers, and it's not to create the the rumbling and have the Titans kind of walk over the earth and destroy their enemies or whatever no he's thanos it's yeah it's but it's it's thanos in the superest way it's it's thanos if you're a self-hating jew and you want to just destroy your own people because that's the only way for it to be for salvation to be a thing no what what kind of logic is that you know what's gonna make the world better we all just didn't exist. Let's just stop existing, you guys, because we're terrible. Black people are oh, a light on this world, <laughs> and it'd be better if we didn't live in ghettos, Michael. Life in America sucks. Well, in, better his, well in his mind, <laughs> in his mind, that's what he's like, well, I didn't choose to be here, so. Fuck out of here. <laughs> that is the world. I'm like, that's your plan? To, 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 to genocide your own people by castrating you all with, with Titan powers? Not have kids anymore and 100 years won't exist anymore? I mean, we did speculate that the end game for the series is no more Titans, and that's one way to do it. Yeah, no more Titans. But then for Aaron to be like, you know what, bro? You got the right idea. I'm 100% with that plan. That's the same guy who's all about freedom and and wanting to be like to, to be completely free. No. But he's not the same A guy. A bird in the cage? That doesn't, but it doesn't line up to me. That doesn't make sense to me. And I, people hit me up as soon as that episode aired. and was like, you still Team Aaron? Just like, you were just like, you still Team Aaron, bro? I'm like, it doesn't make sense to me. Aaron's got to be playing even Zeke. Because 
he's told Zeke what Zeke wanted to hear. Zeke was cry- he wanted to hear those words. Zeke was crying when he told him like, "Yeah, bro, I think my father was wrong. It's not about fucking us us having Eldia fucking domination or, su- or supremacy and, and freeing our people. No, we got to end this but whole he's bloodline." Pl- but he's playing Zeke to what end though? He still that's the thing I don't know because I was like, he needs the royal blood to even activate the founding titan's powers. But he's got Historia. So he doesn't necessarily need Zeke, right? He couldn't do this. He could do the same thing with Historia. He just touched Historia's hands. He could also start rumbling, right? He doesn't need Zeke. No, he doesn't need so Zeke. I don't know. But my, my assumption is he's going to pull a fast one in Zeke. He's going to get him to the point where he does. Well, Zeke's dead. Tech- well, maybe. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know. We don't know what happened there. And that was another thing when you get to the. That in oh, we're skipping all around because I want to start with the stuff that happens in Savagery before we get there. But just in terms of his plan, I don't believe that to me is a big red flag of like, there's no way Aaron 100% agrees. Like, yeah, freedom, the only way to be free is not exist anymore, right? No way. <laughs> um, and then the moment in Savagery, after he beats the brakes off of Ar- poor Armin's ass, because <laughs> all Armin wanted to do was defend Mikasa's honor. Like, Aaron, you're going too far. You're being a dick now, Aaron. He goes to fucking punch him. And what does Mikasa do? Proved his ass right. Because he tells Mikasa straight up, like, you're both slaves. Armin, you're a slave to Berto's memories. You, 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 vis- you got your heart on for Annie? Which we kind of speculated. You. We did. But that ain't you. That's Berto's dick and hard, not yours. <laughs> and he's like, oh, fuck. And then he goes to Mikasa. He's like, you think that... I'm also like, but you're kind of like, you have your father's memory. So like... Right? <laughs> but, but see, that's what I'm saying. I think, I don't know what the end game is, but I think he's saying these things. He's telling people what they need to hear. I don't know why he's pushing away Mikasa and Armin the way he is. I don't know why he's, why he's siding with Zeke the way he is. But I don't think the things he said to Mikasa and Armin were, were accurate to how he feels and I don't think the way things he was saying to Zeke is accurate to how he feels you know why I feel like that way oh we're gonna get there so he, he point, turns to Mikasa and he's like you think you just fucking follow me just cause you think you're you're a badass for no reason no you are bred to be a soldier for the king you know who has the king power this guy I sent you to fight and what'd you do you followed a fucking order even now, you're doing the same shit. She's like, no, I love you. And then Armin goes, fuck you, motherfucker. You're an asshole. And what did Picasso do? Immediately proves it right. Without, without her even knowing. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was a reflex. Yeah, how it was many a reflex. Times, but how many times have we seen that before, too? Where even before where Gene was being like, hey, man. like, Or Connie was like, Aaron's doing too much. We might have to stop him. Mikasa's reflex you can see in her face. She didn't even know why she like acted that way. But she was like, no, you won't. It was like, <laughs> What the fuck? Where did that come from? And we always thought she was just ride or die for Aaron, but now we know it's some kind of genetic fucking brainwash. All those headaches? I was like, why is she having these headaches? Now we know. It's when you fight against it. And now it makes sense because she knew that what's her face was saying some fucked up shit. She was like, yeah, Aaron's kind of fucked up. And she's remembering Aaron being fucked up and she was like, oh, fuck, am I following a terrible person? I No, I love Aaron. <laughs> but it's like the Ackerman programming kicking in. But then when Armin goes to punch him... But I'm also like, but why does she only have that, but... Levi doesn't? Levi doesn't. He's an Ackerman. I mean, he did follow Erwin to that same, in the same kind of way. Yeah, but is he a king? Is, he's not a king. No, but he, Aaron didn't, also didn't say that it was because he was the founding titan is why she followed... He said it was a mistake. He said that her brain made the mistake of thinking that order was from a king. And that's why she... So maybe it's the same thing with, with Levi... Because I, I don't remember, there was an AMV 
or not AMV, uh, uh, OVA, that was about Levi's backstory and how he first activated his Ackerman powers too. But his thing was like a trigger where he saw his comrades all die. He had to kill the Titan that killed them. So there wasn't like a direct order kind of thing. But I, I, I got to assume the reason why he's so loyal to Erwin is the same kind of vibe. He follows a strong leader. It's an Ackerman trait. That's why he's still talking about, he's like the only motherfucker, not the only motherfucker, but he's the only few people still talking about like, I got to do this for Erwin. I got to do this for Erwin. I got to do this for Erwin. Is that all Levi and his loyalty? Or is that the Ackerman bloodline kicking in? And that's just his, the way his mind works. Don't know now. <laughs> but so when uh, Armin goes to punch Aaron and Aaron beats the brakes off his ass, which is a fuck. It's like, motherfucker, do you, do you know why we never fought? Yeah, we never fought. Because <laughs> it wouldn't be a fair fight. I was like, oh no, my poor baby boy Armin. <laughs> this is the savagery. But I'm like, after all these years, you ain't learned how to fight. <laughs> you think he would start practicing ever get the Titan ability at least, right? Yeah. But I'm like, I wonder what would happen if you, they fought in Titan form, though. Because like, you can't, Aaron can't throw hands the same way if you're like, 20 times bigger, you know what I'm saying? But he has the uh, the crystal power now, so... Oh, yeah, the um, Warhammer Titan's yeah. power. So who, he might be able like, to chop fucking Colossus Titan's legs out from underneath him with some big-ass axe or something. But there's a moment, it's, it's real quick, but Aaron looks back at Mikasa and Armin, and Armin's like, you're the slave, motherfucker! You're an asshole! Uh, when Aaron says, who you calling a slave? You can see in his eyes, he's got tears in his eyes. Very, it's very quick and it's very, very subtle. Well, see, I took that as because he got called out. Like when the, the, uh, he, it was something that he said. I forgot what it was that Armin said. He called him a slave. He was but like, no, you're the was, slave. But it was something else that he said too. And it like, it was like, you know how you people feel when they get called out on their bullshit. Yeah. I, 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 that could be the interpretation. But I just feel like there's a reason why it seems like he's still, and even the moment, oh, so there was that moment, and there's the moment in the next episode where uh, Aaron's sitting by himself looking out the window, and he doesn't, it doesn't look like somebody who's like unhinged. It looks like someone who is doing things that they know are wrong, but he's doing it for some reason. And we still don't know what the reason is. I was gonna say, well, what could possibly be? I don't know, <laughs> but I, I don't believe that, that, that the conversation he had with Zeke was his true feelings? It just seemed too easy. I mean, I can see where you're. I can see where you're going, and I can, I can, I can understand that. But I'm just like, but why? Like, what would be the end game? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and it could just be me. I saw a TikTok that was like, to uh, Team Aaron stands, uh, still defending Aaron, and it was like, it was like two guys back and forth, like, yeah, at the beginning of the season, it's like, yeah, fuck Gabby, yeah, Team Aaron, yeah, and it was like, yeah, he's doing some fucked up shit, okay, but yeah, we're still Team Aaron, yeah, we're gonna, we're riding our dice, so right, yeah, 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 and then they'll pause for a second, they go, we sound like Trump supporters, don't we? And it was like, yeah, we do. I'm like, fuck! <laughs> I'm like, fuck, I'm a Trump supporter! Yes. <laughs> I'm making all these excuses for a motherfucker. Now that you say that, I'm like, that's exactly what you are. Yeah. What Trump said, I could shoot somebody in the middle of Fifth Avenue and not lose a single person. You're, yeah, you're, yeah, you're, you're, yeah, you're that. Yeah. But I, I think that's the point. I like, think, oh, well, he's trying to he's trying to do something bad, but no. Wait, what? What's the, yeah, what what's is the reason? It? I don't know. I don't know, but I'm sure there's a reason. <laughs> I'm like, oh my. Isayama is an amazing writer because he's that's I, those parallels are, are fucking accurate to how the world works. We we pick a side. I have, <laughs> and we stick to that side no matter what new information comes up. And I'm like, fuck. I gotta I gotta just hope 
there's a reason why. Because I'm like, even if there is a reason, even if I grant you that. Let's justify it. The fact, well, not even just that, but like, why wouldn't his two most closest confidants, why wouldn't he want to confide in them or tell them about or whatever? I don't know. You don't think they would be, them out of everybody would be able to keep the secret? I don't know. But we're also dealing with in a, in a, in a narrative where time, not time travel, time and space are, are somehow connected. And we know that Aaron has access to all his memories, and we know the Falling Titan, on some level, has some kind of omnipotence or something to the fact that if, if it's connected to everyone, and it is present in the past, present, and future, maybe he's seeing something that happens in the future, and he's trying to change. Maybe it's like a Terminator effect, and the, and maybe in a past timeline, like it's a lot of maybes. I know. <laughs> crazy conspiracy theory now I'm, like, I'm trying to make this work man because okay so the time loop theory go back and watch that episode there's literally a moment where it looks like time's reversing in the beginning of episode one of attack on titan it's before aaron wakes up you see flashes of random shit and there's a specific flash where they show shigan shiganshina shiganshina Shigan i don't pronounce it shinigami whatever whatever their hometown is like the wall the world within the walls it's 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 clear. There's no Titans there. And what do we know about the, the island now? There are no Titans there. They cleared them all out. But then, like, a weird glitch happens, and then Titans are there. That, to me, tells me there's time travel happening. Because why, why were there no Titans, and then Titans popped into this frame? It was like time reversed. That's what it reads to me. And it was like, if Aaron's waking up, and he's crying when he sees Mikasa, and that's what we I even say... Why? But in, in savagery, when he told Mikasa, I've always hated you, that went right to my heart. <laughs> I was like, oh no! <laughs> You're an That's asshole. what I was like. I was like, oh! Every, uh, every moment. <laughs> you fucking dick! But I don't but know. You, but, you're still, but you're still Team Aaron. I'm still, I'm still Team Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, uh, it's. But in some ways, it makes, like, it makes sense, though. It doesn't seem like he's lying. It doesn't seem like he's lying. No. Go back to how he's treated Mikasa since the beginning, other than when he first saved her. But even then, it didn't really seem like he was doing it for her. It's just. But he, it's a, he had a whole arc where I thought at one point he thought that he was jealous of her. Remember that was the whole thing where he was like, I realized that I was being a brat because in some ways I wanted to be like you, strong like you, but I wasn't. And like, he remember he was like punching himself, like I don't want to be that brat anymore, shit like that. So it's like, I don't believe that. I don't believe he's always hated Mikasa. I don't believe it. Even though I don't he believe talk, it. Even though he said it I out know, of his mouth. I know he said it. I know. <laughs> I saw the heartbreak in Mikasa's face, but I still believe it. Even though if you go back, it's like, that doesn't make sense because he's been treating her like shit since the beginning. <laughs> but he but he was, but then he had a moment of revelation where he wasn't anymore. So why, why what made him revert back to like, you know what? Nah, I just always hated you. I gotta believe he's doing something. It's a reason. Maybe he's pushing her away because he's got... I don't know, man, yeah. but something's got, it's got to be reason. But anyway, that was half the savagery of the episode. In the other half, we, we follow Levi and the Beast Titan. And bruh... Round two. Bruh, technically round three, but we round two was round fake. Three. But how did you feel about that, that rematch? Because that uh, whole sequence is fucking dope. That whole sequence is fucking dope. Yeah. The realization that the like everybody on his squad but him drank the wine. Yeah, well, yeah well, and I was like, wait, what's that? Oh, shit, the wine. Yeah. <laughs> and the fact that it's his call has he such didn't, a... He didn't even have to do it as a titan. No. And it, it, the, the, the distance. 
Like, they're how many miles away from the main town? Yeah, because it wasn't just the woods. Yeah, people in the town felt the shit. Yeah. So it's like, and then you saw the people that were affected. Pixis was affected. But basically, all of the the higher up main characters we've come to know have drank yeah, that wine. Remember, they said the wine was for them originally. Yeah. So it's like if he gets back to the main the mainland or the the main part of town, they're fucked. He just screams once, and basically the entire town, everyone of importance, becomes a titan. Which includes Flock. I mean, not Flock. Um, the kid. What the fuck is his name? Oh, Falco. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. 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 And it's the thing where, like, they, I don't know, just them being able to scream from any distance transforms all, everyone. Oh, and that's, that was another thing. The, the Titans aren't normal. They're, like, ab, they're all abnormal Titans because yeah. of that scream. Mm-hmm. So if even Levi is, like, fuck, they're fast. I'm like, the main town be fucked. If half the Survey Corps becomes fucking Titans, what are they going to do? <laughs> but the whole sequence of Levi taking down his entire squad being like, oh my God, are you guys still in there? Don't say I'm breaking. Is that a power inherent to the Beast Titan or does he have another? I, I That's a good question. Uh, fucking uh, Super Iron Halo or Rashad. Somebody tell us. <laughs> <laughs> tell us because we're stupid. Is that just Zeke's power because it's royal blood? Or is it just inherent to the Beast Titan? I thought maybe it was because of the royal blood connection. Maybe anybody that's a titan that has royal blood can do that. Because it's, it's almost like the finding, finding titan ability, but he doesn't have much control. Because I was going to say, because did Aaron do that when he touched... What's her face? Not nah, we never seen him do that when he touched the royal, the chick for that one second. He didn't transform people into titans, but he was able to control all the titans in the area. Yeah, but controlling and transforming. But but he was also controlding them to an extent. Remember, he had yeah, the three he, titans yeah, carrying, three him. carrying him. They all look fucking hilarious, like the weird ass runs. <laughs> but that whole sequence, man, of the titans like inches from eating Levi, and it cuts, and then we follow fucking the beast titan being chased down by Levi, and the fucking. And again, it's like, did, did Levi have like a microphone? He's like in the fucking forest treetops, like talking normally, but it's echoing like Batman. I'm like, oh shit, he's, he's unstoppable. Yeah, he had a bullhorn or something. Yeah. <laughs> you fucking, pe- you bearded piece of shit. Looks like you're fucking scared now. I'm just like, oh shit. <laughs> I mean, that whole fucking, I, I wasn't even you think scared. I wouldn't kill my comrades. I mean, miscalculated. I mean, that's fucking painful because like, how many squads have Levi lost at this point? It's like his third squad he's lost. Yeah. But at this point, he's like, fuck it. Fuck Jaegers, man. <laughs> we're, in a, we're in a war. Uh, did you feel like he was in any danger in that fight? Who, Levi? Yeah, Levi. No, nah, I was like, I don't think... this. It's, this if Levi does die, it's going to be from somebody like, like Aaron or somebody. Well, I mean, jumping forward to the next episode, by the end... Uh, after he actually captures the Beast Titan and torches the fuck out of him, but kind of have to, so he doesn't transform again. I was mad because I also kind of partially think I feel like because Levi is so OP, he's gonna he's gonna die in the most unexpected way. I mean, this the cliffhanger for this episode, the last episode, what might be that unexpected way? I don't think well, that no, killed I don't him. Think, no, I don't think he's dead. But my fear is that it handicaps him because he was at point blank range. I think they showed that he noticed the explosion going off. But even with his fast reflexes, I feel like he was still caught in the explosion to some extent. And I feel like the way to kill Levi is to handicap Levi. And maybe this is the way that he's kind of like, you know, slightly handicapped for future battles. So now he's not the unstoppable OP motherfucker that he is now. Maybe. I was just mad at him. I was mad at Levi. I'm like, you beat him. 
he was dead to rights. You beat him, but then your your crazy plan contraption is what fucks you up. That that weird contraption of like tying the. Well, I get they both miscalculated. Uh, Zeke didn't think he would kill his comrades, and Levi didn't think he would kill himself. And I guarantee you, didn't kill him. I guarantee you, Zeke's still alive. They're so the, the Titans are so durable. Where it's like I changed my consciousness to my asshole, and that's why I'm not dead. <laughs> like, like I that. mean, maybe though, but with, I, I would think with the way uh, Levi hooked up the thing, he would hook it up in a way that would kill him. But I also was like, why, why hook it up? That why? I just feel like there should have been a more of a plan than that. Like if you're gonna do that, you should also expect. On the off chance he moves too much by accident and it blows up, you're not just standing in the fucking blast radius. I'm like, come on, Levi, you didn't even have to do that, bro. You just kept chopping his legs off. You've been fine. <laughs> but he had to keep. He had to drive to where he was going to get whoever he was going to give the Beast Titan power to. I think he was going to meet up with Story, maybe, because that was the only other person that they were talking about getting the Beast Titan. I don't think they would make Historia Titan. No, I don't think they're they're gonna. But I think that was that was had to be the plan, right? Or else who was he taking? The story is all the way in. She's in some cabin. I, I don't even know if she's in town. Maybe she's in the outskirts or something. But I don't know. I was just mad. I was like, leave out. You had him. <laughs> Why did you fuck this? But up? I had a because I, granted, I didn't expect it to go this way. It's not gonna go the way you think. Yeah. But I was like, the fact that you kept him alive, it's gonna it's gonna be to your detriment. Again, this is what happened last time. Like right, like that's exactly what happened the last time he but he beat Zeke. Like I honestly thought him keeping him alive, look, that, I, I thought that was how he's gonna die. I feel like, like after some, the first time, bro, just kill him. Like yeah, just fuck kill him. <laughs> but I was like, but they need to. He, he wants that Beast Titan power. Because if he kills him without transferring the power, it just goes to a random Eldian baby, right? Yeah. That was like the thing. That's like the Avatar state. <laughs> um, and then at the end of Savagery was that whole thing with the uh, flock. Having the new Survey Corps, the the new young generation yeah, beat the shit out of uh, Shadis was his name the tra- the trainer some, yeah something I don't know which I was like that was disappointing I'm like oh, Flock you're an asshole especially after he was like they can't take me Nexi uh. <laughs> <laughs> but that was more, I feel like he did it on purpose I feel oh, like yeah he did that he, yeah specifically because he knew that if they didn't do it they were in danger so he was like I'll take a, I'll take the hit for the team. Like you guys, he antagonized them so they wouldn't be hesitant to beat the shit out of him, so that they could, you know, be on Flock's side. I mean, kudos to Flock. He's become a main character to the point where he's the one giving speeches now, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> he's still a bitch. <laughs> he's still a bitch, but he's like like Aaron's lapdog basically. Um, and then the most recent episode, episode 15, was just basically Zeke backstory episode. Mm-hmm. How, how did you feel about the backstory? Did it, did it endear you at all to Zeke's plight to be a self-hating Jew? That's no. really what he is. I liked the first episode more than I liked the second episode. I agree. And I think it's because I... Usually what they do is they flip perspectives in the show where they make you hate a character and I fucking hated him at the end of Savagery. But then they try to make you feel for the character. Well, I, didn't the next feel, I didn't feel shit. <laughs> I felt. I felt that, more for the uh, the other guy, the, the, the scientist. The, yeah, the original holder of the tight, the beast power, Kasaver, Kasaver, whatever. Yeah, Kasaver or whatever. Yeah, whose family died and. Yeah, when he was telling that speech, like as soon as my wife found out that I was an LD and she not only slit my son's though, she slit. I was like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, which explains why he was. He was so keen to kind of adopting him as his, like, you know, surrogate son. And why he told... It was really him that had Zeke um, betray his family 
and have them arrested. Because even thinking back to that, even that scene, I'm like, they, they're so good at only giving you one side of a story and then coming back later and going, no, there's more to that story. It's, it's not as cut and, but I'm cut like, and dry. How did, how did he? How did Aaron's father get out, but the mother's became a titan? Wait, what? What do you mean? Aaron's father got got because he got they got arrested. You don't remember? That happened. They showed that. That was when um they got to the wall. Did I say I don't remember anything. God but. damn it! <laughs> That's when um Grisha met the attack titan, uh, the owl. Remember the owl started that whole underground rebellion movement, but they didn't know who the owl but was. But they already knew. But they already based on this up, they already knew who the owl was before he went to jail. No, they, just they knew already of the owl. owl. They knew of the but owl. But they didn't know who the owl was. So then when they get sent to paradise, the mother got transformed first. And then he was the last one to be transformed. But then Owl, of course he waited until he was the last possible survivor, but then he killed everybody else there and saved Grisha. It was like, bro, you couldn't do that two seconds ago to save my wife? <laughs> it was like, nah, just you, bro. <laughs> but yeah, Grisha, even, but even seeing the other side of Grisha, because like the more we've learned about Grisha, the more I'm like, Grisha, you're a dick too. What the fuck? I thought you were the good guy. <laughs> But there him, there like, are no good guys. There are no, everyone's just a victim with different circumstances. Because him flipping the fuck out on um, Zeke as a kid is really what pushed him to working with uh, the 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 Beast Titan to to sell out his family. Like, and it's like I get it. I get why you would. Because you have another adult telling you, like, yo, man, you could save yourself if you just tell the police that they're the ones responsible. And it's like, you know, you're a kid, of course. You would be pressured into that, you know. What I mean, you don't know any better, and then you see why Zeke thinks the way he thinks, the way he, why he thinks euthanasia is the only way to save nah, his I people. St- I still don't, I still don't get it. <laughs> I, I don't think, I don't agree with it, but I get why Zeke, being the self-hating, you know, Jew that he is, might feel that way. But I think it's ridiculous, and I, and I, that's why I don't think that's Aaron's plan at all. There's no way. He had to just be telling Zeke what he wanted to hear in that moment where he's like, right, brother? You, you agree with me, right? It's the only way. And there was even that moment where you think that he doesn't agree with Zeke. And he's like, no, Grisha was wrong, actually. This world is pain, and the only way to, to save us is to not exist. Bullshit. Bullshit. I mean, Wanda said no more mutants. <laughs> yeah, but again, I feel like that's Zeke's plan. But I don't feel like that's Aaron's plan. I feel like Aaron's gonna be the mastermind behind all of this and be like, no, I use Zeke just so I use everyone else. I'm trying to fuck. At, to, what again, end? to what I, end? I don't know. The rumbling? Just the rumbling? Just just to actually have LDS supremacy around the world? To be free? Quote unquote? I don't know. Is that freedom though? I mean, this is even the philosophical question of if there is a time loop, does freedom exist at all? Right? Like, if there's a loop. Then that's there's what I no said, free that's what I said. Is there is that freedom? I don't know what the fuck is going on, man. But I've got to believe he's not fucking as evil as that. There's no way so Aaron's just so team you hear that guys. Jordan is brainwashed. He, yeah. he's a slave. <laughs> I'm an Ackerman. <laughs> I want to protect the king. <laughs> but I mean, what would you rate these last two episodes, though? I give the 14 perfect vision. I give this 15. I'm more than passable. I mean, I give both perfect. Even though I like the first episode 14 more. I feel like once, even and again, even though I don't side with Zeke, I don't agree with his perspective. I appreciate how this show always shows every side, so you at least understand their perspective. Because I don't, you know, I'm not 
Team Zeke. But I do feel like Zeke's a victim. So I, I feel bad for even him. He was a kid that was brainwashed. He was in over his head. Just, and that's the same story everybody's had in this series so far. Reiner, Bertolt, Aaron, everybody are traumatized ass kids. Wow. Isn't that a metaphor for life? Aren't we all just traumatized kids trying to find our way? No, I'm not traumatized. Okay. <laughs> He's like, I'm fine, bitch. See for yourself. <laughs> um, is there anything else you want to talk about? I was kind of disappointed they didn't show. I like the fact that they revealed through Cassaver why Zeke, the Beast Titan, loves baseball, has those glasses. Like I, I like that those it, those small things that informed his character more. I appreciate that. I was, but I was disappointed that we didn't see um what his Titan looked like because he kept talking about how his Titan wasn't good for battle. And I, and I also heard that the Beast Titan well, changes. It, oh, I was going to say, it probably looked the same, just a different face. No, no, I, I heard that the Beast Titan is a different animal depending on the host. Oh, well, okay. So Zeke's a monkey. What was what was he? It's racist. <laughs> well, he is a big ape. Like. <laughs> did, I, did I even tell you about the theory about why some Titans can talk and why some can't? It's like, it's it's based on actual physiology. Like, an ape has a mouth, and tongue, and teeth, so you can talk. Those those are what formulates words. But other titans, like... Dolphins have mouths, too. They can't talk, though. They can't... Some, some, <laughs> no, but see, they can't, they can't talk. They can't articulate words. But it's a, a dolphin man. Yeah, but like something like Aaron, it's just teeth. That's a terrible dolphin. Like, yeah. I ain't had tongue like this. So it's more just, ah, just yells. And that's why the carton tiger can talk because it has more of a human beak, but it's a weird shape. So it, it sounds weird. I can talk, but it sounds crazy. Armor Titan can't talk because he has the, the shield over his mouth. You know what I'm saying? Go rip it off. Rip it off. <laughs> it hurts. Yeah, they, they heal. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know if that's true, but it was a cool theory. I'm like, that kind of makes sense. But anyway, let's move on. You want to talk about what I bet everybody is really anticipating us to talk about? <laughs> no, because we can save it. You want to save... All right, so we're going to save Zack Snyder's Justice League for the end then. So let's jump into... Uh, let's save DC for the end entirely. So let's jump into Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Symbols are nothing without the women and men that give them meaning. We need someone to inspire us again. The world's more complicated now. We're never gonna stop. This world is ours. There's no going back. It doesn't have to be a war. He already is. We can't lose this fight. If we do this, we're gonna do it our own way. Uh, first episode was titled New World Order, right? Uh, I believe yeah, so. Yeah, first episode, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so, how did you feel about the first episode of the six-part miniseries, right? It's six episodes. Six episodes. Yeah. Uh, and the villain is now, for the entire MCU, just tragedy. Yeah. <laughs> tragedy and coping mechanisms. 
I mean, I'm glad. I'm glad they're uh, leaning more into how tragic, how consequential, and how uh, difficult going through something like the blip would be. Where mm. they kind of played it for for a joke. In Spider Man. In yeah. Spider Man. So. I'm glad they're actually diving into it in these uh, MCU shows, but yeah, like <laughs> I went like this. This episode triggered me a little bit. <laughs> it triggered you? Yeah, it did. Uh, because of the the lone scenes or what? No, no. Or is it because of the white Captain America at the end? No, no, <laughs> no. Okay, wait. Then what triggered you? It triggered me because <laughs> I went fully into this show expecting to ship. Oh my God! <laughs> Sam and Bucky. Okay. Fucky hashtag Falcon and Bucky, my fucky ship. But now I'm like I'm shipping Torres and Sam now. I don't know. I don't know what to believe. <laughs> what? <laughs> Marvel, you you hurt me. You hurt me. <laughs> well, first of all, that guy should have been dead anyway. He got curbed up by a super soldier. He should. He, yeah, his uh, neck should have been. <laughs> his face should be like mush. I was like, so he's dead, right? Next thing, I'm fine. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> and that's. I was like, his neck should have been snapped or something. But yeah. I went now. I'm, I'm like they they done they done hit all my play. They, they done went on a coffee date together. A coffee date? What the hell? Why can't two he men was, he was just be girl. friends? Don't let me don't don't make me play my TikTok. Because <laughs> <laughs> somebody said that shit on my on my video. It was like why can't they just be friends? You're already shipping. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. There's not also not a lot of like like. Uh, positive male platonic relationships either like you know what i mean loving relationships they're all, they're, every fucking male relationship is platonic bucky and steve like every relationship it's always them is, and then and then and then the people always say oh yeah it's a bromance it's always a bromance it's never a gay romance okay so all right, fair <laughs> fair <laughs> so fuck you <laughs> they have to be gay or else <laughs> he, and he was fangirling over them he was like oh you speak Arabic oh baby speak Arabic to me as I'm, I'm really pleased with what they've done with Sam's character in that first episode also I mean mentioning Fucky no yes mentioning Sam and Bucky yes <laughs> it's interesting that they weren't even in the episode together at all no they didn't even interact aside from just the the therapist mentioning that uh, Bucky got calls from Sam that he ignored so this episode triggered me because that's nah. the only reason it triggered you. Yes, now I'm not, all, not fucking. Now, uh, now I might be Team Soros. What? <laughs> instead, of, instead of fucky, you do like you you you, dis, you destroyed everything I thought I knew. What the fuck? <laughs> I mean, I do agree with you that I really enjoyed the fact that this this series seems to be exploring the negative impacts of the five year blip, and I I saw a really cool comparison, and I agree with it. That it's kind of a reflection on life uh, post-COVID, where uh, not only does it impact people of color disproportionately to to other races, but also the interesting kind of dichotomy of we value our essential workers, people who are on the front lines defending us, maybe not from a disease, but maybe from an intergalactic uh, space titan who wants to destroy the entire world. We respect them so much that we'll take selfies with them and, and idolize them as heroes. Somebody on TikTok that I follow made that point. Maybe it was the same person I saw on TikTok. Or was it a girl? Yes. Yeah. White girl? White girl, yes. yes. Okay, yeah, I saw on TikTok. Yeah, I was like, that's a good point. Yeah, I, didn't I even said think that about too. That. I was like, that is a great fucking point. Yeah, and I, that's the same thing. They're, they're heroes, but yet... You can't give my man a loan, 
what? <laughs> He's not approved? Although, granted, I get where Marvel's trying to go, but I also spoke to somebody that's a veteran, and he was like, Sam should have money. Sam should have a lot of fucking money. Like, he works for the military. He's getting military contracts. That one mission that he did in the very beginning, yeah. that should have at least netted him minimum $200,000. And he's been doing it for six months. He should have money. So then what the fuck? <laughs> Racism. So, he's, so he was like, as a person that's in the, as a person that's, you know, in the military, he's like, when I was in Iraq and Afghanistan, I was making money. Granted, I wasn't doing what Sam was doing. So the fact that what he was doing. Well, he's a one man army. He should be making all the yeah, money. He should, be making, he should be making a shit ton of money. So he's like, as a military vet, that's the one thing I don't think is unrealistic, or, is, is unrealistic but I get what they were trying to go for. Or maybe the explanation can be, because he, they show him real quick, kind of like fixing Red Wing, which I also appreciate how much Red Wing was used in that first that first sequence. I'm like, I kind of wish Red Wing was a real bird, only because if it was a real bird, I could attach myself to it emotionally. Yeah, but also if it was a real bird, it wouldn't be fucking shooting missiles and shit. Like, I can make it a robot bird then. I, I'm just saying like because it's... That's not a real bird. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like something that I could like attach to emotionally. I can't attach to a drone. This is a drone. There's no like face on it or anything. Or yeah. it's got no AI or personality at all either. So it's like... But if it was like an actual pet, kind of, even a robot pet, I'd be like, I like that relationship more. But anyway, it's neither here nor there. Um, they show him fixing his, his his gear. And they make a note that it's like beyond anything in the military. It's Stark Tech. And I'm like, who's fixing it? on their is he so smart now that he's able to fix his own tech apparently because they show him working on it yeah but it's also the materials to make something like that have to also be millionaire level expenses right so i'm like maybe all that money that he's getting from those contracts goes back into repairing his own shit and maybe that they're not actually funding the repairs themselves and that's an excuse maybe but i'm like how else is that shit getting fixed i mean maybe that's the only actual it's really an excuse but it's the only excuse i can give for that very valid uh, opinion about he should definitely have money from working government contracts. You know what I mean? <laughs> Needing yeah. a fucking loan. I mean, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, that, it's got to cost thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to Gotta. fix it. Yeah, and every time you in, you're in a, any, but battle. then I'm also like, but how? I mean, well, I guess maybe because I'm like, does it get damaged often? But I guess you would think, right? <laughs> he's in, he's taking gunfire all the time, and but that whole first action sequence was fucking dope. Oh, yeah, no, it was. Like, uh, I, I said this uh, the other day. I was like, because movie theaters are slowly starting to reopen and things like that. But I was like, if if Marvel and Disney are giving me this level quality of, of, of shit on television, why do I need to go see a movie? Yeah. Like, you're giving me movie quality shit. I just need a bigger bigger screen. But, like, it looked. And, like, even even compared to, like, The Mandalorian, where... You can tell they put money into it. Even something like Game of Thrones, you can tell they put money into it. Yeah. But you can still, at the end of the day, you still know it's a TV show. Mm. It doesn't look as high quality as a movie. Not not to diminish or uh, uh, down talk the quality. No. It still looks great, but it doesn't look as good as a movie. But this yeah. looks as fucking great as a movie. Like, I thought I was watching like... It could a, be Civil War. Yeah, or Winter Soldier, more specifically with the hand-to-hand combat and stuff like that. Even like the POV shots where it, like, looked, it like, got directly onto Sam yeah. as he was flying flying or yeah. how when the people were on the it air the look, air gliders it looked like the camera was like right next to him that was literally up in the air yeah there wasn't ever a moment where I was pulled out with like 
weird looking CGI models of them because that wasn't really them flying around like that. That was no, it clearly all CG. Was, yeah. But the the way they were like you said punching. Or it might in, not have been because the way they when the the people on the the parachute gliders things it might because people actually do that. Yeah, some shots maybe I doubt it, but maybe some shots. But they were like zipping through the fucking well, canyon. That, and shit. I'm not talking yeah. about that. I'm talking about when like the camera actually like was on them. Yeah, maybe just for that shot. <laughs> but but yeah, it was a thing where like. Like you said, when they punch in on Sam, like there's even been movies where I've seen stuff like that, and they don't they don't marry that footage well enough to make me believe it's real. But there was never a moment where it broke immersion for me. So you're absolutely right. Um, I just love the fact that we do get to see more of specifically Sam's personal life than we've ever seen yeah. in the MCU. I said in this uh, first. This one forty-five minute episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier, I've gained more of a connection and understanding and attachment to Sam Wilson than I've had in his six years in the MCU. Yes, this is the first. He's time... He's just been there as the black best friend to Steve Rogers. But yes, in terms of like a character, we didn't knew we didn't we knew jack shit about him pretty much. Well, yeah, but the most we got was from Winter Soldier. Yeah, but even we, then, we, we didn't really get. He, yeah, you, no. you just found out he had a part. We they were sold. They were uh, soldiers. They were the best flyers. Yeah, he was he counseling. Part- yeah, he had a partner. His partner died, and then he's counseling other vets. Yeah, so we just knew he had a good heart. But then we actually get to see his family life. We get to see how he interacts with other people. And this is the first time where I feel like, oh, you could be Captain America. This is the first time I got the charisma from him that I've never actually seen him be able to utilize in the movies. Especially that conversation with him and uh, War Machine, him and Rhodey. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, damn, son. That, I, that hit me hard just seeing them talk to, to I, and actually both of them being characters now wh- what did Rhodey say when it was like uh, the world's different now and these different heroes uh-huh. or these new heroes something to that effect and the fact that they're both characters coincidentally both the be- black best friend tropes but they've both been kind of handed down this legacy from the, the, the heroes before them Captain America and Iron Man specifically so I'm really interested now to see what Rhodey's like in, the, yeah, in Armor, Armor, Wars. Armor Wars yeah uh, I'm hoping. I guess he's not going to become the next Iron Man, but that'd be cool. I mean, Rhodey was Iron Man in the comics for a minute, right? Yes, he was. Yeah, so it's like, fuck, do it. Yeah, why not? Like, I'm, I'm with it. Even that, like, you never even really got to see him be war. Like, he had the name, but like, aside from like that one moment in End, I mean, not End Game, uh, Infinity War, you never really got to see War Machine like him cut loose his War Machine. No, yeah. And when you did, it was kind of like a joke. Like, you yeah, know, like even with the Iron Patriot, like he even he well he had that suit on for like two seconds and uh yeah fuck that and Iron Man three yeah and Iron Man three was a yeah and Iron Man two he was a joke with that fucking hammer tech and then in Winter Soldier no was it Winter Soldier Dude, no he wasn't no not Winter, Winter Soldier. Soldier um what was it Age Civil of Ultron War. Civil War no not Civil War oh. I mean yeah Civil War he's got his ass beat <laughs> he got shot at the sky um but no in Age of Ultron he just shows up at the end. Uh, with the helicarrier, remember? And even yeah, that was a joke. Oh yeah, I was so like, what? Remember? Because it was like, <laughs> yeah. it's a war machine story. Yeah. Oh, that's it. That's, that's very cute. Like you know, what I mean, they always downplayed them. So it's it's cool to see them kind of coming into their own as characters. And it, it's not a coincidence that the white guys have to be pushed to the side first. But mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll take what I can take. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I, po- I posted this uh, video on my Instagram about uh, this particular scene. I was like, this is one. This is my favorite scene out of. 
like the entire episode because kind of the same thing like this scene hit me differently because you got these two black men mm. really the first two black men in the Avengers the only two black men in the Avengers now that uh, Black Panther yeah Chadwick yeah. Boseman or, 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 or unfortunately passed away but like this is the first time they really actually interacted mm. outside of like yeah you saw them fight and team up in the uh, battle yeah, for Wakanda yeah talked. in the battle for Wakanda you saw them team up and like Sam, I got it. You do this, and so it's like, yeah, it's not like we haven't seen them interact. But mm. no, that was them teaming up as superheroes. But as two black men, we've, this is the first time. Like even you, you mentioned Age of Ultron. Like Age of Ultron was the first time they were in a room together at that party. Yeah, never even they even talked. <laughs> never even crossed paths. And it's like that's no. unrealistic for black people. Like yeah. you're in a room of mostly white men, white women, or anything. Like, and we see another black person. We will acknowledge each other. Mm. That's why Twitter blew up. Black Twitter blew up with uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths, where Diggle and uh, Black Lightning first they were mm. they didn't even talk. They didn't even meet each other. They were just yeah. in the room and they looked. They did the head nod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Black Twitter blew up because it's un- like most most shows don't depict that. Like it's 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 the, like it's very unre- unrealistic how they write us when they put us in black shows where they just have they'll they're sure they'll have us in the show, but then we won't acknowledge each other. We'll be the only two or one black person mm-hmm. like like in The Walking Dead. You used to watch The Walking yeah, Dead, yeah, right? Yeah. So Sasha and Michonne, the only two black women on the show and it's in a, a world it's an apocalypse so I'm like there's no cocoa butter no shea butter nothing like that you mean to tell me the only two black women on the show not gonna like come together maybe braid each other's hair I mean, and I'm not saying I want like a whole episode about it but like at least show a scene of them sitting together having tea or some shit and then I it's like mean, okay it's time to go to work we all know the reason for that though right it's cause because, racism well I wasn't gonna say kind of I wasn't racist. racism I was gonna say that these are white writers who don't have that's, black, what, I was, that's what I was saying like they well, don't the, writers, they don't have the black experience. So they that's what I was saying. Like, it's unrealistic how yeah. they write us. Yeah, it's a th- they don't even know it's a thing. They, even, don't, they don't think like that. Even, even <laughs> they in don't get, have to think like that. I was going to say, even in Get Out, like when, uh, what's his face, Daniel Kaluuya's character was in, they were at that barbecue or whatever, yeah. and he saw Lakeith Stanfield. And he yeah, went he over to head nod, yeah. yeah, no, they went, oh, he went yeah, over. Yeah, he went to say hey, what's up and shit. And then he was like, my brother. Uh, yeah, he, yeah. Like, what? He didn't realize he was in a sunken <laughs> yeah. place. Red so, flag. <laughs> so, yeah, so even with that, like, it's not to say, like, all black people are a monolith or whatever. Like, we all get along. Like, oh, it's another black person. My brother, like, that's going to be my best friend. No, yeah. but we'll at least make that acknowledgement. Same thing with women. Like, when women are in spaces, they'll co- go together or, like. Yeah. It's a sense of safety. Yeah. So. That's that's the reason I appreciated that scene the most. Mm. I agree with that. Um, another thing I did appreciate was what they did with Bucky. The just the way they started his sequence with the flash of him being the Winter Soldier. I love him with the long hair. I prefer long hair. No, Bucky. I like short hair. Ah, fuck you. <laughs> long hair Bucky's cooler. It's like short hair Thor. Oh my god. Um, but yeah, him him destroying whatever target he had to destroy, and then walking down that that civilian Asian guy. And I'm an idiot, so I didn't understand, at first, the connection between the guy he killed in that flashback and the old Asian guy that he was befri- he befriended. Uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't put it together either. It wasn't, was it the obvious part where he opens the door and you clearly see the guy's uh, photo in his little memorial? Yeah. I, mean, I was like, wait, who is that? It's the same guy! <laughs> Holy shit! I, I thought maybe it was a guy that him and Steve used to like. That's what I thought. Yeah, like oh maybe it's like one of his old wingman friends or something. Yeah, I yeah. thought they were they went to war together or whatever. That's how they knew each other. Yeah, 
No, he just befriended the guy and that so, he killed. And, and, and what I thought is... Or the father of the guy cause, Because the way this episode went, like you mentioned, like Sam and, Sam and Bucky, they weren't together in this episode. So I thought, oh, this is a friend that he knew during the war. And he's talking about his missing son and missing circumstances, how he doesn't know what happened. Yeah. So I was like, oh, maybe this is how he's going to get into the, the connection with Sam because he's going to try to figure out, to help his friend, mm. try to figure out the story behind his missing son or whatever. Mm. No, he knew the story. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's the one that did it. <laughs> and then there was like, oh, I saw this great meme where it was like the line in Civil War where Iron Man asked him like, you like, do you even remember their faces of like, you know, he killed his parents? And he's like, I remember all of them. And it was like, oh, it hurts so much more now because he literally is tortured by the memory of the people he's killed. Like, and they've done more to communicate that in this one episode than they have in the other things in the MCU. I feel more for Bucky here where I can see how torture he is by the things he's done. And it makes, you know, when you, when you lay it out like that, where it's like, yeah. I'm 100 years old, and I'm not like Steve where I just went to a nice nap, and I woke up 100 years later, I'm a hero. Like, no. I remember every time I was woken up for the sole reason of killing motherfuckers against my will, and I'm, I had to live with those memories for, like, however many times I've done it. You know what I mean? He's got a whole list of things and people that he's wronged that he has... It's like the, it's like the dark version of Captain America's list. <laughs> where it's like, oh, Star Trek, I want to watch that. No. It's a motherfucker like, oh, this... this person's son that I killed. Let me uh, try and make amends for that. <laughs> hey, somebody showed that uh, on the list is actually Zemo. Like, they paused it. I oh, was like, really? oh, shit. So, we're, so that's going to come into How is he going to make amends to Zemo? Or is, is it his amends to Zemo breaking his rule and I'm going to hurt that motherfucker? <laughs> well, no, I mean, maybe it was going to end up being the case of because we know Zemo's the main villain. Yeah. But maybe he might pull what he did with that woman in the beginning. It was like, uh yeah, I'm not the, I'm not who that that guy anymore, but you still fucked up. So I'm still gonna call. <laughs> Remember me? <laughs> not the Winter Soldier anymore. I'm reformed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that that whole therapy session sequence where she's like going over the rules. But for it his... also it also shows the parallels between him and Steve because somebody mentioned that like yeah, he's lived through those ninety years, so it makes sense of why he doesn't want to go back. Where Steve, he didn't live. He he missed all those years, so naturally he wants to go back and relive. And reclaim the years that he lost. Well, it's also we can't seem like I still didn't like that ending. He doesn't. He probably doesn't even feel like the same person anymore. You know what I mean? Like he's unlike Steve, who never really broke his own moral code or character. You know, Buggy's had the opposite experience. Where I, I even like that line where um, the girl goes on a date with, asks him like, "Were you close to your your parents?" And he was like, "I was," implying that you know. Now that's over because they're dead. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, it shows you that he's kind of disconnected from his past now. I'm like, oh, that's fucking sad. But I know I I just love what they're doing with his character and Sam's. Like oh, that entire sequence with Sam going with his his sister to get alone. It gave me shades of the Spider-Man two uh, scene where him and Aunt May try and get alone, and then Aunt uh, Doctor Octopus breaks in the bank. Mm-hmm. Kind of reminded me of that, but just it hurt more because I was like, "You fucking racist motherfucker! You, you, you tell this a, man he's a hero." So I'm not racist. Yeah, fuck you. I want a, I want a selfie with him. He's not. I'm not racist. That made me so mad <laughs> when he's like, "You're basically denying him a fucking like a chance at life," and you're like, "But can I get a selfie?" Just you can totally say no, but could you please take a selfie for me? I'm like. Can you make, can you make to fucking objectifying him like a motherfucker? Can you make wings? Can you put your arms out like they're wings? I'm like, oh, I wish I could punch that guy in the face. <laughs> what a fucking asshole. 
But it felt very real. Like that's a moment in the MCU that just felt like a moment, a slice of real life. Yeah, it did. And I and I was surprised by how much. And granted, this is Disney. This is Marvel. I don't think they're gonna go fully into it. But I st- but I did appreciate they're like tiptoeing into the idea of racism and they're saying it without really saying it. Mm-hmm. They're doing it in the Disney way. <laughs> That's true. But it's still like if you're if you're if you're in the know, you know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah, the fact oh, just so many knife twists. Even the the fact that the episode started with him looking at Cap Shield, clearly having the connection, giving that really heartbreaking speech about. You know the the symbols being something that uh, people give meaning to. Although although I, they they do kind of play play fast and loose with it, even though I don't think he is. What? But I'm like, are they trying to say Steve is dead? Yeah, they didn't really clarify. Yeah, they don't really. I, mm. I don't think he is. I think they're just mourning Captain him as Captain America. And the world doesn't know what happened. Yeah, the to world Steve. doesn't know what happened to Steve. Yeah, that's but why at he the same kinda, time I'm just like that's why he made the joke about moon stuff. Like uh, is Captain America on the moon? It's like I'm a, I gotta go. Where? To do moon stuff. Like, you know what I mean? So I I, I feel like they would have just come out and said it, but they're 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 framing it this way for this very reason. To make us go like, is he dead? What the fuck is going on? <laughs> um but I think I think He's too important of a character to not have die on screen. He's not Peggy, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Peggy can die on screen. Cap can die on screen. Yeah, but I mean, Chris Evans, if he said he's not coming back, then you have no yeah, choice they, but to kill him off screen. They say a lot of shit, though. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't trust none of that. But to go from Sam giving that really heartwarming speech um, and giving up the shield, him still not accept, And this is, this is his arc. He doesn't accept that he is Captain America, that Steve trusted him he with still, the shield. He, could, he still could have kept the shield in his garage. Yeah, but but he but you saw that the the guy, that white dude who's at the end of the episode too, told him like you did the right thing. Yeah. yeah Again, fuck implying that. that he asked him to do this. He asked him to turn the shield yeah, in of course. for the memorial. Or not or whatever it is, the museum. Yeah. But then, but then it's you like, get to the end, they've had a plan. Exactly. Because the fact that it basically like the same week yeah. that he handed off the shield. So all of a sudden, now we know, have a new Captain America. With a costume ready and everything. Yeah. Like, I'm like, fuck out of here. I and felt... clearly they had to vetted this person. Like, yeah, it ain't right. They've had this shit planned. Yeah. So I'm like, it, it made me go back to that first scene and be like, fuck you. It made me so, I felt like how Sam looked. I felt. I'm like, you piece of shit, this racist motherfucker. You didn't really want me to turn the shield in for the sake of, like, oh, antiquities and all. It's for the sake of his memory. No, you want to just hand it off. Black guy can't be Captain America. Hand it, hand it to this white guy. And I was like, fuck you, man. <laughs> I thought that was a really powerful way to end the episode. But I do wonder how he's going to get the shield back because we did see him, unless that's a flashback, training with it in the trailer. Well, I'm sure it's gonna have to be some kind of encounter between that new cap and whatever's going on with these new super soldiers, if they are super soldiers. But the they, fact they're that, super something, yeah. So I'm like, are we going back to the Winter Soldier plotline where they had those alternate Winter Soldiers that they never actually fought at the end of Civil War? Well, they killed them all, though. They did. But I just mean like maybe it's the same kind of thing where they're making new super soldiers. Oh well, yeah, that that there's some some somebody's giving somebody's powers because. Mm. Uh, I know with the character of U.S. Agent, because he has powers, unlike Steve. Like, Steve kind of has powers, but not really. He's just an enhanced man. But U.S. Agent actually has super strength. And he was given his powers from an organization called the Power Brokers. So I'm wondering if that's going to play. Do you think he's going to have powers? 
I mean, if they go the route that he is in the I hate comic. his face. They <laughs> well, chose that's, a that's really, the, well, that's the point. I, I know. It's just a really good face to hate, man. I'm like, how did they, did they find the perfect dimensions to, to hate someone's face? It's all like, wide and shit. They, they, when they were casting people, they were like, hmm. I don't hate your face yeah, enough. Yeah, I don't hate your face enough. <laughs> Bootleg as Captain America. So, Because my theory is the same guy that took out my, my new boyfriend, uh, Torres, that stepped, I was like, I think that's a U.S. agent. I was going to say that. Because why put like so much emphasis on it, right? Yeah. So maybe, maybe, but and like in the comics and stuff like that, he he can lift like ten tons. So he has like he has super I, I strength. I hope Sam gets powers. Because were you also kind of watch? Because that was Botrock the Leaper that he fought in the very beginning, right? Yeah. The same guy Captain America fought. I was like, how are you gonna do? Because <laughs> that's like a direct comparison to how well Captain America did in Winter Soldier versus how well Sam did in this fight. I think Sam did better. Mm. You don't think so? I mean, he held his own, but I don't think he did better. You don't think he did better? No. I mean, granted, I guess Cap did beat Batroc, and this it was kind of a draw because he got away, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. But just the fact that he was able to fight him in the same way that Cap was, like, physically. But also goes to show how good both Anthony Mackie and Sam Wilson are at hand-to-hand because, for the most part, you didn't really see Sam fight hand to hand mm-hmm. it was just him flying shooting guns yeah and I love what they do like they, it, it could they be so show, boring also check, like yeah Bucky's an assassin but Sam's fucking murdering people too I mean that whole sequence <laughs> throwing was people out the plane blowing up helicopters and yeah, shit I was like oh he he's, he's in the army he don't okay. got a fucking no kill code no, yeah, that's Batman fuck that <laughs> <laughs> I love when he was in the, in the when he flew into the uh, the helicopter and the camera pans over and he's like sup and he starts fighting <laughs> But it could be so visually uninteresting because his powers, you know, are just flight with wings. Like angels kind of whack in a lot of movies because of that because it's not, they don't have a lot of things to do with him physically. But the way they make him move, the way they use his, his wings as a shield, the way like he just flips around when he's moving with the wings, it's all very dope just to watch. Mm-hmm. It's, it's more visually interesting to watch how Sam fights than even like Captain America. And so if you throw a shield in there too, he's doing all those crazy flips and spins with his wings and throwing the shit at the same time. That'd be fucking Although sick. Although I'm still like, he needs to have powers. Because I'm like, I don't I, agree. Be, I don't believe him throwing, being able to throw the shield like Cap and no. just be a regular dude. No. It's, there's no way. <laughs> so I do hope that you give him powers. But, but probably, I don't know, probably not. Probably not. They'll just do the... Because even in the trailer where, where they show him practicing and throwing the shield, I'm like, but how, how are you doing this? <laughs> I mean, even I mean, granted, was training, but even in those little clips, it looked like he had he was struggling to catch it because like the the speed of which it would hit. But still, I'm like, but how are you doing this? (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, what would you rate this episode? Perfect vision. Same, and it's only six episodes. As long as they're all like forty five minutes to an hour. I'm I'm nervous about the trajectory of the of the show though because why. I grant it. Just started. We didn't even meet each other yet. The Falcon and Winter Soldier is still separate. (laughs) Yeah, but. Only, I guess, going back to, I'm about to tell them myself, going back to theories. <laughs> oh, here we go. Whoa, the theories. Because, well, no, not even theories, but there's 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 rumors. Because if you look at the IMDB profile mm. or of the show, that Eli Bradley, Patriot, is on the show. They're also, uh, I forgot who the, the guy was. I can't think of his name. But somebody was cast as Isaiah Bradley. And so they're mm. going to touch on that. 
for the show. But then I'm like, but then at the same time, you got to talk about Bucky's storyline and then Sam take it, eventually taking on the mantle with, uh, in addition to dealing with U.S. agent, yeah. in addition to dealing with uh, the Flag Smashers, in addition to we still haven't gotten Sharon Carter yet. Why? And I'm like, but there's only six episodes, though. Like, why, why can't you just spread your legs and let it happen, Michael? Just let this happen. <laughs> no, I need, I need some reassurance. <laughs> <laughs> I need some foreplay first before see, you nah, put it in. See, I'm I'm a go with the flow type. So like, I, I hear your your concerns, but it's only the first episode. We have no idea where it's gonna go. No, we don't. But I'm saying, no, only knowing it's six episodes, I'm just like, you don't think it's enough time. I'm just wondering, like, how are you gonna get into all of this? Mm-hmm. Let's just let it wash over us and find out. Maybe that's that's part of the fun. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm just like, I will be disappointed if, if if this show ends and they don't touch on Isaiah Bradley. Oh. But I mean, you said he was if, cast, if, though. Well, because, so. I mean, that could turn out not to be true, though, because uh, it said on IMDb that Jane Spader was going to be in one for one division. So that's what Oh, whole, it did? Yeah. Oh, some lying motherfuckers. Yeah. So... If it turns out not to be true, I'll, I'll say it. Because especially, like, you're dealing with a black Captain America. You're not going to talk about the black Captain America. Like, if they do, if this if this not ends they up got not. It. There's no way they that, would That's my point. If yeah. that ends up not being a story, I'll be I'll be disappointed. Even if the show is great, yeah. I'll still be disappointed. I'm going to put a money on it probably happening. It just, I, I feel like it's, it's, it's too poignant not to, especially since he is becoming a black Captain America, and if there is a president of a black Captain America, exactly. exactly. That's my uh, point, explore. though. Yeah, right. That's my like, point. But I'm just like, I have but faith, it's, I have it's only faith six, in their writing. Like six episodes, <laughs> at least, because I'm like, for all of this, I'm like, I need it needs to be at least fifteen. You don't even, you, we're on episode one. You don't even know. <laughs> so what? <laughs> You're already like, I do oh, know. It's got to be at least twenty episodes. <laughs> I'm a titan. I, just, I saw the past, present, and future. It's all. It's a loop. <laughs> all right, Eric, count down. All right, let's. Uh, <laughs> Let's get into um, uh, Superman and Lois for freaking Justice League. When your dad gets distracted, lives are at stake. We need that. He's not the only one that can do this. You would never hurt anyone. It was an accident. You can't tell them not to come to me for help. I don't like his priorities changing. It's called being a father. Uh, episodes three and four. I don't oh episode four was titled Haywire. I don't remember episode three was because I didn't watch it. Michael saw the episode. I don't know. <laughs> you don't even know. <laughs> I don't pay attention to episodes. Okay, so I know what episode four was about. What was episode three about? Because I'm missing an episode now. Episode three was uh about this this episode was mostly mostly the kids, but this episode began with uh, you know, everything starts with the Superman event. So yeah. and granted, I was like I know it's a world with Superman and all the other stuff, and so you got to pull the drama. But I'm like, how often does this shit happen? It doesn't happen that much in the real world. So they're uh, acclimating themselves to their new house, and they're trying out paint and things like that. They're going back and forth because Lois is trying to like, what about this color? What about this color? They're like, Mom, just pick, just pick a color. Like, <laughs> okay. They're like, but it has to work because you know this is our home. We got to make it work. So then eventually she she could see like the writing on the wall that they're starting to get annoyed. Yeah. So she started paint. She she like. Went to her son and painted on him, and so they started painting on each other. And oh, like classic eighties, nineties montage yeah. type of shit. But then 
Superman Girls started. just want to have fun. It's a bullshit like that. <laughs> but then the bat signal went up and Superman started hearing things in the distance. And so he had to go. He zoomed off. He was like, well, I guess now you know he's Superman. So there's no need to keep it a secret. Yeah. But a bridge was collapsing in the distance. Like all of a sudden, like one of the cables snapped off. It wasn't like it was an attack. Uh-huh. It just, one of the cables snapped off and then the whole bridge was falling apart. Has that ever happened That's in history? Of like. <laughs> in the history of bridges? <laughs> no, there has been bridges that like collapsed. Like uh, there was one in Minneapolis in like 2003 with a whole bridge just like and it was a concrete bridge it just like snapped really yeah with people on it yeah what the fuck let me see if I can find the pictures and it was like a big bridge like a big like it wasn't like a major like the George Washington bridge but it was still a big oh well, that's what I mean like a big like commercial bridge like that because you know we don't keep up with our infrastructure so I mean I'm like I, it happened but I'm like big major bridge that's what I'm saying like, that looked the, like, the the, like it looked like the Golden Gate Bridge yeah so I was like one cable is all yeah. fucked. <laughs> Hold up. I, here it is. Here's the picture. But, but this is a pretty... So oh, yeah. that's pretty big. Shit. That'd be terrifying in real life. Holy... Can you imagine being on that... Br- Wait, are those cars in the middle of the bridge that fell still there? Yeah. They're, they're, these are the cars. I wonder if they people that, that were on the bridge as it fell died. Or are they just like, this is the well, craziest know, roller coaster drop ever. Because, <laughs> I mean, it doesn't look like they're, like they're damaged. No, okay. it just, like, literally, it, the cars rode the bridge down. And the bridge landed on the ground. Or is that water? I guess it's floating. Yeah, I guess. Or, yeah, I guess it's just floating. Because yeah. I don't know how deep. Can you imagine surviving that shit? But That'd be crazy. This is from another angle. Yeah, like I wonder if you were those cars at the bottom. So guys, there. just look up Minneapolis Bridge Collapse. Yeah. You'll see. It's pretty crazy looking. This is like 2003. <laughs> Super but, save us. But, but the bridge in that episode looked like the Golden Gate Bridge. Okay. It didn't look like this. So okay, it was, yeah. It was <laughs> much higher up. It was much longer. The cables were snapping. And I was just like, because I was like, Cinematic like, Bridge. Yeah. Yes. But I was like, it wasn't an attack. It just happened. Yeah. yeah but, Somebody didn't do their job. <laughs> yeah. So he, he went to save them from that, yada, yada. So that's how that's how the episode began. CGI looked a little, mm. but it was, a, it was a nice little. We're, we're past the first episode, so now they can, yeah, they, they can they, get lax with the they're budget. Skipping, a they're bit. skipping on the budget. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, most of the episode was about the kids trying out for, uh, or not the kids, because one of them is already in the football team. But, oh, Jordan. Yeah, Jordan. Okay. Trying out for the football team randomly because um, they keep bullying him. Yeah. So then all of a sudden. This makes a lot more sense now because in episode four, it starts with him already on the team. I was like, when did that happen? Would he join the team? When? Yeah, so you sh- all of a sudden you see him, have, he's able to tackle people. And I was like, when When did he learn how to play football? Mm. And you kind of see his brother was looking jealous. a little jealous. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like now he's getting the spotlight. But from what I've seen in that episode and episode four, I like that they touch on typical teen drama. But in Jonathan's case, they seem to be keep swerving it to be like, yeah, he might be jealous as the normal reaction a teenager would have. But then he's also, he, he comes around by the end of the episode and is like, you know what? Like, you're still my brother. And I'm happy that you're happy. You never actually had a, a place that you felt you fit in. And now you do. He runs a, he, he, he runs and walks weirdly, though. <laughs> Who, Jordan? Jo- Jonathan. Oh, Jonathan? I didn't yeah. notice that. <laughs> that was a mo- well, you didn't see episode three, but that was a moment that he's getting bullied. He does the Ezra Miller run? <laughs> well, no, he doesn't even run. He does, he, it's like... When uh, Jordan is getting bullied, he's getting pushed against the locker, and Jordan is like in the distance. He's like, "What are you doing to my brother? What the fuck?" I was what? like, "Why is he walking like that?" What kind of chicken hawk? Yeah. Walk? <laughs> I was like, and then and then also later on in the episode where the coach tells him because uh, the coach gets mad at him for not like actually mad, but he was like, "You mean to tell me your brother's this good and you've been keeping him from me this whole time? Go run some laps." 
Oh, being a dick. Yeah. And so he looked at Jordan, and then he said, he then he walked away. He was like, <laughs> I was like, why is he walking like that? First of all, you, I'm getting in trouble because my brother didn't join the team. The fuck is that my fault for? <laughs> uh, you, it's your brother. You kept it a secret. Yeah, I didn't keep nothing a secret. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, when you watch episode three, just just look for those. I'm like, yeah, why is he okay? It's like Ezra Miller. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but yeah, but that and then uh, then the episode also uh, talked about. Lois was uh, trying to gather more about Morgan Edge. Mm-hmm. Like, funny enough, there wasn't really that much Superman in this episode. Same with even, the fourth even, episode. Even, even Clark was, like, he was there, but not really. Like, this episode was mostly, like, Lois oh, really? and the kids. Oh. And Clark was there a little bit, but not really. Yeah. And so uh, Lois was investigating more about Morgan Edge and... Uh, some lady came in to to give her to give her a scoop. It was like, oh yeah, I'm trying to. Uh, I need you to help me nail this bastard because he had a deal or whatever that I don't know what it was for my son. Okay. And then my son left me a voicemail and they played the voicemail. I was like, yeah, this deal. It wasn't what I thought it was or whatever. But mm. I'll talk to you later, mom. And she was like, yeah, that's the last time I heard from my son. Oh wow. And so uh, that's when you kind of came in later and was and Lois was trying to find that woman. And then that's when you got the guy with the super strength. Yeah, and that was just random. I just randomly happened. Yeah, that just randomly happened in episode. Oh, okay. So episode four kind of takes those plot points and continues them. So Lois is still investigating uh, that company or Morgan Edge is what they're called. Mm-hmm. Um, and they go more into uh, Jordan and Jonathan being on the football team. And there's a weird thing happening where one of the kid, the kid that got hurt from the explosion oh I, I just thought about something what there was, and there was a, a moment that happened where uh, the kids found out cause you know drama 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 yeah drama 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 so the kids CW so uh, <laughs> that same moment where he was getting bullied and, and, and uh, Jonathan did the weird walk <laughs> yeah their father showed up out of nowhere to, cause cause Jonathan's power or Jordan's powers were starting to activate when one of the bullies was uh pushing him so his eyes started to glow a little bit oh. and Superman was listening in on them and so I guess he heard I don't know how that works but like he heard he heard, the, he, the heat he heard his eye yeah he heard his <laughs> eyes activating or whatever <laughs> and so he like zoomed to the school he was like hey what's going on guys and I kind of stopped the bullying and uh-huh. they ended up that's how they found out that their father has been listening in on them Mm. Ever since they were kids, and so then they got pissed off. We don't have any privacy. <laughs> Look, I've heard you jerk off a million times. Okay, it's not a big deal. Yeah, he, he's like, <laughs> I'm your father. <laughs> yeah, he's like, it's not like I do it all the time. He's like, Dad. So then Lois, they had the conversation. Well, she was like, Well, remember how I felt when I found out you were listening in on me? He's like, You almost lost me. Mm. He's like, Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think I was gonna get you back. She's like, You almost didn't. The real villain of this series is time management. It's time management man, management man, because a big focus in episode four is just his relationship with the boys, Lois, and balancing life. I mean, it's been the plot for the entire series, but there's a focus on it because did, did he give them that beeper thing in that episode, or was that in the first episode or second episode? I think that was the first or second episode. Okay, so in this episode they use it because the kid that got injured by Jordan during the heat vision party, where he used the heat vision on that by accident and it made the barn fire explode. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, and there's some kind of like I forgot what they called it, X Kryptonite, some kind of yellow looking kryptonite that was in the explosion. And it's a very smallville where Kryptonite gave everyone powers. But the the kid that got injured, there's some kind of chemical reaction between the heat vision and that kryptonite that was there, and it's starting to give him this Asian kid like 
Superman-esque powers. So he's like moving really fast and he doesn't know how and he's like... Uh, so they're going really small. <laughs> it's very small. I was like, oh, don't do not do this. Because at first you just see the kid's hands vibrating and it's like, what is what is this? Is he transforming into something? And then it's like, no, it's more like Superman powers. Like he just can't control it. And it's like, fuck, are we doing the Smallville thing where the, the kryptonite meteors give everybody powers? But in this case, it's like this yellow kryptonite. And that's kind of what's happening. Because you find at the end of the episode, the Morgan and Edge guys are, they specifically came to Smallville for that weird mine, mine material of kryptonite that's like underneath the, the town. And they're gonna use that. So it's basically Wakanda vibranium, but kryptonite. Kinda. So on some level, they're gonna, for some reason, they're gonna use that to create other Superman super soldiers. Uh, to what end? Don't know. But that's why his like it's like a Lex Luthor and Macy Graves kind of relationship because the his his side chick, the the main villain guy who seems like a Lex Luthor type, his main chick has Supergirl powers. That's what you saw at the end of episode three. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what? What is going on? So I was confused as fuck when I watched episode four because I didn't realize I didn't see episode three. But uh, and on the Superman side, the main plot was, it felt very um, villain of the week where it was, this guy, it was like this weird, smart uh, Superman radicalist who is being transferred from Metropolis because now that it's... People are starting to notice that Superman's not flying around Metropolis as much as he used to. Crime is rising, and potentially any of his enemies are now going to know that he's not present in the city. So while they're moving him, he escapes, of course, and he has like this weird like uh, uh, sound gun that he hits Superman with. And of course, Superman can't fly really like, fast or move really fast. He just like has to. Superman's affected by sound. It, it, it hurts his ears real bad. It shows his ears like like red hot. I mean, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, whatever. And my my bigger issue put, was just put like some earplugs in, bro. <laughs> I mean, my bigger issue was just like you can't move fast enough to stop a normal guy shooting you with a gun. It, it was very BVS. Where was, and then like at one point, the guy stops shooting the gun, and Superman like goes to stop him, but he runs straight at him. So he's able to hit him with the gun again. I'm like, this is BBS all over again. Like, but go around. You're super fast. Like, go up, around, anything. <laughs> no, straightforward. <laughs> the only way. <laughs> um, but he beats him. And it happens when... Because um, uh, it's also focused on the kids in this, this episode. So when the kids realize that that Asian kid is starting to manifest powers, they try and stop him and they can't. Uh, they hesitate to use the beeper. Because before that... Uh, Lois's father, the general, kind of gave him like a talk of like, yo, I mean, your father's got responsibilities. Y'all can't be fucking with his, like you can't, every time he's distracted, he, he basically put the onus of Superman's like trying to balance his life with his family on the kids, which is the wrong thing to do. He basically told the kids like, it's your fault that Superman's not around. So what you need to do is be more self-reliant. That way he can focus on things that matter and he doesn't have to come uh, and, and check it on you guys all the time. You know, as a grandfather, he probably has his best interests at heart, or you know, their best interests at heart. But end up fucking them over because when they press the button, like they, they they wait too long. So when Superman gets there to, like he he beats the villain of the week, flies back to them, grabs the kid that is manifesting powers, and knocks him out by flying into the air. And by going high enough, he the air is thin enough that knocks him out, so he can't keep using powers. Right, but he has Superman powers, so she's like, shouldn't he? <laughs> I guess I don't know. It's like it's it's uneven. Like, it's not like it's, it's not, they're not like as strong as Superman powers. It's kind of like Jordan, I guess. Um, but then Superman chooses them out because like, why didn't you guys 
press the beeper right away when you saw that he was like manifesting powers and they were like well grandpa said and then they had a big argument with the with the general that pushes him away from the family that makes him at the end of the episode go you know what let's start a, a new project let's call it project 1337 whatever that number is that the Lex Luthor doppelganger gave him remember that the, the, ta- the tag that said hell mm-hmm. and he turned it around it's numbers mm-hmm. so the, all that was basically just a long way of showing not only that Superman, him not being around, is starting to affect the world, and uh, the straining relationship between the general and the family is pushing the general more toward the doppelganger Lex Luthor side. So I mean, it was interesting, um, but yeah, like you said, there wasn't very, there wasn't a lot of Superman action. But what they did have, I thought was interesting because it was a lot of Superman or Clark Kent just realizing that. Um, like I said, he's time management man, and he has to find a way to, to balance his home life with his superhero life. And I thought they did a really cool comparison where Lois got upset with the general because of his shitty parenting tactics that we've kind of seen now play out with Jordan and Jonathan. But him just being an asshole, um, even when he was a parent to Lois, she basically was like, "Like the way you do things has been wrong. It's been wrong. It was wrong with me, and it's wrong with the kids." Uh, and how dare you be upset with Clark trying to just be a better father than you ever were? And I was like, "Fuck!" <laughs> I'm like, that, "That makes sense, though." You know, that's it's. And it, I think it's cool to kind of see the potential issues you run into with parenting and how it's like a cycle that keeps happening unless someone is able to stop to break the cycle. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, that was interesting. Not a lot of Superman stuff, but. You know, I, I don't think the Superman stuff is with the main draw of the show. No, it's just a nice little like cherry on top. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, what would you rate episode three though? They were more than passable. I think I'd give episode four more than passable too. I wouldn't give it a perfect, just because I wasn't as invested, but it was still interesting. And, and the things that they're doing with Lois and Lana, their relationship. I'm like, but Jordan, cool. Jordan has a look like like the Jordan I'm talking to. Like, uh, uh, hey, <laughs> he's gonna shoot up a school one day. <laughs> That's kind of the interesting part, though. Like, what happens if things go too far left for him? Does Jordan become fucking Brightburn? I don't know, but he has that look, so... He, he does. Don't trust Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> he pushed too far, we'll fuck you up. The other son, but then, you know, looks can be deceiving, because Jordan has the look, but the other son might be the one to do it. Because they always say serial killers are the ones that are charismatic, mm. and uh, Jonathan's the charismatic one. <laughs> I thought I would not like Jonathan, but I like what they're doing with him. I like that he embodies more of the Jonathan Kent kind of level-headedness that he gets from Superman. And Jor- Jordan is like taking after, not Jor-El, but he's more of like the, the Kryptonian in the family. I like that division. I, I thought it was interesting that, that they didn't do that in the comics, but I liked how they changed it in this. Well, they don't, there's only one kid. Yeah, just Jonathan. Yeah. But I mean, I, I like that he has two kids that represent both of his lives. Or both sides of his or his heritage. Jonathan's the human side, named after his father, his human father, and Jordan is the Kryptonian side, who was named after his Kryptonian father. That, that's cool. But yeah, anyway, let's get into what everybody wants to talk about, because we're praising this Superman for being so human. Did four hours <laughs> of the Zack Snyder cut give some humanity back to the Man of Steel? Let's talk about it. Let's get into Zack Snyder's Justice League. Justice? Justice League. (laughs) 
enemies coming from far away. They serve an old power. This world is divided. No protectors here. No lanterns. No Kryptonium. It will fall in his name. I have turned worlds to dust. All of existence shall be mine. I have a second chance. I am not gonna waste it. He said the age of heroes would never come again. Fighting the devil and his army. And now, I don't care how many demons he's fought and how many hells. He's never fought us united. Um, yeah, man, I gotta, I gotta know. This is gonna be full spoiler review. Let's just jump right into it. I gotta know how you felt about this. This four-hour epic. I'm not going to call it a movie because it's hard to really call this a movie when it's a four-hour fucking series, basically. I mean, it's an hour longer than Endgame. Or, like, was it Titanic, like, three and a half hours? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. And I think this could have been three hours. They cut out a lot of shit that didn't need to be in this movie. Yeah, there was some there were some scenes <laughs> that they they definitely could have they definitely could have take, taken out. But overall, I do feel like I didn't fully feel the 4 hours. Like I feel like it kind of like I said, there was some there were definitely scenes they could have taken out, but mm. overall, I didn't feel like it dragged overall. Yeah, I agree with that overall. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There were definitely sections though that were like, "Come on, man, just get, get move to the next scene." Yeah, like when the, the fucking, Aquaman scene. Yeah, the like, girl singing you know, the for like girl twenty hours. For like, I was like, "What the fuck is this?" I'm like, bro, <laughs> we don't need this. So many. And, and yes, I get what Zack Snyder was trying to go for. He's trying to say like, "These are gods among us." And what do we do in real life? Not me, because I'm an atheist. But what do yeah. we do in real life when like religion? We have songs dedicated, like hymns and a whole bunch of fucking songs yeah. dedicated to worshiping Jesus and Allah and whatever. Yeah, yeah, Yahweh. Yeah, but you don't. Pause the movie for five minutes to have this random character we'll never see again sing a song that we don't care about <laughs> while sniffing his sweater. <laughs> yeah, oh, like what? And there's a couple of scenes like that throughout the movie, and a lot of it was the musical montage moments where it was just like, the, oh no, the some of the, the music score, choices. The score was great. Ooh. The soundtrack. There we go. Okay, I, I was like, separate it. <laughs> yeah, the score was great. The soundtrack I thought was terrible. <laughs> yes, everything with words. I'm just like, God, this is fucking whack. This yeah. is the wackest playlist I've ever heard. But the trade-off from the Danny Elfman score from Justice League to the Junkie XL score, night and day. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. so much better. Like My only complaint with Junkie XL score is whenever Wonder Woman would show up and they would play that. I'm like, yo, every time, though, do we need to fucking say this song happening every time she shows up? I like that. <laughs> you like that? I like it only in the moment where it, it connected it to the because that was that wasn't in Justice League, the original. Yeah, the original. No, but that was a fucking awesome song. So when they put it in this movie, I was like, yeah, headbanging. That's a Junkie XL creation. Yeah, but Danny Elfman. Yeah, Danny Elfman totally neutered the soundtrack. Even in uh, or the score rather. Even in '84, you didn't really hear. They, they kind of played it like a little bit. Yeah, it was, but it wasn't like 
I mean, I appreciate the Man of Steel song in this. I love the Man of Steel score. So when Superman's flying in this movie and they they play the Man of Steel score, I'm like, oh, this is fucking epic. All right. <laughs> but it was the same. I was like, we we already just we just did this at Man of Steel. Like, give me something new. It's I, know, I, I can't it's get literally like that. it's literally like the same scene. Da-na, da-na, da-na. I love that song. <laughs> but overall, I will say that I really enjoyed this 2021 version of Justice League. Mm. Like, I don't even acknowledge the 2017 version after this. So, like, <laughs> I think after, based on that, like, they did they did their job. Mm. Like, when I, <laughs> the, the, uh, the, the reviewer that was like, oh, this masterpiece, I was like, calm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, calm Same. down. <laughs> okay, thank you. I'm glad we're on the same page because my, my review in a nutshell is... Is this night and day compared to the original? Yes. I wish this is the version, granted, with some edits to be actual movie length, like three, 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 three to three and a half hours. I think it would have been an even better movie because it would have been tighter. Um, but if you're gonna, if you're gonna call, I've seen too many people online praising this movie as if it is something on the level of like an Infinity War or a Dark Knight. I'm like, guys. No, but I will say, I'll, I'll just throw it out there because you know what being vague but we'll talk about it more but i will say i will give this a perfect vision i will i will give it a perfect vision because why don't look at me like that <laughs> I'm, I'm just curious I mean, you went all the way no, wow okay I will because you gotta take it you gotta take it like how i felt because i you already know i didn't like man of, well no let me rephrase that okay i didn't love man of steel okay. i thought it was just okay mm. i fucking hated bvs mm. but then you get to this i was like I actually liked, I actually liked this, and then all, not even just that, but then, but then uh, granted, there's problems I had. There's p- definitely problems I had with this movie, especially yeah. with the, the the BVS lore still connecting with it. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's like you gotta you gotta context- Play the ball you gotta it contextualize it because it's yeah. like started from the bottom. Now we're here. Like you gotta look at the yeah. the 2017 version, <laughs> and then also knowing where Zack Snyder was gonna was was going with with his vision. It's like. I can't not separate the separate what we got and then compare it to what we have now. Yeah. So based on that, it's like the vision was per because I know what Zack Snyder was trying to get to, even though I have my problems with certain things mm. with it, but it's a way mm-hmm. complete, more completed and cohesive movie yeah. than what we originally got. I agree hundred ten percent with that. But I don't think I'd give it a perfect vision. And I think it's interesting that your argument is kind of the argument I had for WandaVision where I can acknowledge there were problems with it, but I gave it the perfect vision because ultimately those issues to me were small and didn't impact my enjoyment of the viewing. I can't say the same for Zack Snyder's Justice League. Um, If I were to give it two ratings, one in comparison to the original, I agree, perfect vision. But as a movie itself, there were times, I know you said you didn't feel the length, but there there were times where I was checking the length of like, how much more is this? there were things within the movie. Yeah, see, I didn't do that. Oh, well. But I guess maybe part of it is also because there were moments that I did pause it because, like, maybe the phone rang. I had to go upstairs real quick. So there were moments that I did take breaks. I didn't, like, sit through the whole mm-hmm. four hours. Yeah. So maybe that's why. Yeah. I mean, that's. I mean, I kind of did that, too. I didn't. I watched it in two parts. I watched it the first half one night, and I watched the rest of it the next day. No, no, I watched it all in one. Oh, no, I, I split it up. Um, But, no, there's just things that 
were in the movie that I didn't completely jive with still, even in this cut. Things like the, the, the soundtrack, things like the overly long montage sequence in places. Those things were, they did hurt my enjoyment. Things like, and I kind of mentioned it before as a tease, but now we're in full spoilers, guys, the Jared Leto scene in the nightmare sequence. That felt so out of place. The entire sequence felt out of place, especially after you oh, just see, gave, I like that sequence. I don't, I like the and, idea and I, of the sequence. Yeah, I was going to say, and I think it made way more sense in this than it did in the in the 2017 like the 2017 version it. I was like there was nothing you no mean, you mean was, that was a night oh wait no that was BVS they, 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 didn't even, they didn't touch on anything BVS related in Justice League 2017 so they, they just completely ignored I was like I remember a nightmare sequence yeah from BVS <laughs> <laughs> but even then like it makes sense it made sense yeah you know the, the through line makes sense I even knowing where Zack Snyder wanted to go because I do know what like, I've seen online what his intentions were for the second and third Justice League movies. I still have issues with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I also have issues with it. But I'm saying like it it could have been executed better even for me. Like, it, or, I guess it's just for me. But I felt like that scene didn't have to be tacked on at the very end of that movie. There are moments even when Flash runs back in time I'm like oh this is where they're going to see the alternate future we're gonna get that that nightmare sequence but they didn't do it there and i'm just like does it make sense for this to be an epilogue knowing where it's supposed to go it makes more sense but what really hurt it for me i think was the the fact that jared leto felt forced in it i would say i liked him more than in suicide squad here yes but there were still things that he said and how he said them that was like, uh, you're pulling me out. Ugh. Give me the reach around and just the he 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 he. It did. See, I liked his Joker way better in this than I did. A I sequ- liked it and, better. And even the conversation between the two, I like. I, I could watch another. I was like, give me another ten minute scene with them. The conversation. Between, yeah, yeah. And, and, and it did kind of made me like, dang, this kind of makes disappoints me that we're never going to get to see a Ben Affleck directed. Batman movie because now I would like to have seen that relationship between the two of them yeah I, I agree to it to a certain extent but I still didn't love it as much as I hoped I would have loved it like it just it still felt too edgelord too forced the I, I like the line where he's like make no mistake I will fucking kill you like I, that could have been very like oh fuck Batman oh too edgy but I think given the context it made sense but it's just Jared Lowe still just didn't do it for me. That's just one example. But there's a lot of things throughout the movie that were like that. There were just small choices here and there that I didn't vibe with. So if I were to give it a rating based on its own merit, I'd probably give it more than passable. I feel like if they cut out the things I didn't like... It's still better than BVS. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. I'm not, but again, if I say this, people will automatically assume, oh, you fucking hate it. Oh, you're a Zack Snyder hater. I love Man of Steel, so I'm not a Zack Snyder hater. No, I get it, because I gave it a positive review on my YouTube channel, and I still got comments. Why are you reviewing things you hate? I'm like, it was positive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not positive enough. <laughs> you got to call it a masterpiece. It's got to be the best things in slice of bread. That's what people like. That's... And I don't, that's why when the guy was like, oh, it's a, it's a masterpiece. I'm like, I wouldn't call this a masterpiece. It's, and there are even things, like you said, like things that going into this movie, I felt like by virtue of the setup for it, it required this movie to do so much heavy lifting. Yes. That like it didn't have to be the origin story for three different characters in the same. That's why like, it was so long. Like truth of the matter is, as much as like the whole restore the Snyderverse is 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 a thing now. I'm like, well, the Snyderverse doesn't exist really because of Snyder because he fucked it up from the beginning. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> Granted, yeah, whatever you feel about Man of Steel, but BVS didn't do, and it was very divisive. Yeah. And that's part of the reason why, granted, I understand like his daughter uh, committed suicide and things like that, which is tragic. Mm. But also, WB didn't really, that's that's part of the reason why they were so apt to let him go and bring in Joss Whedon to fix. Even though part of me has questions about that too, because they were just like, oh, they didn't like what Snyder did. And so they brought in Joss Whedon to do something different. But I'm like... But it was for the most part, it was virtually the same movie though. So like, they just what didn't they like? They didn't like the dark colors because they they had a, a knee jerk reaction. It was still the same movie though. It's not like Joss Whedon no. brought in a completely different movie. They wanted to avenger avengerize it, and that's what the 2017 movie did. They added more levity that I think was character assassination with hindsight. Like yes. it, all it did, all, everything Joss Whedon added was really a subtraction. It always took away from the tone. It took away from the characters. I thought maybe going into Zack Snyder's Justice League that having less humor would hurt the characters. But if anything, less humor made me take them more seriously. And in a lot of cases... But that was even humor in some moments. Yeah, yeah, there were still, still moments of humor that even Joss Whedon had cut out from yeah. the original cut. Like, like uh, where... Flash, it's small moments. Flash and Aquaman colliding into each other during the Superman fight, and mm. then Aquaman is pointing at him, and Flash would be like, I'm so sorry. Like, small stuff like that. And that's my biggest takeaway from this is small changes or small things create big changes. Mm-hmm. Example the Wonder Woman sequence. A lot at, of that at the fight ba- at the bank. Yeah. Oh, that shit was so much better in this one. But a lot of that fight, almost I would say ninety percent of that fight is the same. But that ten percent completely changes not only the context, the, the the editing is slightly different, so it feels like they have more. As, the, my biggest takeaway from the action is everything has weight now. Everything felt so, uh, or everything in the Joss Whedon Justice League felt floaty. It didn't have impact, but every hit here. Feels like it hurts. Everything oh, has weight. Oh, she fucking kill people! Like, bro, bro, cutting people in half, kicking people in the walls, leaving bloodstains on the walls. Like, just those small things. Using her fucking gauntlets to literally obliterate. Yeah, yeah, she obliterated that man. Well, to be fair, I'm like, well, he did try to kill kids. So fuck. I'm like, right? Like, <laughs> I mean, granted, I was like, damn, like fucking. But Diana, she she will kill you. Yeah. Like, unlike Batman and Superman, Diana will kill. Yeah. If she, and I'm fine with that. Yeah. Um. And it's just small, small dialogue changes made the scene so much better. That moment where one woman was about to slam her wrist together to not kill that guy in the Justice League cut, he goes like, how? And she's like, I'm a believer. I'm a believer. A believer in what? Though? Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, what? But she says, believe it. I don't believe what, it. Why not? Yeah, he said, I don't believe it. Yeah, believe it. Believe it. That makes so much more sense. Yeah. So small. But and there's another moment later like that where it's like, and it happens multiple times, but there's a moment where after Superman gets revived... Um, when they land in the far in the on the in the on oh, the farmland, I still have questions about that. I mean, there's still I still that's how like, I can't get it perfect. There's, he's, there's he's still that, questions. He's in his full black suit, then all of a sudden he zooms up and he has he's shirtless. I'm like, where does clothes go? <laughs> oh, you mean he's floating in the air? Yeah, I thought he had a cape, right? I was like, is he have a cape now and then he's shirtless? What the fuck? I'm happened? like, where the fuck his clothes go? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. That, I'm glad you noticed that guy. Also, was like. <laughs> Did, didn't he have a cape just now? What happened to the cape? Not even just a cape. No, he was dead. They had him in, like, he was in a black, like, tux. Yeah. He's ripped it off when he landed. Yeah, he looked. <laughs> uh, I would be naked. <laughs> no, Although, but, I'm like, you know, Henry Cavill shirtless. I'm like, hey, daddy. Like, <laughs> I'm still just like, how did that happen? But when they land on the farm uh, in the Justice League cut, 
Lois asks him, um, or she says, you smell good. And he's like, did I not before? Such a weird line. I'm like, he, the man just came back from the dead, and you're talking about how he smells. And it turns out, in the Snyder Cut, the line is, uh, he says something. And she's like, oh my God, you spoke. And then he says, did I not before? Such a minor change. Yeah. But makes, in context, so much more sense. Because before that, he was mute. He, yeah. was, he was like kind of brainwashed or dis, discombobulated. Like, so we could talk all day. I kind of want to. I want to go over the changes that we liked that were better in the Snyder Cut versus the Justice League mm-hmm. Cut. And, and granted, we know we now know Joss Whedon is a trash person. Oh! Trash human being. Bro, the fucking scene where... Wait, 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 well, no, that's, that's not what I'm... I'm okay, going to get to that right, later. Right, right. But yes, <laughs> I agree. But, because I already know what you're about to say. But... Boobs. <laughs> but yeah, but... Booty. What I, what I will say, though, despite... It's not that I'm about... To, well, I am about to defend him. Because <clears throat> we know he's a trash person, so I'm not addressing that. Yeah. But what I'm saying is... I don't even fully blame. There's a lot that I blame him for for the Justice League. Yeah. But I don't even fully blame him for the travesty that was the Justice, the 2017 Justice League. Because, yeah. Because, yeah, like I said, there's a lot that I do blame him for. Scenes like the yeah, what we're gonna talk about that yeah. was taken out. That I'm so glad, or even camera shot like fuck him. So many but, low angle ass shots. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> agreed. We're on the same wavelength. Yeah. But he was brought into the process very late. Mm-hmm. They asked, like, it wasn't even his movie, so there's things that he had to add into this movie, whatever, yada, yada, yada. And then also, uh, he was restrained by the fact that, and even uh, Zack Snyder talked about it in an interview, he was like, oh, I thought they were joking. Like, I didn't know they were serious, but whatever. Uh, When he was still originally on the movie, because he was like, BVS was three hours. They, uh, They didn't want this movie to be no longer than two hours. Which is crazy. Yeah, he was like, but BVS was three hours, so why am I being? He was like, yeah. Zack Snyder did an interview. He was like, I thought they were joking. I wasn't. I wasn't gonna adhere to it, but yeah. other stuff ended up happening. I ended up leaving the project, so they didn't want this movie to be no longer than two hours. And then not only just that, but when he came onto the project, he asked Warner Brothers for another year to complete the movie because he's mm-hmm. like, with the time that I have and the things that you guys want me to do, I don't have enough time. Like, I, I would like to get another year, and yeah. they said no. And I hear that, and I understand that. But him being the the walk-in director, he made choices. Don't, no, I'm not. Yeah, I'm, I'm, so I'm saying I don't. I don't fully blame him. No, yeah, for the, what, the two-hour but, hard but yes, the, the things that like the, very the flash falling on top of Wonder Woman and jiggling the boobs and all that Bro. shit, which Gal Gadot herself was not comfortable with. They had a body double do that scene. That wasn't her. Oh, that wasn't even her. No, that wasn't her. She talked about that I was uncomfortable. Like I didn't want to do that scene. And it was very problematic. The fact that you did this to fucking Wonder Woman. I mean, or even that, yeah, the ad, the low angle ass shots on I Diana. I was looking for it too. When she goes to talk to Cyborg, I was I was like, I want to see if she they still have these weird ass shots. No. No. So I don't give a fuck about his two hour hard mandate on time. And granted, I feel for him on that level because trying to condense a four hour movie to two hours. Almost impossible. Makes you understand why things feel so jumpy and like disconnected and the pacing was so weird in the original movie. But you still spent how like a half hour to an hour? Let's say half hour. Lowball it. You still spent a half hour adding useless scenes that are objectively worse in a lot of cases than what was already there. What was the mandate about changing Steppenwolf? Changing his design. Why do that? 
What? What? He's too badass. Look, it doesn't make him look stupid. Like, what is the reasoning there? I, I, I can't justify it. Why take out the flash sequence? Where not he, even just changing his design, but what the fuck was the di- mother? Mother! <laughs> I've got an Oedipus complex, mother. I, I want to put my dick in your mother box, mother. Although, although I will say, even with the new design, I'm still not a fan. I think he's awesome. I'm still not a fan. I mean, granted, he's not a he looks, better. He looks way better. Yes, but I'm still not a fan. In terms of his characterization? No, in terms of how he looks. Uh, what did you want? You wanted the actual comic accurate? Yeah, how he looks in a like why? He's not menacing though. Like to 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 hard translate that look into live action, you just fought Doomsday. Like you gotta have something that looks menacing. And I thought it was no, so like cool. you don't think this is menacing? Nah, man, it's a dude with the goatee, bro. Like it's the guy with the goatee. We, we fought Zod already. Like we've we've we we fought Ares. Yeah, but a CGI. I thought it was cool. I, hey, I went in not even thinking I would like that version, like the the look of the character. I'm like, yeah, he looks big and bulky. Like, I think this this looks better to me. He looks like Ares though. Yeah, but not not even really because Ares didn't even look like that in the movie. He did. He just no. He looked like that in this movie. He didn't look like that in fucking Wonder Woman. Yeah, he did. No, he looked like fucking Professor Lupin. <laughs> but I mean, the armor and the the outer silhouette looked like that. They wanted to change it, and I get, I get, you got to escalate. So I, I get wanting to make him more menacing. And I think it worked. The armor that would like shift the, the moment. Nah, this looks way better. He gets shot me. with this, arrows. This looks better. To me. I don't know, man. The armor was dope. When he got shot with uh, Amazonian you arrows, give, you could give him the same armor, but not have it look like a fucking. So what was your issue? Just the, his face? A CGI Hulk? Did you not like the the nerf, like a... nerf herder? Like this looks. What? This looks menacing. <laughs> Well, that was a dope moment in number two. But like, what do you? What was it? The face? Do you not like the the fact that he looked like a monster? Or? Yeah, I don't like. I just don't like the CGI puppet. Well, no, that's the twenty seventeen seven movie. He looks fucking like trash. He looks like a fucking like a a, a a moist tumor or something. Like his face is all saggy and weird. A, a moist towelette. I don't know. He looks terrible. But the way they made him more animalistic in this movie, where he's like roaring, his eyes are glowing, and fucking the way he tries to claw at Superman rather than trying to punch at him, the way he moved felt heavier, stronger. When the arrows were in his armor and like it shifted and moved, like he looks like a puppy. <laughs> but I like even that. I like the way his face. He looks like a monster, but then sometimes you can see his face that he's like, "Oh man, really? Like, yeah, come on, Dark Side, I'm trying my best, sir." Like I felt bad and for then, him a little then, bit. And then, and then I was like, "Really? Like the helmet? They act, that's his actual head." <laughs> yeah, like I like that too. <laughs> when Superman cuts it off, yeah, that was kind of cool. Like, All right. <laughs> the ass whooping Superman gave him at the end of the movie was so much better in this than it was. It in was. I, even, I have a problem with that too. Really? How do you have these problems? You still get a provision? Because <laughs> again, I said you got to contextualize it comparatively okay. speaking to to that movie. Okay, so you're doing the thing I did with the if you give it a rating of comparison rating, it's a perfect vision. Yeah, because I mean, if I would this, really like to know how it would felt this movie if I never saw the first one. That's what I was gonna say. I can't. I can't divorce myself from it. Yeah. And not only just that, but like, because this is something I said on, but then, you know, Jason LeBoy wanted to come after me because he's an asshole, but <laughs> he don't respond that he don't respond to anything I ever say on social media. The moment I say something about uh, Justice League, all of a sudden he wants to tweet me. Why? Who are you? <laughs> but because I because I, I just said because uh, everybody's like, oh, I wish this was the movie we got in 2017. Yada, yada, yada. I was like, well, keep in mind, guys, like. As much as this movie was much better than the 2017 version, 
remember that we wouldn't have gotten this movie in theaters because because uh and this that's this is all i said we wouldn't have gotten this version in theaters because wb had a mandate that this movie had to be two hours yeah so if this movie came out in theaters it would only be two hours so a lot of the character moments that we got yeah would not be in this movie which he has a problem with that oh he retweets me what? uh tell this man how he's wrong what? That we would have gotten a two-hour movie that Warner Brothers wasn't allowed for. Yeah, it to I be. Don't, I'm like, it's well documented. Yeah, I don't understand how. Now, would it have been a better two-hour movie if his ex time had stayed on the project? Maybe. That's not. I didn't even say all of that. No, no, I just I'm said not it you're wouldn't not, have just, been. Yeah. It wouldn't have been a four-hour movie, so all of those character moments that we got were wrong. So be happy. So I basically said, so yeah. I'm glad we got what we got. Yeah. Tell him how he's wrong or whatever. Like. Oh, also, while we're on the subject of talking about other people. That have issues with you, uh, Bacchanal, our friends at Bacchanal Podcast, oh, yeah, I know. told me specifically to tell you that you're a thief. Don't steal his jokes. <laughs> Over here, stealing your jokes for TikTok. <laughs> Welcome to the joys of being a content creator. <laughs> I do what I want. <laughs> you said do what I want, so you didn't even deny it. You did steal it. <laughs> All this black on black crime is killing me inside. <laughs> Ask for you back now. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> I don't remember what I was saying. What was I saying? Uh, you're talking about Jason the Boy and the, the fucking. <laughs> oh yeah, even, even even with that, like yeah, the two hours. Yeah, that's great. Granted, you're right, but it'd be interesting. I I would almost want to see what Zack Snyder would have done to shave down this movie to two hours if he had to. You know what I mean? Like I think he could gotten three and a half to three ish. If he took out like the the extra Maybe, air, well, that's if they were if they were uh, willing to move on the two hour mandate. Yeah, but to make it two but hours. On, but based on what we know, they're saying they you like, need that. The problem is again, it's it's the fact it was the plan more so than even Zach being Zach Snyder's fault. Even that he was hating on me from the beginning because I was like I posted a thing like oh I got a screener for uh, Justice League. I'm about to watch it right now. Yada yada yada. Be on the lookout for my review when the review embargo drops and he's like again never responds to i tweet he follows me on twitter and i've never said anything about anything i've ever tweeted all of a sudden i talk about justice league how did you get a screener you're a known snyder hater why did they give you one i'm like first of all who are like who are you clearly now we know why he followed up on the the next thing was because he was Satan, <laughs> hating ass. But that's that's what I was saying because because I posted peanut butter and jealous. Because I, I was like, I can't even say because he's jealous because I got a screener. He he saw it already because mm. he went to an event, whatever. I don't know. So I was like, I can't even say because he. Je- oh, I saw it before him. No, he saw it. Technically, he saw it before me because I didn't watch it yet. I had the screener for a while. I just well, okay. chose so not to not watch. Jealous. I just he's chose just, not to watch it. Yet. He's just a hater of anybody that has an opinion. Yeah. That's like I love like, Justice League. Yeah, yeah, you're a known Snyder hater. So why would they give you a screener? I'm like, first of all, and I was very cordial. I was like, I don't hate Zack Snyder. I don't know Zack Snyder. I didn't like his movies, but guess what? He did 300. I like 300. So I like Man of Steel. <laughs> but like I was saying, um, so yeah, we just kept going back. Then he, then he was just like, I didn't read anything you said. I was like, okay, so then why the fuck? Why? Are you, yeah, why are you tweeting me? Go away, hater. <laughs> and then after the movie, they was, hate us because they ate us. <laughs> and then after the movie was over, wasn't paying him any attention. I just tweeted, oh, I just saw the Zack Snyder verse. Oh, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a great movie. It was way better than the 2017. He then again. Only time I mention only anytime I mention Justice League, that's the only time he wants to tweet me. He's got like the beeper like Superman. He's like, "Who stole your phone? You're praising the movie." I was like, "Why? Why?" I, I posted a GIF. You're still here, 
And then now all of a sudden he's like, cause friends stick together. I was like, where friends, where, where they at? at? I'm like, when's, I don't even have your number in my, you never been to my house, like friends. (laughs) What a fucking, what, what is, okay, weird. (laughs) Internet people were weird. That's why, like people started hitting me up. They was like, y'all beefing? I was like, I don't even talk to this boy. Like, (laughs) I don't know. This is the first time he's ever spoken to me on Twitter or any time on the internet ever. So I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. When, I don't know. When geeks become the bullies, folks, this is, what <laughs> this is what's happening. But anyway, like I was saying, I feel like the issues that made this movie this long in the first place is decisions that went in the lead up to this movie. Like it wouldn't be this long if we didn't have to have the origin story for Cyborg, Aquaman, and Flash built into this movie to care about them. So when we get to the action scenes, we actually give a fuck about what they're doing. And I feel like... Those were great improvements. Like we needed those scenes to make us give a fuck about the story in this movie. So if you take those out in a two-hour cut, I feel like you know, a lot of even the action would still fall flat, even with the better uh, editing and the yeah. Because I mean, you even look at the 2017; they did take it out. Like yeah. Aquaman, maybe you could forgive because he's gonna get his own movie. But like Cyborg, like how do you yeah. take out the Cyborg shit? Like he was completely ma- ma- maligned. In the 2017 version, like even the 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 scene with the football and all that was his origin. Like this is the first movie he's in. Yeah. You don't think it's important to put his? Origin- I didn't even know his mother died. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, he had a mother. <laughs> I thought she had died some time beforehand or something. They even so like they even the, touch on it. The fact that they, he he thought not to put that, and not only just that, but like then it informs his current relationship with his father and why mm-hmm. he hates. And then on top of the fact that his father made him into a cyborg. Yeah. So it's like it's layers on top of layers, and the fact that you even like basically <laughs> like when you think about it, Joss Whedon basically took out all the people of color from the from the movie. Like you got Martian like, Manhunter and not well. I'm not even talking oh, about that, but less scenes with uh less scenes with cyborg less scenes with his father silas there was no ryan Choi in the uh no and then the woman that cyborg ended up but granted stuff like even like the ryan Choi thing i, I liked him i like that he had a funny joke about like the the hottest thing on the earth and she turned me down or whatever the fucking joke he made was but even like that felt extraneous like it that martian manhunter those are the things that i was like eh didn't really need it and in Marsh Manhunter's case, the scene with Lois, I was like, you ruined that scene. Why did you, why even have it be Marsh Manhunter? Because then when he shows up again at the end, I'm like, then why'd you have to have, a, why'd you establish him in the other scene with Lois? Who cares? We need you, Lois. I'm like, nigga, you are fucking Superman. You are Martian Superman. Like, but we need Lois. Like, I don't understand yeah, why I, do that. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so why? Why have, did you, did you, how do you feel about that Lois scene after you realized it was Marsh Manhunter? Did, you, did it take away from that scene for you or did it add to it? No, it took a because I'm like, why would Martian Manhunter be so invested in, like, the world needs Lois? I'm like, motherfucker, you have super strength. Like, the world needs you more than it needs this, like... But why couldn't that have been his her actual Clark's mother? I don't understand. Because we need to show Martian Manhunter. But you do show Martian Manhunter at the end. No, you need to show him before. <laughs> and even though, was he in the movie at all before that? You mean in this movie? Yeah, in this movie. No. So that just seems so out of nowhere. Like those are those are the type of beats I'm talking about. Where I'm like, you could have pulled that out. You didn't need that. Or even like for it to be like it shouldn't have been Martian Man. Like to me, not even just the mother scene, but like for the thing to show up at the end, I'm like, it should have been like a Green Lantern. Cause, cause I heard it was supposed to be. Remember before we talked about the potential spoilers before Snyder Cut came out, and I think it was Kevin Smith talked about it was going to be Green Lantern show up at the end. So then why the change? 
Because to me, it makes it less makes him less sense. Because I'm like, this man's been here all this time. Yeah. And now he's like, you know what? Now that I've seen you guys save the world twice, now I want to help out for a sequel, right? We're yeah. Have a sequel. I was that's, like, and what? that's why I did that joke that I took from thief. <laughs> 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 what are you? It was something about CP time. He said, "No, he was like, it's like that guy that uh that doesn't participate in a group project but shows up at the end one one in credit. Like, yeah, hey yeah. guys, <laughs> yeah, like it just felt so out of left field." Stuff like that is what made me go, yeah, didn't need that, didn't need this, all right. But do I appreciate seeing Martian Manhunter? Yeah. And fuck you. Why? <laughs> Not you, I'm talking oh. about Bacchanal. Like, I'm like, what did I do? <laughs> Bacchanal. Because if you remember, y'all, because y'all remember you hit me up, oh yeah, we started a podcast because we got inspired by you. Well, <laughs> now that gives me free reign to steal from you. <laughs> you owe me, bitch. <laughs> That's what you're saying? Yes. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> that makes sense. Um, but yeah, there's so many, like, uh, where do we even start? I mean, from the first scene, like, the fact that clearly Zack Snyder's vision was always to begin one of these movies with, from dovetailing off of the end of the previous movie. So even starting, I remember, I remember being in theaters and seeing the first shots of Justice League where it's that shitty cell phone footage with Superman's fucked up mouth. I remember thinking to myself like, oh God, what are we in store for if that's the first scene? And in this... It started with Gravitas. I don't think it started as well as BBS did with the Man of Steel uh, epilogue. But in this case, seeing the actual cry of Superman, kind of like, you didn't like that? I thought it was a cool way to show why the box is activated. Granted, I don't understand. I, it, reminded, it gave me BBS feelings all over again. Where, yeah, yeah, I get that. But. Where with BBS, because I don't know if you felt that. I think, no, I think we saw BBS together, I think. No, we didn't. We saw Justice League together. I don't remember. But, <laughs> like how I felt with BVS where I was like, oh, the score is epic. The way it's shot, this opening sequence, this shit looks beautiful. I'm mm. like, this movie's about to be fucking awesome. Mm. But then you get to the moment where Bruce is like floating. Oh, yeah. The, that was my first moment of like, what the fuck is what? happening? Yeah. And then like ever since then, it was a snowball of what the fuck is this? What the fuck is this? Yeah. I felt the same way in the beginning of this movie where I'm like, this looks beautiful. The score and all this other stuff. But then all of a sudden, Superman's voice is reverberating throughout the planet I was like what the fuck is, I'm like super like what is happening super, I'm like super belch yeah, I'm like he doesn't that's not one of his powers so how is this and then not only just the fact that it's going throughout the planet but then all of a sudden his voice cause, cause the, if, if my voice is here and it's going this way yeah it's in Atlantis, so all of a sudden his voice just goes, oh, wait, I, I gotta go down. Yeah, go underwater. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, this is BBS all over again. It, <laughs> so I was nervous when I was watching that beginning. I feel you. I was of two minds. I liked it because it felt like a dovetail from the previous movie, which I, I thought was stylistically cool. I liked it because it gave some explanation as to why the mother box is activated after Superman's death, but it raised the question as well because I haven't seen anybody explain why this makes sense. They're like, oh, that's, uh, there are no Kryptonians, no no Green Lanterns. That's why the box is reactivated. But I'm like, but Superman wasn't around for that. Yeah, that it's happened. only been 30 years. Yeah, yeah. so I'm like, what about the hundreds of thousands of years yeah, between? They make it, yeah, they say this was like 9,000 or whatever years ago, 5,000 years ago or yeah. whatever. So for those 8,000 something years, nobody gave a fuck? Like, this box was like, ah, I'm chill. But maybe it's just that cry somehow activated the boxes not that his presence or or lack of presence activated them I don't know I like that explanation way better than and then they make Justice it seem, League where it's and like then the, they make it seem like 
granted, you had that line, no lanterns, no Kryptonian, but then there's also, there was also a line that they didn't think Earth had any heroes on it. They thought Earth was completely vulnerable. So I'm like, so then which one is it? That's what I'm saying. There's still questions, because even... uh, How do you know about a Kryptonian if you thought Earth was... Because even when he went to uh, Darkseid and was like, oh, you remember that planet... That's that, what I was gonna that say. That you lost. It's this planet. You didn't. How know. do you remember? Yeah. How I do you was like, know? Do you do you, do you lost the map? Like what? <laughs> <laughs> why? Why after you took over all the worlds, just double back to that world, right? Like what? Yeah. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't know. But see, stuff like that is what kept me from being like this is perfect vision because I still had like. And then also, granted, I get like it was dark side in the beginning. He didn't have his armor and things like that. But I'm still just like. And granted, I understand it was the entire world or whatever, the Amazons, the Atlanteans, but it wasn't all of them taking him out. I'm like, the fact that Ares was just able to stick an axe in the dark side and t- take him out like that, I'm like, come on, bro. Like, well, this is dark side. But there are the three, I mean, they're, they're like a pantheon of Olympian gods, plus yeah, the Green Lantern. We saw Wonder Woman take out Ares by herself. But Doomsday, I mean, Dark Side is supposed to be. That's a good point. Because then, because then but you get, because then you get to that same moment where almost in kind of beat for beat, mm. where the same moment happened where Steppenwolf cut his motherfucking head off. Tried to, well, no, 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 no. What I was gonna say, Steppenwolf tried to bring an axe on Cyborg, and Superman landed in like the same spot, oh. in the same spot that took out Dark Side. Yeah. Took got Superman, and he was like Not impressed. unimpressed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, so are you saying Superman's stronger than Dark Side? Like, nah. And that's the thing I didn't like about. Well, I was like, I had a problem with when it comes to uh, when Superman showed up. The excuse where, I've seen is that he was a young Dark Side. That's so, what I'm saying. Like, so I get that they're trying to say it's a young dark side. So I guess yeah, whatever. Yeah. But still, I'm just like, I get, I get what you're saying for sure. But what I was saying is like, uh, the when Superman shows up, like Justice League only works because the formation of the Justice League is not one hero can do the job by themselves. Not, not in this super, movie. Yeah, not in this nope. movie. It's like, all you need is Superman. Yeah. If we just had Superman, this wouldn't even be a problem, you guys. But that was the same in the 2017. I know, version but too. that's my pro- that's problem I have with. Yeah, both movies. But at least in this version, that only did they give the the team more team moments. Where that, that, that was entire before, that was before Superman showed no, up. No, I, yeah, I know. Oh, I know. I'm just saying, like, it, it felt like they were more capable in this than they were in the Justice League version, especially Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman, I was like, yo, you should be stronger than this. I still feel like she should be stronger than. And honestly, I also feel like she should be the... Like, they're making Batman to be the de facto leader. I'm like, no, Diana should be the leader. I was also really happy with what they did with Batman, though. They yeah. made him seem like he could hold his own to, for, to some extent. Yeah, they did, but I am still feel like... I'm like, Diana should, should be the leader, not Batman. She should be the one getting the league together. She's the one with the training and experience mm. and knowledge and 5,000 years or whatever worth no, of life. That's not her arc. His arc is, I fucked up real bad, and this is me kind of... My redemption arc. I'm trying to, and, but even that felt forced to me. Like you, you, you were vibing on that moment where they go to the final battle, or about to go to the final battle, and Alfred's like, "How do you know he'll come, sir?" He's like, "Faith, Alfred. It's all faith." I'm like, "But you just tried to kill him you, before." It was if there's even a one percent chance, <laughs> we have to take that as absolute certainty. Now it's like, nah, it's faith now. That's also I'm why, like, like granted, okay. I didn't <laughs> like the Nightmare Batman scene, but that's why I ultimately have a problem with what, like, even in BVS. Like they're oh evil Superman. I'm like oh so you're just proving Batman right. So then what was the point? Yeah, and and there were some choices that I'm like I get where Josh Whedon was coming from, but ultimately 
the trade-off wasn't good. Like, wasn't enough to justify. Well, the I was talking about BVS to BVS to this version. Oh, like oh the no, night, I was, the nightmare. Oh, okay. No, I was just talking about like things like um, the Superman sequence where he fights the Justice League. Most of that was the same. I'm glad most of it was the same because I really like the Flash sequence a lot there. But the ending where he he attacks Batman and Batman in the original version original quotes the Justice League version already knowing that Lois was the key and she was the big guns he had prepared like, he, I, I get Joss wanted Batman to seem like he was more prepared so I mean, like, maybe that's why they tried to make it more active that he brought Lois there specifically to potentially because I guess he just read, this, he read the script so he knew the plot that when Superman gets reawakened he'll be evil and Lois needs to be there because she's the key but I like it here she was just there by coincidence um, and Batman was actually able to defend himself a little bit with his gauntlets rather than just get grabbed by the face immediately and tossed to the car like a bitch. And then they, like, God, they took out the extra scene that Joss Whedon oh, added. Oh, my leg, my or, leg. Yeah, my, well, kind of. That's what this yeah. SpongeBob guy, my leg. Where he was like, oh, yeah, something's definitely bleeding. I'm like, oh, stuff like that. Those little moments added up over the course of those two hours completely undid a lot of different characters. Not only just Batman, but he did the same thing with Flash and the brunch scene, Flash, Wonder Woman and that boob scene with Flash, Aquaman and that scene where, which I actually like that scene in the Joss Whedon version, but seeing how it was supposed to play out, where Aquaman is sitting on that, on the Lasso of Truth and Wonder Woman's like, and he's like, oh, you're, you're gorgeous as fuck. That was the only time Wonder Woman and Aquaman had an interaction in Justice League. It was when he was basically calling Wonder Woman a sex object. What the fuck, Joss Whedon? Like, no, for real. Like, I like Joss Whedon. I base my writing on Joss Whedon. Buffy, the first Avengers, unworthy, the tone, like the balance between campiness and darkness is what I got from Joss Whedon. But now I'm looking at him like, you fucking perv. I don't like you anymore. Like, yeah. I, I, I am now on the side of like, I don't think I like you. I think you're not the, even... Remember, Sorry. he's the feminist icon. I'm gonna say that. I'm like they hired he, him to write bat. He's the feminist icon so much that they hired him to write bat. Nah, it's fake. And I'm like, even that, like the the female empowerment thing. I again, I hate strong women, but no, I love strong women. I I write strong women into basically everything I write because I think women ultimately are stronger than men mentally. But with him, I think it was all just a. a I'm starting to feel like it was all just a lie. <laughs> that, that, that's just like the 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 Hollywood role he plays to get jobs, but clearly behind the scenes and in his own, you look, I said it before, I say it again. You can see, yeah, I mean, you could even going back to Buffy, there's certain moments. Yeah. You can see someone's psychology in their writing. I've seen this man's psychology too many times now to turn my eye and be like, nah, that's just a coincidence. Nah, that's a pattern. My guy, like, yeah, like, like Xander's trash. And there's certain moments where like Xander tried to come for button. It's like, yes, yeah, it's a little problematic. Even back then. Yeah. And you, you mentioned it, that Joss Whedon, his favorite character was Xander. Yeah. And it's, it's he a says, known fact. He that, said Xander was the one, uh, he was like, granted, they're all, they're all parts of me. Mm -hmm. But if I were to pick one that's the most me, it would be Xander. I'm like, mm, and he does it all the time. He writes sense. himself and into these, I Xander, think that's why. Xander did get with Dawn in the comics, which is. That's why Ezra Miller fell into Wonder Woman's chest. That's not why. Even just, well, granted, this is. Uh, no, that's why this, Bruce, Bruce, uh, Bruce Banner fell into Black Widow's chest in Age of Ultron. Is Oh, wait. you remember that during oh. during the party scene? Yeah, the party scene. Yeah. yeah, that shit. Come on, man. Like this is now a pattern. It, this is him. He's he identifies as the geeky, quirky guy I'm in a, a group. I'm a monster. Even though I didn't think that back then, 
now I kind of do. But yeah, now I kind of. It's fucked up. Especially knowing the whole problem he had with Charisma Carpenter and her getting pregnant. Yep. And then the same thing happened. Like Scarlett Johansson was pregnant at Age of Ultron. Yep. So there was a lot of scenes that they had to work around. Yeah. This is a situation where learning more about the man's personal life is starting to make me look at his art differently. And I'm, I'm not a fan. <laughs> not a fan. Because there's so many moments that he just butchered these characters for the sake of a joke or the sake of some problematic joke like with the Wonder Woman thing. Because the, the, in, the, in the Snyder version, I, I didn't like the grave digging scene in the Justice League, but it makes more sense in Snyder's version and what they do with that scene to flesh out not only Vic's character and Flash, but also, more importantly, Aquaman and Wonder Woman have conversations they never had in the Justice League version. Mm-hmm. And it made it fleshed out the Atlantean and the Amazonian relationship so much more. It, it, the Snyder version actually had world building to some extent. I didn't get that feeling from Justice League. It was just kind of things were just happening, like yeah, no. you, know, you know, boxes, you know, you know. How oh, even, it is. Even, even the force, uh, dra- like even, <laughs> even the force drama between Wonder Woman and uh, Bruce, and yeah, uh, those arguments. Yeah, that was just the Avengers. He just pulled the same. Hey, you know what I did in the Avengers where I made them argue for they all got together as friends. And it's like that works in that. Yeah. Like I could, I could see why Tony Stark and Captain America wouldn't get along. It felt natural. Yeah, but Diana and Diana and Bruce, like, why they? Just because. And the scene played out so that scene played out so much better in the Snyder version we are talking about the, the conversation naturally goes to oh the mother box can create and it can destroy and they all have the revelation at the same time of like then it can revive people and they have a they show like the hologram of Superman it's like that felt so much more natural getting to that conclusion in this version than it did in the other version it felt like an obligation in the Justice League version we just felt like, oh yeah, we can just revive him. Let's just revive him. You know, like, all what? I had to do was call Martian Manhunter. <laughs> My guy. Yeah. He was already there. Yeah. But that, I think that's what... And he also has a red cape. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I think that that was the biggest benefit of the added time for this movie, was that because you're juggling so many different pieces, because of the nature of the lead up to this movie, that you needed that time to actually feel for these characters. And it worked for everybody. Cyborg probably benefited the most, but even Flash did, even Aquaman did, even Wonder Woman did. The scenes with the Amazonians were way better. Way, way better, yeah. Way better. That whole fight sequence was played out so much better in the Snyder version. Granted, I mean the Aquaman. I would say he's the character that got the least. He did, but the things that Joss Whedon didn't add actually made his character better. Because all the jokey jokes yeah, how do you that feel like, Josh Whedon Because I know some people don't like it, but I, honestly, I like it. What? The air bubbles. I didn't like See, it. I like I it. I still didn't like it. I still thought that was stupid. Because I'm like, how does a society underwater, a society that was, was like, they live underwater, you can't communicate underwater? How do you get things done? <laughs> granted, 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 this is a world with gods and magic and all this other stuff, but... It makes sense that you need to make an Arab to actually talk. Like, when, because I don't know if you noticed when, when they were, like, underwater. They didn't talk. They didn't, no, they were using, like, uh, like a dolphin. It was, they were using, like, clicking noises. They were like, clicking? Yeah, I didn't... they were clicking. When there was no air bubble, that's how they would communicate. Like, there's one. Why ever... Like, like fish. Okay. But when they actually want to talk like normal people, they got to, because, you know, air, like. But why? You can't talk like that underwater. Okay. Your theory only works if the only time they used the air bubble was with Arthur because he didn't know Atlantean. But they didn't do that. She, she did the air bubble even for that guard. Why bother if you can just talk underwater with clicks? 
Well, she can control. I guess it's I, I, the, no, lang- the, la- the, la- the, lang- the language of clicking. Maybe it takes it takes too long. It's like it's like just go go. Maybe clicking is like. Well, you could just nah, say go. I didn't like it. I, I still didn't like it. No, nah, I like the air. No, nah. and I like it less even more so now that we've seen Aquaman where they do just talk underwater. I'm like, just talk underwater. Why is that weird? I think it's more. See, the characters look cooler. Like with all like the wet. Yeah, like witness. I said, this is a world with magic, but I'm still just like. But logically speaking, you can't talk underwater. <laughs> no, and I know, I know, I know. You can't breathe underwater. Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> I'll, but I'll take that trade off of the dumb air bubble shit for Mara and fuck Mara in real life. But fuck Amber Heard. But Mara, that moment where she's fighting Steppenwolf and she uses her powers of controlling water to pull to blood bend him and pull blood out of his body. That was dope. I'm like, yeah. Why wouldn't you do that? <laughs> that makes so much sense. Yeah. And there's that whole, even that whole, every every single action sequence was better. Like, hands down better. From yes. the, the underwater sequence to the, the stupid ass, um, the crawler, the Batman crawler that's like a fucking, like a crab, not a bat. <laughs> mm-hmm. But all of that worked better in this. And I was, even when I was watching the 2017 version, Although I was, I was like, like, Snyder does fights well. Why do these fights suck? But I, part of it, I was like, what the fuck is Diana doing? The fact that the water's coming, she's just staring. The cyborg had to be like, Diana, come on. But, I was but, like, what are you doing? But see, that's the shit I'm talking about where like, you can cut that. Why'd you leave that in? But it's just like, we, we filmed it. I'm going to leave it in. <laughs> so it felt, it felt like Snyder, because he got free reign, was like, I'm going to leave everything in. But, but apparently he didn't. And if she, and, like 20 and more if she was actually Wonder Woman from the comics, like, granted, and I guess maybe it wouldn't have made it as, as impactful, she could have just grabbed that shit and flew up. The, the crawler, instead of them having a crock. Yeah, after seeing 84, it just raises so many more questions of like, but you can fly, right? Yeah. But you just don't? I don't understand this. But she, but she can't. Yeah. This. But Cyborg can fly, but she can't. But I mean, that that also, it's not this movie's fault, but those things also hurt the movie for me where there wasn't any, you could tell there was no plan. Because even the stuff with Aquaman didn't really completely line up with what happens in the Aquaman movie. No. Yeah, so I'm like, uh, again, it's not this movie's fault, but... Stuff like that did make me go like take me out of it a little bit. Um, how do you feel about the flash scene we got with Iris? Do you think it was necessary at all? Did you like it? I liked it and I didn't like it. Talk about problematic. Like some moments, one particular moment was like, was this a Joss Whedon moment? What? <laughs> Where with the Iris scene? Yeah, what? the Iris. He doesn't know this woman. And yeah, he's all like caressing her hair. Oh, when he's when he's going through time, uh, I'm like. Uh, all right, you're getting a little too handsy with this. This is woman. a movie made with this for this woman you don't know. Yeah, this is a movie just made for comic book fans, though. So it's like you gotta know that this is Iris and this is gonna be his wife at some but point. I'm like, but is it though? Because I'm like, is this... I agree with you. I'm I, just saying, like, like, I'm a comic book fan. I'm still just like, what, what are you doing? Yeah, like, what are you doing? I thought it was funny. He pulled the hot dog out, and I was like, what is that for? And then after time speeds yeah, up, yeah. When he did that, I was like, at first, I was like, this is stupid. Like, right. but now it makes sense. But yes, that's the only thing I really had a problem with. Like, yeah. I just like what they did for stops, stops to save Iris to caress her hair. And yeah. Then she gives. Then even after she saves him, she gives him the Nala. Can you feel the love tonight? Fuck me eyes. Yeah, it was like for someone who just like went through a crazy ass car accident. You seem so calm. <laughs> like you're like <laughs> you're yeah. freaking out. <laughs> She's just like wow. Yeah. And then he like, he waits a whole bit. He's faster than light basically, and he waits a whole beat so he can, she can see his face and then runs away. I'm like, what? <laughs> I get it. You know. Cinema, <laughs> Movie, but one thing, but, but one thing I do will say, I did really enjoy something that you don't see in a lot, of, a lot of depictions of the Flash is like when he went into the Speed Force the first time, 
And because he's going so fast, he literally busted out of his shoes. Because your shoes can't handle it. Oh, oh, you mean when you say the iris? Yeah. yeah. That's something you don't see. Like, yeah, just the hidden tur- pivoting so fast on his shoes, the shoes burst. Yeah, usually <laughs> in like Flash, t- like even you talk about the TV show, his, his shoes are fine. Well, remember like, that one time he, like, early on in the show where he like was on fire or whatever, and that never happened again? Well, not him. It was uh, Felicity. Felicity, right. Just for the boob joke. <laughs> yeah, just for the boob joke. Jason Whedon directed that too. <laughs> but, in ter- but in terms of his shoes, his shoes, all of that is fine. Like, there's no... Yeah. But I'm like... When I'm at work, if I'm walking around all day and I'm doing it for like months, eventually my shoes get fucking, they get holes and yeah. get worn out. So imagine if I'm running like the speed of sound constantly. I get that. But then I also feel like his whole, all his clothes should burn Because <laughs> he's moving just so fast. Yeah. And granted, but that's also why he has that suit in the first place. It has all like the space technology on it because mm-hmm. it can withstand going through atmosphere type heat you know what I mean yeah. but yeah this, all this up with Flash I'm just like why would you cut this out why would you cut out the coolest moment at the ending because there's a black woman in the scene I mean not even that that um, was dope too um, that way it looked I wasn't like a huge fan of like the execution like you said oh no that wasn't it I was a problem. I had a problem with the execution in that scene because of the fucking how ridiculous and cartoony the oh, fucking the truck driver oh yeah I mentioned that yeah. oh my burger oh, <laughs> like my God, this is why you're going to fucking total your truck? It's stupid. <laughs> I might get, like, there could be a million can, reasons why. I could understand if it was maybe the middle of the night or whatever. Because I've done, not that, but there's moments where, like, if I know there's nobody in front of me, yeah. nobody behind me, I'll, like, pull out my phone or whatever yeah. and maybe not pay full attention to the road like yeah. I should. Yeah. But I'm like, I'll make sure there's nobody in front of me, nobody. And then it's like, yeah. Maybe, maybe in like not the highway, or whatever. But if I'm like on a small, and I know I'm about to stop or whatever, on a, I'll like look at the phone real quick. But I'm not like a, he's driving in the middle of the day in Central City, which is a major city. Yeah. Not look at the road to grab a hamburger. I'm like, come on, like you need to go to jail. Did it have to be a hamburger? Like this is so ridiculous. I'm like, it could be anything. You, you're a truck driver. You work long hours. You're sleepy. Like that's the easy way yeah. to do it. You don't gotta be like my burger. Because <laughs> I'm like, even with the burger, like. Just wait till you get to a red light. Yeah, I don't understand. I don't, I don't know. Stuff like, again, these are the small things I'm like, how stupid. I don't like that. Um, but yeah, the ending where, and talk about how fast he can move. Again, this is like one of the, like, the, he's a, a, that that paratrooper, or paratrooper, not, what is it, a parademon? Parademon. Why was that parademon like the, the marksman of the group where it was like, well, there's a, miles away, there's a flash moving at light speed circling around this entire facility, but I'm going to aim and I'm going to get him. I was like, what? Give that man promotion because that parademon is a fucking MVP. <laughs> he was able to shoot the flash at mock speed. It's a parademon. <laughs> but only him though. He's the best shot. Yeah. <laughs> I got this, bros. Don't worry. He's the Hawkeye of the group. Yeah, but, but to have Superman come in and now it makes so much more sense why Superman would come in and just dominate. Because like like you said, in the 2017 version especially, when one character can come in and just completely mop the floor with the main villain, it's like, then what's the point of the team? But in this version, yeah, what is the point of the team? Don't need the team when Superman comes in and whoops ass, right? But, oh no, we still failed. Holy shit. And then to see the, the mother unity, whatever, explode and kill everyone instantly, and then flashes and like, seeing it happen, like, oh shit. God. And granted... I feel like if you don't know who the Flash is, this movie didn't give you enough information to know what the fuck he was doing. They they mentioned it once. It's like, yeah, if I go past the speed of light, things get weird. But it's like, I feel like that moment resonates with us as fans because we know about the speed force. We know how his powers work. 
But granted, I am a fan. So when I see that moment where he's like, gotta go fast, Barry. Gotta go faster than you've ever gone before. Gotta break your one rule. I'm like, yeah, I'm getting chills thinking about it. I'm like, this is awesome! <laughs> but I'm also like, but how does he know that, though? <laughs> what do you mean? I assume he tried to do it before and he, he went back in time. Because he, he mentioned it. He mentioned it when he went to go touch the mother box to revive Superman. He's like, I can do it. I can charge my electricity. My aura creates electrical charge by having moving at the, almost at the speed of light. So I assume he had tried it once before. Because this is not, and that's another thing, this is not the same Flash from the, the Justice League where they had that dumbass line uh, before they fight the Parademons for the first time. And he's like, uh, I've never actually fought anyone before. I've kind of just pushed people run away. That line does so much to unravel his, like, his his goodwill as a superhero in your mind because it makes you feel like he's inexperienced. But mm-hmm. here, this, the line doesn't exist. So you have to assume... And he has a suit. Why would he not be fucking doing super heroics and know his powers to some extent? You know what I mean? So it makes yeah. more sense here to me. Mm-hmm. Were you not a fan of it, though? When he, <laughs> I, I thought the whole sequence was dope. No, Even no, no. I thought the whole sequence was dope. Him running on the floor no. and like reforming the ground yeah. as he's running. No, I, like, was I like the whole sequence. I, I, this is... This, this. This is my problem problem overall, not even just with this movie, but with these writers that that do keeps doing these comic book movies or whatever. It's like they keep taking these moments because it it reminded me of like Flashpoint Paradox at like the very end where the world was about to be destroyed and Barry had to run. Yeah. And this was why he was injured. So he's trying to like hurry up and heal. Oh, good point. I didn't even think about that. But yeah, you're right. But it's like they keep taking these like epic comic book moments Mm -hmm. or splash pages like like Zack Snyder is very great for taking splash pages and putting them directly on the movie and it looks like a comic book come to life but it's like but you don't get the added weight to 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 that like Mm. the death of Superman means jack shit if I don't spend time with Superman which is what he did like this is only his second Superman movie and you're already killing him off Mm -hmm. so or a dark Phoenix movie means nothing without the Phoenix saga. The Phoenix saga means nothing without spending time with Jean Grey. Yeah. So it's the same thing kind of like I kind of felt with this. It was like, oh, you're giving me the Flashpoint Paradox and he's time traveling and all the other stuff. But I'm just like, I don't I don't know this Flash and I don't know this word. Like, yeah, they it, that moment so for me yes, landed. I got hyped and I thought it was epic. But yeah. at the same time, like, we're doing this already. Yeah, that, that, that moment landed for me for three reasons. One, because I felt like what we got of the Flash uh, in the original finale was absolute garbage. All he did was push a pickup truck, basically. He didn't, oh, no, no. That's why I said yeah. com- comparatively yeah. speaking, <laughs> when you compare it to I love this. Yeah. But I was still like... Um, but it also makes him useful to the team. Like, he hadn't done anything uh, to help yeah, That whole finale. Russia sequence was fucking stupid. I mean, Superman left the fight with Steppenwolf for no reason other than I hear people in danger. Peace out, guys. We'll be right back. Phew! I'm like, what? You're gonna leave mid-fight? Like, <laughs> and then not only just that, but the not the, even the color grading. Like, that was so weird. Why they made I, those choices? Looks like they were in hell. The sky was. I red. have to assume they made the, those colors to make it not feel like Earth, so you don't get the. But it was Earth. <laughs> I know, but why? Why? Why make that arbitrary change? The only thing. The only thing I liked is because I don't. I don't particularly. I don't, I don't. I don't like the colors of the world. The, <coughs> everything looking like a red hell. Yeah. But I will say, like the Snyder gray wash, everything being all gray and dark and all that other stuff. I like colors. So even Wonder Woman's suit looking more colorful, in like Wonder Woman eighty four or the Wonder Woman movie or even the the the, the Whedon version. I like that a little bit better. Mm. I was with you too. Said the Whedon version only because I feel like. The brighter, I agree with you. I like the brighter colors, but only in movies that were made for it with the lighting. 
and Zack Snyder made this film specifically for the darker lighting. So that what that's why in the 2017 version, everyone's suits look to me they look worse because the lighting wasn't made for those brighter colors. So when you up the saturation, and the brightness on like Superman's suit, it became really noticeable, like the fake abs and stuff like that. Just everything looked worse to me. Everything looked cheaper. Well, no. So you, you're not. You're not. You, you misinterpret what I was saying. I was. I was saying that I like Whedon's colors better. I was saying I like the colors better in terms of like brightening everything up, as opposed to Zack Snyder always putting everything in a gray wash. No, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, I, I'm just saying that like, Joss Whedon's version of this movie didn't work with the brighter colors to me because he was just brightening up a dark a, a movie that was filmed to be dark. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the one hundred eighty four was filmed to be more vibrant. That's why the bright colors worked there. But here, because it's like a dark, dark lighting plus high saturation makes everything look cheap. <laughs> yeah, because at the end of the day, I'm like, it's a comic book. Like, give me bright colors. But Zack Snyder just nah. These are gods, motherfucker. Yeah. Ain't no time for bright colors. You gotta be somber, somber and holy. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Um. What else? Uh, I mean, we talked about Cyborg. I mean, there's so many beats that make more sense. Oh, and uh, we didn't talk about Lois being pregnant. Okay. Within the context of the movie, I was like, oh, that's interesting. So she's pregnant with Superman's baby. But then after the movie, I read about the Justice League plans for two and three. There's a big plot point. Because it seemed like they want to go the injustice route, which would explain why he goes dark. That's that's what I thought, too. But did you, did you not hear about what designer's plans were for two and three? No. That was going to be possibly Batman's baby. There was a whole subplot. Yeah, exactly. Your face is exactly how I feel. <laughs> There's a whole subplot where Bruce Wayne, I'm like, I'm glad that didn't happen or you would have ruined this movie where Batman or Bruce Wayne and Lois Lane formed a relationship after Superman's death. And there's a whole plot point in the second movie where you don't know if it's Batman's baby or Superman's baby. Yeah, exactly. Why? 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 Yeah. And then uh, the dark timeline. That's... I was was hoping you knew about this because I I don't know about it completely and I thought you would be able to elaborate on it and we would talk about it. But in the second movie, the gist of it is they're supposed to go to to Darkseid's home planet and try to stop him and they would fail. And then when they failed, it would be partly because uh, uh, Superman thought the child was Batman's or something like that. And then Lois dies and he's like, he's moved to grief and anger and hatred. And that's why in that quick scene with Cyborg having those premonitions, you see Darkseid walk up to Superman and put his hand on his shoulder and he's holding a burnt corpse. That was supposed to be Lois. Yeah, I, I figured that was Lois. Yeah. But the only, the only question I had with that, I'm like, that still doesn't explain why, like, Superman going the injustice route, I get it. But wanting to actively work for Darkseid, I don't uh, even think well, Injustice Superman would work for Darkseid. No, he wouldn't. And he didn't. He fought against Apocalypse even after he started killing people. But uh, the apparently the idea was him being broken mentally by Lois's death made his mind susceptible to the anti-life equation. So the anti-life equation is what turned him evil. So it's not, it's a kind of like brainwashing kind of, okay. but it's only, it was only brainwashing that was possible because of the death of Lois and breaking him mentally. But then in the third movie, it's about them trying to undo the, the nightmare uh, sequence that we've been seeing in the, in BVS and justice league. Cause now that, now that's the real world and they do the whole thing where they go back in time, they change it, blah, blah, blah. But and I think you, we talked about this before originally the trilogy was supposed to end with Batman dying instead and in the good timeline 
Batman tells Superman that it was actually his kid. Not, and I don't know if it's even clear or supposed to be clear if it actually is his kid or not, or Batman's just saying that to make him feel better, but then he sacrifices himself to kill Darkseid, and then that's how it ends, or whatever. So, so it, it, for whatever reason, Zack Snyder was like, yeah, yeah, we start just League by killing Superman, and we end just League by killing Batman. And it's like, that's dumb. Yeah, and then you're going to add in all that fucking weird side drama with who baby daddy shit with, between Batman. That, just, that makes the relationship even weirder. Like, it was already weird where they were only friends because they both had the moms with the same name, but now they're they're enemies because they both fucked Lois? Like, come That's on, man. That's what I was going to say. Like, Zack Snyder says he read comics and all the other stuff. I'm like, no, you didn't. You probably read, like, one... Like the Frank Miller, Batman, Dark Knight, and then you think that's all of comics. That's because that's what it seems like. That's what it feels like. That's what his movies are, seem like they're based off of. Yeah. And I mean, they kind of touch on Bruce Wayne and Lois Lane having a relationship in some some instances. Like in World's Finest, the cartoon, they kind of dated for a little bit. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. But, but they didn't, they not didn't, really. They didn't knock her up. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, it was like they just went on like a date, like a casual date. They didn't fuck even, as far as I know. <laughs> well, as far as I mean, it's cartoon so probably not yeah probably not <laughs> but I think that was the point they wanted a date but Lois sees through Bruce Wayne's playboy persona you know what I mean so that she wouldn't get close to him and I like that but to have her fuck Bruce Wayne and possibly have his kid and that becomes a major plot point for why Superman becomes evil or not I'm like no no it's bad yeah, so stu- I'm stupid so the things that were supposed to be in this movie that's why there's still like 20 minutes cut out of this apparently did you hear about that no there's a black and white version that Snyder wants to release so it's a Snyder cut of a Snyder cut whereas another 20 minutes that has more of the nightmare stuff in it and it's supposed to have the the cut plot line of Bruce Wayne and Lois Lane kind of dating if you notice Lois Lane kind of had less to do in this movie than Justice League because she was just depressed Mm-hmm. Basically, every scene she just heard her depressed. Yeah, and then she shows up at the end to kind of convert Superman back to being good. But it's it's, it's like stupid because even like I said, even the nightmare stuff. Like even though I liked it and thought it made more sense in this movie, I just I, why is it there? Like because again, you're just maybe he just heard about injustice. It's like oh, that would be cool to put in a Justice League movie. It's like but well, we just got the Justice League. Like to throw in an evil Superman already. Yeah. When the world already thought he was evil and like whatever, a man of steel, and then BVS, it's like you're just proving proving Batman right. Like that's not that's not the just it's not the Justice League. Yeah, it just seems counterproductive. Like having Superman go evil means nothing. Like if you if if this was the first time we saw Superman and Injustice, like Injustice was it, it wouldn't have as much of an impact because you're like, wait, Superman is evil? Like, oh fuck. Yeah. Cause you have way, cause you spent time with the character for the last eighty plus years or whatever yeah. of him being the paragon of good. Yeah. But when you get to the movie version, it's like we don't know this version. We don't know the Henry Cavill version of Superman. So to have him die, a it's not as impactful. The world doesn't really he doesn't really mean that much to the world or whatever. He's not the icon that we know him to be. Yeah. And then also saying like for him to go evil it's like well who cares like who cares especially when you do all this heavy lifting in this movie to have him come back and try and make him more like the the you know superman we all know and be like this is the beginning of justice league and in the same breath in the very next scene you're showing me an evil superman i'm like yeah it's just it's, it's just it's counterproductive to their development i think and he had less to do in this than jo- i mean Granted, the, the lines Joss put in his mouth were very campy. Like, I believe in truth. I also believe in justice in the American way. Like, uh, campy. I get it. You want to be classic Superman, but it's too much too fast. But in this, his only line, kind of, after he gets revived and comes to help them is, 
uh, when, when Snyder, when Steppenwolf goes to hit him with this act like you said, and he's like, oh, unimpressed. And then when he goes to talk to Alfred. Oh, I meant with the team. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, he talked to Alfred a little bit. I don't even know how he knew to go there. How do you know to go there? I mean, he knows Bruce Wayne, so that's Bruce Wayne's house. Uh, I guess that's a good point, yeah. Hey, Alfred, where's Bruce at? <laughs> oh, he's fighting Steppenwolf. Go over there. Like, yeah. and I remember, don't you have superhero? Can't you hear everything happening in the whole world? No. I remember, and I remember when we saw the trailer like the first time. It was like, he said you'd come. I hope you're not too late. Like I remember speculation. It was like, oh, is it a lantern? I mean, I mean the line, I hope you're not too late, kind of is on the nail on the head for Superman. But um, I even like things that were small, like uh, with Cyborg how they would transition into him giving exposition about um fuck what was it oh the origins of the mother box or like where it came from of him walking kind of through the town as he's talking and it transitions to him talking while he's walking even though he's like just standing in the room with the justice league Mm -hmm. just small stuff like that were cool like i'm like oh this is a cool way to kind of showcase his powers. Although I do take issue with Ray Fisher and his characterization of Cyborg a little bit. Being very muted and dark. Well, or? not even just that, but like what he said on Twitter, it was like, he was like, oh, thank you, Zack Snyder, for taking this lesser known black character and making him super powerful. His powers rival that of Dr. Manhattan. Huh? I was like, Cyborg, first of all, Cyborg is not that powerful. What the fuck are you talking about? And then I was like, oh, is that what Zack Snyder's doing? He's making Cyborg that powerful? And then I watched this movie. I'm like, Cyborg is not that powerful. So what the fuck is he talking about? Maybe if he means like Dr. Manhattan in terms of what he can control in our technology-based society. Yeah, I guess in, in terms of like technology... I guess maybe that he's sounds a more du- like a hey Snyder, please put me in your next movie because I can't get a job now. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. I guess you could say he's the Doctor Manhattan of computers, but yeah, yeah, that to say his but no, he said he didn't say that. He said his powers rival that of Doctor Manhattan. Mm. I was like, mm, no, it doesn't. No. <laughs> Not even close. Not really. <laughs> wow, there's so many little things. Oh, even that moment where. But, but I'm just like cyborg. Hey, can I? Uh, can I talk to you for a second? <laughs> Liar. <laughs> dude, dude, not Cy- not Ray Fisher, Cyborg. Like, remember the movie? Do what he did to that, that woman. Could you do that to my bank account? <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, remember that, that moment in Justice League where after they revive Superman, everyone just forgets the mother box is there and someone just takes it. It's like, ah, you dumbasses, and he flies away. It was like, even stuff like that makes more sense than the Snyder Cut when you have more time to be like, oh, no, it was actually uh, Cyborg's father that took it. And he took it to try and put a marker on it in case it does get taken. That way they can find it later. Mm-hmm. I don't know why he had to be in the room with it to, to do that. Well, he wasn't planning on it, but Steppenwolf was there. Couldn't he have still gotten, like walked out of the thing and pressed the button? Why'd he have to close the door with a minute? He was No, because then that if Steppenwolf now have easier access, he would be able to just grab him right there. So then he, whatever he wanted to do wouldn't have happened. I guess. I was like, bro, just, just step outside. <laughs> step outside, then press the button. <laughs> but I like, because even that moment, I was like, why did you kill yourself? That's fucking stupid. But then it was like, I thought he was trying to destroy it. That's what I thought too. Yeah. I was like, well, you failed. Yeah. Good job. You killed yeah, the black guy like, for no killed, reason. Yeah, you killed yourself for no reason. What the fuck? <laughs> but yeah, but then they were like, oh, he superheated it. That way we can track it. That was a way better explanation than what we got in the Justice League version. Like, just shit like that. And that was just... Stuff like that throughout the entire movie just made everything that didn't really make sense made more sense in this version. I think you're 
your like or dislike of this movie just comes down to how you resonate with the choices that Snyder made for the characters or or the story really I think the characters were done better surface here than they were for sure in the original but I definitely feel like there were still things I'm like you didn't need that or you could not done that for me Mm -hmm. so I'm with you Perfect vision when it comes to comparison. <laughs> because it's night and day. That original movie can... I wish I could fucking MIB neuralize that shit out of my brain. <laughs> Just to have like a fresh slate for this movie. But, you know, what I got, I liked. Even taking out the uh, the member of the beginning with the, the bank robber and the parademon. And then Batman left the bank robber there. Yeah, his, <laughs> the exposition of like, oh, thank God the parademon exploded. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah three they boxes. exploded with the three mother boxes. Yeah, yeah I was like, oh, Alfred, we gotta... And, and then that being the jumping off point for... We gotta go find the people and gather them together. I'm like, what? It just seemed, it was all very, we gotta get from point A to point B. It, it didn't matter if it made sense or not. It was just, look, we got five minutes to have this scene segue to the next scene, so I don't give a fuck. It's got Granted, which I thought this was a Joss Whedon scene, but it wasn't. Uh, the, the Where everybody disappeared in the flash was like, oh, they disappeared. Oh, that was weird. Bye. <laughs> how, do you, how do you sneak past the flash that can run faster than light? Like, how do you not realize they left? Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. That's why. <laughs> and we absolutely needed the like 10 second look of James Gordon afterwards being like, oh, oh they're gone. Like moments <laughs> like that where it's like, there's no reason to have this scene other than when we filmed it. So let's just keep it in. <laughs> I'm like, well, we know it's not like, like Batman can't fly. Like we know he had to like put a grappling gun at like, you mean tell me Flash didn't notice that? Yeah. Also another thing they took oh. out that was like, why? Um, the Was that a Starro reference? That, that weird thing that was on Steppenwolf that would come off of him and like kind of grab onto someone's face and then project the memories. I don't know, if that's a star I don't know But what it looked fuck. like a starfish and it had yeah, it the eye like a, thing like in the middle. I don't know what the fuck that was. I, I, I was like, is that Starro? Is that like the, this world's version of Starro? That's kind of interesting. And I just don't know why cut that. Because they had the same scene where he's asking the guy, he's got the guy in his hand, he's like, tell me what you know. And there's, just, there's no Starro thing, but without that surefire way of seeing the guy's memories you don't know if he's lying or not so in the original Stephen Wolf just seems like an idiot because he's like tell me what you know I don't know anything alright I guess I believe you and he kills you like, <laughs> this way it's like tell me what you know and now I'm going to have this technology actually project what you know You know, it made so many small choices made Stephen Wolf a more threatening villain and yet he's not he's, he's still shallow but at least it's not whack. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's a big difference. Yeah. <laughs> Mother. And plus you get his motivation, but like he he wants to, he wants to go back home. Yeah. And he's just got, he's in 50,000 50, worlds of debt. 50,000 more worlds, yeah. It's not debt, bro. Like, I, I don't even owe $50,000 my student loan still. So I can only imagine having the... Oh, wow. More than that. <laughs> oh, shit. 50,000 worlds, bro. <laughs> that's but that's what it feels like. <laughs> 50,000 worlds. Like, oh, Okay. So you wanna help? You wanna help Pip pay my shit off? That's a lot of worlds, man. <laughs> I was like, oh, but that's why I, I'm hoping. I'm hoping uh, Papa Darkseid, Joe Biden, was like, oh, student loans, forgive it. <laughs> but so far, uh, what? Why? My booty hurt. Oh, <laughs> what were you doing yesterday? <laughs> I was sitting here for the last like. Eight hours. Uh, um, wait, what was I going to say? I totally lost my train of thought. I don't remember. But yeah, just the, the villains being... Oh, the scene where um, Wonder Woman cuts off Seven Wolves. That, that whole sequence was dope. Like I said, I like the team text better. But them kicking Seven Wolves' like, headless body back to Darkseid, 
That was kind of a boss moment. Yeah, again, one woman kills. She chopped his fucking head off. Yeah. So I was like, told you he ain't shit. <laughs> mm, I guess I'll do it myself. I'm not Donald though. <laughs> or even seeing Granny Goodness for like two seconds. She looked like fucking uh, 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 Brienne of Tarth. I mean, maybe. I was like, is that Brienne? Can't tell. She didn't have any lines, so. It's not no, even... she didn't have any lines. Yeah. But even that moment, like, we're gonna, guess we're going to have to do it the old ways. That means whooping ass, right? <laughs> oh, no. That meant they can't boom tube to, because, uh, like, the mother boxes are still on. We have to go back to the old ways. That means it has to go regular, like, on the ship. Mm, that makes sense. But, yeah, I mean, is there anything which, else? Which we're never going to see, because it's not going to be another. Yeah, no. Is there anything else you want to talk about in this movie? That I feel like people are going to be like, what? That's it? You want to talk about it for an hour? What else is there to talk about? <laughs> I don't got nothing else. It's a four-hour movie. I'm not going to have a four-hour four discussion on this movie. <laughs> Long story short, League's better. <laughs> Get it? League's better than the original 2017 movie. Seven League's better. Ah. Who was the seventh member? Marshman Hunter? Marshman Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> You can't have a seat, bro. You, you you're an asshole. <laughs> That's my oh. first question. Wait, so where were you when I got killed by Darks by, by Doomsday? Uh, see what happened was I was the one that sent the nuke to kill him. I'm like you bastard! I'm like what are you doing? <laughs> that weakened me. <laughs> my bad, bro. <laughs> what? Because uh, I just saw breaking news, so I'm like, okay, let me. Oh, so let's get in the news of the week with Michael. She's the Black Iron Man, but she's not Tony Stark. They just don't want their characters, quote unquote. I could call you a nigga, Jordan. If he says that shit to you, his ass on Instagram. I don't want hand me down. I don't want any gay things. It's all straight and white. What's going down? Michael News. Talking about release the Snyder Cut. CEO of Warner Brothers just came out. It's like just came out like 40 minutes ago. We are very happy. We're very happy we've done the Snyder Cut, but we're very excited about the plans we have for all multi-dimensional DC characters that are being developed right now. And she added that they are not uh, going to, because uh, everybody's talking about release the air cut. Oh she said God. we're not. We're not doing that. <laughs> Look, and you got lucky with this, all right? Not, don't push not, it. We're not continuing the Snyderverse. I mean, that makes the most sense, honestly. This is good. This, but this is a good closure. For I think the DCEU fans and even for Snyder himself, like the, oh that's the thing I didn't mention the for August at the end, I didn't realize that was even his daughter's name. But then when I looked it up, I'm like who's August? I'm like oh. When I saw for August, I figured I'm like oh that must be his daughter. Yeah, I was like oh that's that's sad. And I was like, <laughs> granted, I was like oh, I'm being I'm being very trash right now. Why? The person I was singing at the end, oh, I was like I she know. sounds terrible. Yeah. Yeah, I hated that song. Not not just the, no, not the song. I'm just talking about her because I like the song. Oh no, no, I don't. I don't mean I hate that song. I've, I go to church. <laughs> Hallelujah. But I'm like the way she. I'm like, but I found out that's the same woman that sang at his, his daughter's funeral. Oh. And I knew. I was like, I figured, and I figured that was the case. Yeah. But I'm like, she sounds. It felt like it was just for that. Like it didn't feel like it was part of the movie. I'm like, this doesn't feel like a. Well, that's just that was that was his daughter's favorite song. Oh, but I'm like she sounds terrible, and I feel so bad. I feel so bad feeling this way, but she sounds like she sounds like shit. They couldn't hire somebody else. Well, feel less bad because I also didn't really vibe with the singing either. It felt weird. Like it was like this doesn't feel like the way to end this movie. But then it's like, but no, but you're talking about you're talking about it from a a movie standpoint. I'm talking about how she sounds. (laughs) 
But I didn't like the. I, I don't mind that song either. But I'm also saying the way she sang it, I wasn't vibing with that version of the song. I didn't think about it like, oh, her singing is bad. I was just like, I don't like this version of the song. But now you say it's not a professional, professional singer. It's somebody who was at her funeral. That makes more sense. That's sad, though. Yeah. So, yeah. Snyder, Snyder Cut. Not That's another thing. I couldn't imagine him wanting to work on more Snyderverse movies after his, you know, his, he lost his daughter making this one. It's got to mm. be traumatic, you know? Yeah. Now people are hitting me up about the, the, the Snyder thing. Oh, this is stupid. Yada, yada, yada. They should go continue to Snyderverse. I'm like, but they can't. Ben Affleck's not coming back. Ray Fisher's not coming back. So, yeah. like I said, unless he just does a recast. I and even... Henry Cavill's starting to get busy now that they still haven't announced the Man of Steel too. So, he's probably I mean, like, fuck it. Like, I'm, we got lucky, he's, guys. He's doing The Witcher and all his other stuff. Yeah, so. but we got lucky. Like, you just heard me talk about the other plans for that those next two movies with Batman being the baby daddy of Lois Lane's child. You don't want that. Like, let's just let's just take our win. <laughs> let's walk away from the table. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's let's fold this hand. We had a good run. Now I want to see different versions. I want I want to see a more yeah, authentic I, I, take. I want a Man of Steel too, just not directed by Zack Snyder. <laughs> I think at this point I want a refreshed take. I think I'm over it. Like I think I think this is the way to end it. I think this is a good way to well, we're not have closure. Granted, we've been getting this movie for the last like five years, but they're still talking about doing the Flash. Ezra Chokabitch Miller, <laughs> which I'm which I'm still just like again the point that I was made before. Like you're doing Flash. Flashpoint means nothing without building up with the Flash. Like because most of Flashpoint is about seeing all these characters and all like seeing. Wonder Woman be a villain and the conflict between her and the Atlantean, um, the Atlanteans and then her chopping off and killing kids when she killed the uh, the Captain Marvel kids which now they're the Shazam kids because it's not Captain Marvel anymore mm. she's willing to kill kids and so seeing Wonder Woman be that dark or seeing Superman be skinny Superman skinny man yeah. or Batman be Thomas Wayne like seeing all your characters in different ways but it's like I don't know who these characters are in the Snyderverse or whatever, so who care? I don't care about seeing them different because I don't even know who they are now. Look, I think the Snyderverse was a interesting Elseworld take on the characters, but I think at this point, I'm just ready for a more authentic take. Or or the emotional connection of having Barry Allen's parents come back to... I don't fucking know who his parents are. Now. Like, I don't know who Barry Allen is. Yeah. We haven't gotten a movie, whatever, so... It was impactful in The Flash because you had a whole season yeah. before that happened. But in this, it's like his first movie out the gate. You're already doing Flashpoint, like yeah. You that's have a that's status, like an event. Yeah, you have, get out of a status quo before you shake up the status quo. Yeah, you know that's, like if you did, that's like if you did Civil War and after the like the second, the first Captain America movie. It's like yep, Iron Man, Captain America, Civil War. Let's go. Yeah, like, like, I don't care. Yeah. Not but even it, actually be Iron Man, Civil War, Avengers in game. Like, like what? But anyway, so Kevin Feige uh, addressed the rumors that they're doing uh, Young Avengers. Okay. And uh, basically what he said was... Fuck yeah. Where's the fuck the quote? Mm. Oh, here it is. Uh, as a comic fan, as a comic fan, anything in the comics is always our inspiration and our guide point. How those things come together and in what shape, it's always subverting expectations. It's always half the fun as as meeting them. But yes, you can certainly see that Phase 4 is introducing all sorts of new types of characters. 
with pot with potential being endless. Now, all of us at Marvel Studios feel like Nick Fury at the end of Iron Man 1. As new actors and new performers come in, we tell them they're part of a much bigger universe. They just now have to do the work required to build their audience. I'm happy to say everybody that's here, certainly where I'm sitting now, is doing amazing work and I can't wait to show them the world. <laughs> Basically, he didn't say shit. I can show you the world. Yeah, it's like Kevin Feige speak. Yeah, it's a lot of Kevin Feige speak. Like He does this all the time. He's like, yeah, uh, comics and all that stuff. and Uh-huh. <laughs> I never confirmed that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Basically, to me, that says yes. Because I mean, you already see the line of groundwork. You're Hawkeye. Mm. Supposedly, Eli Bradley is going to be in this. Yeah. Uh, Cassie Lang they recast Cassie Lang and you so, need a Avengers for Kids to get the younger generation a part of this whole thing no I don't mean in the world I mean like the audience the younger audiences mm-hmm. but uh, also uh, where's the what the fuck is it do you think about this all this superhero stuff is about grown ass men <laughs> grown ass men and women but the director of WandaVision addressed uh, some of the, the people that think you know like me Wanda gotta go to jail how she didn't really face any consequences at the end of uh, WandaVision. Mm. So he was like, oh, what? I just remembered the email, the Justice League email. Oh. And I was like, oh, okay, keep going. But he was like, I don't think we're letting Wanda off the hook. She realizes that in the final episode, what she's done, she's brought to that moment by Agatha. Are you a hero? Or are you a villain? See? Agatha's a good guy. <laughs> but he's like, heroes, yeah, heroes don't torture people. That's what uh, Agatha said. A- and she tries to let them go. And in that moment, she realizes that she's not fully able to say goodbye to her family yet. So the crisis in the middle of the episode is important to her story. And that is ultimately moving towards accepting the loss of Vision and her family. The show was always about grief and how we come back from loss. So it always had to end with her accepting that loss but also accepting this new mantle of the Scarlet Witch and what that means. But that final scene, she comes into town, it's her walk of shame, and she walks through town and feels the daggers being stared at her meant meant to be this indictment of her. She is a pariah, and she's not being forgiven by them. The conversation with Monica is about two people who have bonded over grief and loss and understanding the motives behind it. Doesn't mean it excuses it, and Wanda acknowledges that. She flies away from this town knowing that it wouldn't really welcome her back. And I'm like, but did you see Westview? Like, who would want to go back to Westview? Like, <laughs> so he's like, well, she, we didn't, we, she did pay for it. The, the pa- town's not going to welcome her back. I'm like... I mean, fuck the town. I feel like that's going to... you who know, gives a fuck? People have the internet. Like, they're going to be talking about this. Like, she's going to have a reputation about being... Remember that time? That bitch girl wished to go over to town and fucked everybody up. And like, I feel like that's what's going to be the consequences. She's just going to be known as like potentially dangerous to the world. She's like the Hulk. She's the female Hulk now. Yeah, but she still got to go to jail. No, my God. <laughs> but uh, where? Uh, hold up. I didn't prepare any of this stuff. So uh, I don't know. I don't know nothing. <sighs> but uh, basically, the uh, director of Matt. Uh, WandaVision, Matt Shankman, he did say that the uh, missing person that Jimmy Woo was looking for, it's still going to be revealed. What? Where? Who knows? I'm like, what? Okay. Interesting. Because some people were saying that they thought it was going to be Ralph Boner, but no, it's not. (laughs) So maybe... (laughs) Boner. (laughs) 
Because there's talks about Jimmy Woo getting his own show. Mm. So maybe. <laughs> mm. I'm like, do I want a whole show just about Jimmy? I don't know. <laughs> you don't want You don't want one? I like him to be on another show. I don't know if it's if I want him to be on the Jimmy show. He should be tag. He should be a requirement to tag along with Monica wherever she goes. <laughs> or Darcy. Or Darcy. But the uh, showrunner of uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, Malcolm Spellman, he said he's interested after Falcon and Winter Soldier is over, which I think uh, Kevin, oh. Kevin Feige said that they want to do a season two for. Uh-huh. But he said a character that he's also interested in. Better revived. not be called Falcon and Winter Soldier, though. He better be Captain America and Winter Soldier. Yeah. <laughs> But a character that he's interested in reviving and bringing bringing into uh, uh, maybe his own show is Deathlock from Agents of Shield. Agents of Shield, yeah. I assume that can be the same guy. Probably not. Yeah, <laughs> no more continuity with Agents of Shield. But uh, speaking of reviving, so uh, yeah, Ace Ventura is being developed. Ace Ventura Three is being developed at Amazon. With the same writers that did Sonic the Hedgehog. So are you excited about seeing another Ace Ventura movie? I wasn't until you dropped the Sonic the Hedgehog writer thing. Now it's You good. didn't like Sonic the Hedgehog? No, no. I said I wasn't until you oh, said that. Oh, oh, Now I was like, oh, okay. Maybe, maybe it'll be decent because they did... I mean, that material worked well for Jim Carrey there. It is with Jim Carrey, right? Yeah. Okay. Then, yeah. I, I mean, am I looking forward to it? Not really. Like, yeah, I'm getting, yeah, I'm getting coming to America too vibes. Exactly, that's exactly it. All these old fucking comedies like being revived. I'm like, nah. Unless you got an actual fucking like strong story direction for it, then I don't. It's gonna be whack. But you know, fingers crossed. Who knows? But speaking of reviving, so uh, Boondocks is getting released in uh, 2022 for HBO, and it's with Aaron Magruder. So. Hmm. Uh, I believe they gave an exact release date. I feel like we were overdue for some boondocks in our lives. This is the time. Well, no, Post 2020. It just says confirmed to come back in 2022. Aaron oh. Magruder released a tweet. Good. So, boondocks, yay. And it's Aaron Magruder this time, unlike the... Not the yeah, the watered-down trash that when it came back before? Yeah. All right, good. Um... Did I talk about Avatar Studios on here? Avatar Studios? Yeah. The one, like, the, the making the live action Avatar? No. No. What are you talking about? So, anyway, so I guess, uh, for, so this gives you a reason to get Paramount Plus, because I don't have it, didn't plan on getting it, but now once this comes out, I will get it. Okay. I didn't have this prepared, but I was like, wait, did I talk about this? But uh, Nickelodeon and the original creators of Avatar, they're coming together to actually make, like Marvel Studios, they're making Avatar Studios. So with that, they're not only making a new Avatar cartoon series. What? They're also doing an animated live action, not animated live action, that's not the same thing. An animated movie, that's going to be the first thing they're doing out the gate. They didn't say what the movie's going to be, if it's going to be Aang, is it going to be Korra, it's going to be the past, is it going to be Kyoshi, what the fuck is it? Oh, we shit. don't know. But it's basically more than just the one cartoon it's the Avatar Studios so there's gonna be several Avatar properties coming out <laughs> they're and like wait a second we need to milk this shit <laughs> and it's all going to Paramount Plus alright then I'm with you then I will also download Paramount Plus so we don't Plus. know cause obviously you know with animation they gotta draw it and all yeah, that shit yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's gonna be it's gonna be a while before it comes out but the first thing out I the, want a black earthbender <laughs> yeah that's what I want like give me the, the legend of a, a, a Boye whatever that we that Marcus did you see, see those oh yeah I've seen his thing yeah like, I've seen a couple of iterations of yeah, uh, give me that. potential black earthbender give that'd me. be cool but I'm but I'm excited to see what they do oh man 
I just thought I just remembered. Because I mean, if they Korra, go forward with Korra, obviously it's got to be an Earthbender. Yeah, I know, but I was just thinking like the only person that will be his spirit guide is Korra. Yeah, the only that's the only one. <laughs> she fucking. She, you fucked it up, Korra. Yeah, fucked up. <laughs> my boy, Aang. You massacred my boy. He, he's dead now, yeah. technically. He's dead, dead. Only in the yeah, spirit dead, world. Dead, dead, dead. Yeah. Not even in the spirit world. She destroyed his spirit. Is that what happened? I thought no, he's not in the spirit world at all anymore. He's dead. <laughs> oh my god, that's even worse. Fuck you, Cora. <laughs> the fight better. <laughs> I'm like, but they gotta, they gotta bring it, bring him, bring him. I hope if they do it, make but that thought, the story. I thought, I thought that's how Cora would have ended. Yeah, trying to find a way to bring the fucking. But no, in the comics, she wrote a letter or something to the future Avatar. Like I'm sorry, I fucked it up, uh, and it implied that even she doesn't have a connection to the future Avatar anymore. That's what that's yeah, that's what I read. That yeah, she she wouldn't even be able to. I was just like, you fucked it up that bad, Cora. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> so now yeah, now it's gonna be letters or whatever. That's whack. The that's the coolest aspect of being an Avatar is like having the spirit guides of all your past Avatars. Uh, she fucked it up. Fucked <laughs> it all up, man. <laughs> But uh, speaking of something else that's coming out in 2022, Jordan, you like cats. I do. So Puss in Boots is getting a sequel. I don't want... I don't, <laughs> no, no. No. <laughs> you know, you're not happy about Puss in no, Boots? No, not really. Nah. But you, but, you like, but you like Puss. Yeah, I do like Puss. And you do like them in boots. I, right? I also like my Puss wearing boots, but not the movie. <laughs> yeah, I'm good with that. <laughs> well, for those of you Puss in Boots fans, be on the lookout. I didn't even see the first one. I didn't see the first one yeah. either. The but we did see Game of Thrones. Okay. And there are three sequels uh, or prequels uh, that are in the works uh, with Game of Thrones. Or spinoffs, rather. Okay. One Still? is based on based on uh, Sea Snake, Princess, Nymeria, and Flea Bottom. The fuck? Now, what happened to the Targaryen thing and that's the Baratheon some, that's thing? That's something else. The... That's happening as well. How many things the Game of Thrones are coming out? A lot. Oh my god! Oh, you're still bent. <laughs> and, and Hope it's gonna... good, but Jesus Christ! So yeah, House House of the Dragon is still is still in the works. Dunkin' Egg and all that shit was that another one? Like, but uh, but the shows are called Nine Voyages, Flea Bottom, and a Ten Thousand Ships. <laughs> but uh, Nine <laughs> Voyages is uh, said to be the furthest along, and uh, it's uh, it's gonna be follow the uh, Lord. Corlys Velo Velo how the fuck do you pronounce this shit? Where? Right here. Where my finger is. I don't know. Lord Corlys Velaryon? 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 I don't know, man. <laughs> but he's letters. The, the sea snake, the lord of the tides, and the head of the house Valerion. And so that's what the show and then uh ten thousand ships will revolve around the warrior queen, Princess Nymeria, a revered ancestor of House Martell, who founded the Kingdom of Dorne. And then Flea Bottom will be set in the notorious King's Landing slum in the maze of tight streets in the capital city where the characters like Davo Seaworth and Gendry Baratheon were born. None of this shit sounds interesting at all. Like those these aren't answered unanswered questions I even had. Like, no, I don't yeah, give a fuck. You know, no, you need to know how the slums of Yeah, but, uh, I always wondered what Gendry's life was like in Fleet Bottom. Like, no, the fuck? Dumb. Well, you're getting it. <laughs> deal with it, because it's happening. It's like like Cora, I'm the Avatar, you better <laughs> deal with it. It's the same. Oh my god. It's the same shit. Alright, well. Uh also Kevin. How about Fe- we make I'll I'll trade all of those new shows for a remake of season eight uh, how about that i'll take that instead <laughs> yeah, i'll take that too 
talk about Snyder Cut. Release the the fucking Jerry, George, George R. 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 Martin, Martin cut. cut. Yeah, yeah, fuck yeah, man. Where's that campaign? Give me that hashtag. But also with that, Kevin Feige also addresses if Sword, I mean Shield and Hydra could be returned to the MCU. But basically, he says nothing. But he says, well, again, you could always look at the comics, right? We always take our lead from what happened before, and those organizations come and go in various forms over the years. So they always could return. There are new organizations like S.W.O.R.D. that you saw in WandaVision, so there's always an inherent need for above-the-board or shadowy organizations of some kind in the MCU. Hmm. So, yeah, lot, More Kevin Feige speak. Yeah, more Great. Kevin Feige speak. <laughs> say nothing. Confirm or deny, nothing. Gotcha. But then also, uh, so I talked about Naomi, you know, the character from DC Comics. She's getting her own CW show. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they actually cast, they finally cast her, uh, Casey Wallfall... Uh, Wallfall? Yeah, Wallfall. Wallfall down. Waffles? <laughs> Wallfall down. Then show a we picture. Get up. I'll, I'll show you a picture. Wallfall down. But we get up. This is this is how she looks. And what does Naomi look like? Oh. I mean she's pretty. I don't have a basis to reference it. Oh, that was like her. Okay, that's, that's pretty accurate. I'm with it. Mm. You're not with it? Well, not not the casting, but I'm like, I'll be more excited if it wasn't CW. Oh, I mean, I didn't say all that. I'm <laughs> saying I'm with the casting. I, I, again, CW, I'm I'm suspect until I see it. So, But speaking of One Night in Miami, one of the main stars in One Night in Miami who played Malcolm X, he's actually been cast as the... Uh, it doesn't say who, but he's going to play a major role. I guess the villain. He's going to be the main villain in uh, Secret Invasion. His name is Ben... A deer. A doe. A deer. A female so, yeah, deer. I don't know who he's, but he's main, main villain, so I'm guessing main scroll, but this is him. Oh, I think you showed me him before. Super scroll guy, right? Maybe he's the super scroll. Oh. But I mean, I, I, I got no point of reference to even be like, yeah, oh, it's good casting. Well, I don't know. Him. Oh, speaking of which, talking oh. about, did you watch like the color purple or anything? Like anything black? <laughs> Huh? <laughs> yeah, I figured. That I've been very busy. <laughs> like, oh, give me the list. I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> I'm gonna get to it. Don't worry about it. It's gonna happen eventually. <laughs> when? Forty years? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Time is an illusion, you know. <laughs> but uh, Avatar. Speaking of talking about Avatar, but not this Avatar. The but blue the ones. Blue avatars. <laughs> blue cats. It is now overtaking Avengers Endgame once again as the highest grossing box office because they re-released it in China for whatever reason. I mean, hey, Disney be winning, right? But so, I was gonna say either way, Disney wins. So yeah, nobody really. It's only Saldana wins twice. Yeah, I didn't even see like a big uproar about it after all that bullshit people went through of rewatching that shitty re-release of Endgame. But I'm like, oh, so just then, to make it number one, Avengers just they just need to re-release Avengers again. So, but with some actual real added footage, not that bullshit PS2 game they did. Yeah, no, that bullshit half-finished Hulk, dumb. <laughs> but but did, did they add anything to the Avatar re-release in China? No. What the fuck was the point? Is it an anniversary? No. <laughs> so it was literally just James Cameron like, you better release that movie. I want to be number one. <laughs> yeah, probably. But I'm okay. like, but either way, Disney, because Disney owns both. So. Yeah, all right. Cool. But speaking of Disney owning stuff, Disney owns Marvel, and uh, Gwyneth Paltrow says she wants to come back as, uh, or she's open to come back as a... Uh, Rescue? As Pepper. Pepper. So... Would you like to see? I mean, if anything, it would make sense to her to come back in Armor, Armor Wars. Armor Wars, right? Armor yeah. Wars. Yeah. Why wouldn't she come back for that? 
I would like to see more of Pepper. Yeah, just especially now in a world where Tony's gone, like you, this yeah. is your time to flush out those side characters more. And she could be res- she could be the rescue, I, I, you know, carrying on the. Granted, that's what Rhodey is, so I don't want to have Pepper take over. Well, but she's rescue. That's a character. She'll just be rescued to if Rhodey does become Iron Man. She'll she can still be rescue. Yeah, she could still be. So I guess we could. But speaking of a rescue, Ezra Bridger from Star Wars, uh, actor Mena Masood Aladdin. He's teasing that uh, in the Ahsoka series that he a certain character might show up and it might be him. So the guy that played Aladdin might be Ezra? Yes. I could see that. He looks kind of like an older version of Ezra. He just needs to dye his hair and he's good. All right, wasn't wasn't Ezra's, was hair? Ezra's hair? I, I thought it was know. purple or some shit. Maybe I'm, I'm tripping. Yeah, I, I can see it. I can, I can see it. Yeah. And wasn't he also the one complaining about not getting work after Aladdin? So yeah. if that is the case, that's a big role, so good for him. Well, speaking of big roles, okay. There's not going to be a Man of Steel two. There's no announcement for Man of Steel two. But guess what? There is an announcement for what? A big superhero in the DC universe. Okay. Can you guess who it is? Black Adam. No. Oh. We already got. They already announced that. Oh, you mean a new movie they're announcing? Yeah. Oh. It's not Man of Steel. Okay. What is it then? But it's another big one. Marshman Hunter. No. You would think. <laughs> Wait, well, who else is there that's big? Our man, Jordan. You don't know Our Man? Our Man? Yes. What the fuck is Iron Man? <laughs> Not Iron Man. No, who's Our Man? Exactly. Is it Our Like Time or Our Like We? <laughs> no, Our, our like, man. Our Like Time. Oh, Our. Okay. Yeah. Wow. A big. He's a big hero, Jordan. I've never heard of him in my Me life. Me either. <laughs> Me fucking either. But you're announcing him getting a movie, but not a Man of Steel 2. What the fuck are you doing, DC? What? I even had to Google. I was like, who the fuck is our man? Apparently, he's on Stargirl. Okay. (laughs) What does he do? His power over the hour? Our power. I think if I read it correctly, he takes like a, a pill... Like a drug, basically he takes Viagra that gives him super strength and shit. <laughs> what? So I was like, well, what does that have to do with time? Yeah. Nothing. So why is he called Our Man? I don't know. What uh, <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> I'm like, it's like Watchmen, they're called the Minutemen, but there's a reason for that. That's like a real thing. Because uh, Our Man. Because, yeah, the pill he takes is called the Mirac, like Miracuru. It's called the Mira- Miraculo. Mirac- Mirac- oh my Miraculo. God. Oh my God, it's Miracuru all Mir- over again. <laughs> but I'm like, Our Man. Over Manus. Give me fuck Midnighter and Apollo. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Even that over fucking Hour Man. What the fuck? <laughs> Why? <laughs> fucking trash. I, okay, then I am upset because I want my Calendar Man movie. We need a Calendar Man movie. I want an origin story about how he fell into a life of crime and he fought Batman. Calendar Man. Make it happen, DC. Let's go. <laughs> no, we're getting Hour Man. Well, I want Calendar Man to be a spin off. <laughs> but. Also with that, so June is about to come up, and June is LGBTQ Pride Month. Yay, gay. Yay, gay. <laughs> so with that, I'm coming both Marvel the world to know. and DC, but we'll stick with Marvel first, and then we'll move to DC. They announced that they're doing a whole month-line-wide Pride event thing with their superheroes, and part of that new announcement is they're doing the a gay Captain America first time. Oh, there's going to be a gay Captain America, yeah. and uh, the name the, his name is Aaron 
Aaron Fisher or something like that. And Aaron is inspired by heroes of the queer community, activists, leaders, and everyday folks pushing for a better life. He stands for the oppressed and the forgotten, and I hope his debut story resonates with readers and helps to inspire a next generation of heroes. And this is what he looks like. And he has Captain America's shield and all mm. that other stuff. But he's based on what based on what the thing. I'm like, he's not, but he's not actually going to be Captain America. He just has the shield, and so they're calling him Captain America. Is what they call queer baiting. Well, it wouldn't be queer baiting. What is it? What is it then? Queer baiting is like, like for example, uh, teasing that like Bucky and Steve could possibly be a romance or whatever. Ah, okay. Okay. But then it not actually happening, so you're baiting or actually taking a queer character's backstory and giving it to Bucky, and then say, "Oh, it's a love story, it's a romance or whatever mm. between these two men," and then it's like, "But that's queer baiting." Got you. Okay. This is just trash. <laughs> <laughs> Got you. This is pandering without you know it being good because I always say I'm always talking about using rumors on the other side that's of what I was about to say I, yeah. I, I always say pander to me I don't care but make it good yeah and this is not this, this seems like a, just a temporary like hey look we did it anyway never see no, him again I yeah I don't care <laughs> yeah. throw him into the bottom of the barrel of bin of Captain America's yeah because more than likely this character show up in two issues tops we'll never see or hear from him again but then on top of that like you're making this whole thing like oh he's inspired by queer activists he fights for the marginalized but you make it a regular you make it a regular white dude He's white? He doesn't even look white there. That was like Spanish or something. He looks white to me. Oh. Did they say what he is? Aaron Fisher. Oh, yeah. White white as hell. Okay. But Ray Fisher? I don't know. (laughs) But he doesn't look like a Ray Fisher. Yeah, no, he doesn't. (laughs) So I'm like... It's like Kawaki from Naruto. Anyway. (laughs) Make it a black trans woman, at least. Like, just another... Ah, They'll never do that. Are you kidding? I'm like, just another white gay kid? Like, yes, I'm all... any, Any source of representation... And I think I said this on here before. Like, as a gay comic nerd mm. a lot of times I have to I find myself choosing between the gay side and the black side <laughs> very rarely do you get both yeah. like a black gay hero but you, you see black representation oh yes give me that then it's like oh gay Wicked and Hulkling yay give me that yeah. but like never the, the two marriage shall of the meet. both yeah then you never get the two of them come together mm. but like seeing this though I'm just like so so because I say all that to say, so yeah, I'm always calling for any type of gay representation where you, where you see it, like, give me more. Give me a Midnight and Apollo show. But like this, like fuck this. Yeah. And then not you. even just that, but like... Definitely want to see how it's only announcing it yeah. during Pride. So after the, like all this, oh, yeah, Pride Month, we're giving you all your gay heroes. Mm-hmm. Then after Pride is over... Because none of these none of these characters that they showcase on Marvel or DC side, none of them have a book right now, except for like America Chavez. Mm. She's the only one that has a book right now. But then after that, like, where's the where's the Iceman book? Where's the on the on the DC side? Y'all, they love throwing out Midnight and Apollo, but they don't have a book. Yeah. Or uh, when they showed the DC Pride thing, the only character of color that was on the cover was uh, Renee Montoya, but she was in her. Uh, her question outfit, so that looks very white, yeah, or whatever. But I'm like, even Aqualad wasn't on the cover of the DC Pride announcement, so I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Like you're showcasing all the white heroes, mm. but like where are all the black gay? Like the where's Thunder? Like you got Black Lightning show on right now, so the character has profile. Why is she on the cover? A less black lesbian woman. That's interesting. So all valid questions. Don't have the answers. <laughs> Other then, than they're just trying to get your money for the Pride Month, that's all. So, yeah, I'm just like, this is trash. Mm. 
Cause yeah, like even even after the like I said, even after the event is like even like they have like you see Batwoman on the cover. So of course they're gonna showcase Batwoman. You have Harley Quinn and all that yada yada yada. So they're probably gonna have like a month issue run because Batwoman doesn't even have a solo book right now. Oh, she did. Not right now, no. Oh, okay. So I'm just like, so yeah, you're basically what you're saying is gay voices and queer representation and all that other shit is only important for that one month. Yes. And then yeah, it's on, just like white people. Yeah. You get one month and then it's over. <laughs> and then we're only gonna we're gonna roll you back out in next month, next pride, you'll get a, another book. That's like Yeah. <laughs> That's trash. how this works, yes. Yeah, trash. <laughs> so fuck this news. Yeah. That's what I say. Okay, fair. <laughs> all fair. But uh Speaking of fuck this news, and I wanted to end on this on purpose. I don't know if you know about this, and I hope you don't, because that'll make this segment way more interesting. But if I don't know if about you it, don't know about it, because I want to get your authentic like reaction, like instead of like, oh, I already heard about this. Oh, okay, all right, hit me. But do you know about what's going on with Batwoman, Jordan? No. Well, Jordan. Well, you mean the sh- the show or the or the comic? The show. Oh, no, I've been watching that shit. <laughs> well, not, no, I don't mean uh, the actual, like, what's going on in the show. Okay. I meant, like, behind-the-scenes news. Uh, Batwoman. No, the last thing we talked about was Ruby Rose was possibly coming back, right? Well, she said she said she'd, she'd, be, open to it. she'd be open to it. Well, yeah, that's not yeah. happening at all. Good, because fuck that bitch. <laughs> because, and the reason why it's not happening is because... Take a black woman show. What the fuck? <laughs> you well, left. Wallace Day, who played... You remember Krypton... She played yeah. one of the uh, the the other love interests of uh, Seg, the white the other the white woman. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, she's been cast in Batwoman. Who? As Kate Kane. So, <laughs> so Kate Kane, so Kate Kane is returning <laughs> as a different person now to Batwoman as a different person because you know the plastic surgery and all that yeah. they made the man remember she made the guy look like Bruce Wayne Thomas Wayne yeah so they're throwing that into the story so that's Kate- really part of the, it's not gonna be just a recast it's it's a actual in story she got surgery yes she's gonna be playing an altered version of Kate Kane oh my god why though. Because Ruby Rose is gone, so they need to... Okay, but they have a black woman now playing Batwoman in that show. Yeah. She's not coming in to replace her, though, right? Well, according to the showrunner, they're saying she's still... Ryan Wilder is still going to stay on as Batwoman, so then why the fuck are you bringing, bringing back Kate Kane? I mean, granted, the way they they segued away from Kate Kane made no sense. I'm not invested in the story, so I don't give a fuck. But if you were invested in the story, it felt like a hard swerve for her just randomly disappearing and then uh, this new chick becoming Batwoman. So if they're doing, I don't like it, but if they're doing an ultimate Spider-Man thing where, oh, turns out Peter Parker's not dead, Miles Morales, and now he's going to come back for his mantle, but maybe you are worthy of being Spider-Man. You know what? I'm going to let you do this. I'm going to peace out. You'll never see me again. He leaves. Like, I hated that in Ultimate Spider-Man. We talked about that before. But if they're going to do that, okay. But if that bitch comes back and she's the new main character or if she steals shine from the black girl in any capacity, what the fuck? Why do it? <laughs> That's what I feel like. Why are you bring like why bring Kate Kane back? Even if it's not Ruby Rose, just, just the fact that it's Kate Kane. Just closure. But you could just kill her. Closure for what? Yeah, you could have just killed her. <laughs> no, she dipped for months, changed her face with reconstructive surgery. Well, she probably didn't change her face. Who the fuck did Somebody then? probably changed her face or whatever. Maybe she was in a coma. 
it's so why change your face? Was it face off? Like what the fuck? <laughs> face off. <laughs> That's fucking stupid. Uh, I can't believe they're actually doing the Ultimate Spider-Man bullshit. But I'm still just like, obviously you have this option from the beginning. Why the fuck didn't you just do it from the beginning? Because I feel like they were waiting for actual Ruby Rose for whatever reason. What other reason is there? Other than wanting to hold the door open for Ruby Rose just in case. Why, if this was going to be the option, why not do it from day one? But Ruby Rose said she's, she, she could see herself coming back or whatever. Yeah, but she says that publicly. This is PR bullshit. Like, you know, you know what I mean? She got erased from the fucking Crisis Justice League photo. You don't do that unless something went wrong. You know what I'm saying? You know, just randomly like, oh, yeah, we left on fucking mutual terms, bygones, but bygones. But I'm gonna Photoshop the fuck out of this so she's not in it anymore. Like, no. So I don't, I don't even believe that. I think that's just PR of her talking, you know, publicly being like, yeah, no, I'd come back. But behind the scenes, no. <laughs> well, Kate Kane's coming back. Maybe not Ruby Rose, but Kate Kane. That bitch better come back to get shot in the face. So, <laughs> she better get shot. I mean, oh god, oh, I'm dying. What's granted, the, what's I don't the, watch Batwoman, so I'm not name? like invested in it. But even still, like, this makes me mad. <laughs> but that's, I'm less invested now. Now I wasn't. I was already not invested. Now I'm just mad that they're even pulling this bullshit. I'm mad for the five people that actually like that show. <laughs> the five people. You know, I'm mad for the five black women that start watching Batwoman. Just because they made the main character black female to be spat in the face later by having this girl come back in whatever capacity she comes back in. Why bother? Why do it? Pandering. But not in a good way. Yeah, like... <laughs> is it for the hardcore Kate Kane fans that are just like... They, they're clamoring for closure for their favorite character? Is that and then I'm wondering, I don't know, because I'm like, is it because of the ratings? Because the ratings have been tanking. Of course they're tanking! It's a terrible show. But I'm like, but it's not terrible like, fucking but I'm like, but it's not like the ratings were that good in the first season. The ratings weren't great in the first season. Yeah, but it's like, of course they're tanking. But it was already getting, a bad show. Yeah, now they're getting worse. Yeah, and then you just swap out the main character, and it felt, even for us who aren't invested, it felt forced to us. So for them, they're probably like, oh, the ratings are going bad. Let's bring back Kate Kane. That'll save us. Yeah, that'll save us. Oh, wait, people didn't like her either. Fuck. <laughs> Maybe but it's, it's a new, shitty but it's a new actress. It ain't the actress. It don't matter. You could bring in fucking Scarlett Johansson. That's terrible writing is the problem with that show. <laughs> Not in their eyes. Uh, clearly. But, yeah, that's it. Fuck them. <laughs> that's a good way to end it, because I'm... Wow. <laughs> Why? Just like Joss Whedon. Why? Because <laughs> you... I mean, Kate Kane's a household name. You like Kate Kane, right? <laughs> she's not even a household name no <laughs> anyway actually I want to hear from you guys how do you guys feel about that Batwoman news you guys love it right yeah is, Kat, is Kate Kane such a household name that you need her to return this show to like it is there anyone please God if you're out there and you watch Batwoman unironically and you actually like it I want to hear from you. I want to hear why you like it. I'm not even going to be like an asshole and be like, oh, I can't believe you fucking like that show. No, I legitimately want to hear from somebody that likes that show. I want to hear why they like that show. So I doubt we'll be hearing from anybody. Yeah, exactly. Just that listens to us. Crickets. Or even if you've seen the show, I want your thoughts on it. Because like, it doesn't make sense to me that shows like that keep getting fucking uh, brought back and given new seasons when it's like, what? We're getting good shows get canceled. You cancel Swamp Thing? But you're gonna keep Batwoman around? Huh? Huh? 
Anyway, that's been this week's episode of Blur Vision. Um, hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Hopefully you enjoyed our Snyder talk. Hopefully we didn't miss things. And I hope those out there that, get angry. Oh, you yeah. guys hated you guys hated BVS. <laughs> and you didn't understand Tangle yeah. Titan. <laughs> but thank you for recording this week. <laughs> like, that's what we get. But yeah, this week's episode of Blur Vision. I'm your host, Jordan with Gay Guy. That's your new name, Gay yeah, Guy? Yeah. <laughs> Because I'm about to show you this trailer. That's gonna I'm about make, to say, I'm like, why'd you objectify yourself make, that way? Make me pissed off. Yeah, oh, yeah. piss me off. Right, then I'm straight guy. I'll see you. No, no fuck kinda. you. <laughs> are you? Yeah, kind of. That's what I said. Yeah, kind of. I like trans women are hot. So anyway, <laughs> as we do this episode of Blood Virgin, we will see you next week. Peace. Boop. I've got time to think about my past as I dodge between the bullets. And my life was so exciting before I got this way. How long ago it was now I never can explain By the clock that's on the tower Or the one that's in my brain And I'm there before you know it I'll be gone before you see me And I'd like to get to know you But you're talking much too slowly And I know you want to thank me But I never stick around Cause time keeps dragging on And on